ancient land of China, schools and the martial arts were a way of life, but none were as lethal as the one we are about to reveal. Five deadly venoms. A secret society, each man unknown to the other, identified only by a mask, representing one of nature's deadly assassins, the centipede, the snake, the scorpion, the lizard, and the toad. Five deadly venoms, five masters in the martial arts, each man pitted against the other in savage combat, and each trained in their own vicious method of killing. They practiced a special kind of kung fu, killing by instinct, with machine-like precision, lightning speed, and ruthless power, as ferocious and deadly as the venomous creatures from which it took its name, and whose stings were always fatal. Kill or be killed. Five deadly venoms. No mercy asked, none given, in a kung fu epic as brutal as nature itself. Five deadly venoms, survival of the fittest and kung fu action at its very best in the most spectacular martial arts program of the year. Five deadly venoms, five stinging ways to die. Pick your poison, you'll be stung to your seats. Don't miss Five Deadly Venoms, a Shaw Brothers presentation. Theirs was a mission of certain death. Outnumbered and unarmed, they must get to the tyrant that enslaves their people. No weapon, no matter how lethal, can match their kung fu. Alexander Fusheng stars as the young martial arts expert pitted against a murderous warlord with a deadly kung fu skill. They live to fight and fight to live in a whirlwind of kung fu action. Four men sworn to battle to the death against these lawless legions of the damned. The Four Assassins.
men of destiny await the ultimate challenge. Death and destruction were the Manchu order. They murdered their way to victory. Nothing could stop them until they met the five masters of death. Five new men of destiny. Five new deadly ministers of Kung Fu justice. Five new Kung Fu killing techniques. The whipping triple-jointed stick, an avenging reaper of justice. The piercing pole, driving its way to victory. The deadly tiger stork, no one escapes. The crushing crossed fists, pounding up revenge on Manchu murderers. See the five kung fu masters of death defeat the Manchu warlords. See the five masters of death. When you're the best, you do things with style. J.J. McQuaid is the best. He's a lone wolf lawman in the Lone Star State. Even a wolf has his weaknesses. And a powerful enemy. The final showdown belongs to McQuaid. Lone Wolf McQuaid, starring Chuck Norris, David Carradine, Barbara Carrera, and Leon Isaac Kennedy. Or forgive them, because they killed his wife, they raped his daughter. And they deserve to die. So he's doing it again. His way. Charles Bronson. He's the best there is at getting even. Goodbye. Death Wish 2. Rated R. Now playing at the Sacramento Drive-In, Dome 24, Birdcage Walk, and the State in Woodland. Friday the 13th, Part 3 in Super 3D. The all-new process that puts you in the picture. Whether you want to be there or not. It will scare you. Count on it. Friday the 13th, Part 3 in Super 3D. Rated R. Now playing in Sacramento. Check newspapers for theaters and showtime. This is the movie that Rex Reed called the most horrifying motion picture I have ever seen. This film is positively ruthless in its attempt to drive you right out of your mind. Sally, I hear something. Stop! Stop! The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. From New Line Cinema. Rated R. There are killers on the loose, dressed like cops, and they always use a magnet. There's only one cop around who can crack this case. They call him Dirty Harry. In 24 hours, Harry stops a robbery, covers a stake, and prevents a hijack. Clint Eastwood is back, and this time his world is dirtier than ever. Magnum Force, rated R.
opening Christmas Day at selected theaters around the country. theaters.
我知道你还是会喜欢我的。Pleasure doing business with you. I 本来想推荐你上去，但系上头唔批准。点解？呢、这个人你应该好熟嘅。我听日要走，后日去台湾嗰单嘢，咪带埋一成咯，俾个机会啲后生仔啊嘛。一朝做贼，想做好人不容易。我已经冇咗个细佬，我唔想连你呢个朋友都冇埋。阿杰，唔再叫我做阿杰，叫阿 Sir。而家大把世界，有好多旧客要靠豪哥你拉翻嚟我哥系产就唔系我啊！呢度已经唔系我同你嘅世界。你一喐手啊，即刻转翻转头
No possibility of escape. Delta Force gets the word. It's a go. Take them down. They're not after adventure or glory. They're fighting to save American lives. No! You take one of us, you gotta take us all. Chuck Norris, Lee Marvin. The Delta Force, rated R. Starts Friday, February 14th at theaters everywhere. Chuck Norris returns in Missing in Action 2, the beginning. American MIAs imprisoned and tortured. He's a soldier they couldn't hold. None of you have ever escaped, and none of you will. We're going in. He's breaking out, leading his men, and fighting back. An American hero story continues. Chuck Norris, Missing in Action 2, the beginning. Opens Friday, March 1st at a theater near you. Three. First, they took the streets. Then, they took it all. But their next target may be their last victim. Charles Bronson, where there is no justice. There can only be vengeance. Charles Bronson, Death Wish 3. Now playing. Consult your listings. 40 One of the ten best films of the year, a high-octane mixture of outlandishly stylized camp and outrageously sensational shootouts. Outrageously exhilarating, guaranteed to tingle the most jaded moviegoer's palate. A film concocted with nitroglycerin, the combined energy of the Road Warrior, Robocop, and the Terminator. Killer is great cinema. The Killer, a thriller comedy that will leave you breathless. a movie that will leave you breathless. Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette, Dennis Hopper, Val Kilmer, Gary Oldman, Brad Pitt, Christopher Walken, in a Tony Scott film that critics are calling a Bonnie and Clyde for the 90s. True Romance, rated R, starts Friday, September 10th at a theater near you. Follow my instructions and we all walk away clean. Domino, you're with me on the side. Shepard, you cover the rear. Are you walking down? 
All we want is the money. This is an inside job. Ten million in cash. Let's go home right now. I've seen you two. We're celebrity hostages. dogs before pulp fiction the original men in black shook the world of action cinema in the original a better tomorrow Proudly presents the explosive bullet-ridden sequel, A Better Tomorrow 2. Hong Kong action mavericks John Wu and Troy Hark take the heroic bloodshed genre to the next level and beyond in a violent symphony of destruction that is often imitated but never better. Chow Yun Fat, Leslie Chung, and T Long. A better tomorrow, too.
lizard is a very agile and nimble style that enables a man to climb like a lizard. David Rockefeller's money couldn't save him. Despite all of the hard work he did for safety, but he's behind the latest accusations. If you disagree, then you must be a Russian agent. That's a bunch of gobbledygook. People peddling that has got to be spooked. There's not an angle I couldn't possibly juice. And if it's coming out of my mouth, it's got to be truth. Let's keep it all cerebral. If I run for mayor, I won't be mayor. I leave it to the people. Consider this a shot across the bow. The sheeple are awake and we gon' shake them up now. Make them well aware you are extreme liars. You create smoke, then you're like a scream fire. Like we can't see who lit it. It shows like a Saturday Night Live skit. Okay, I get it. None of these federal projectors ever want to speak. Even though I come and visit them like once a week. Not a single thing I say is tongue in cheek. The NYPD just wanna you did it again. You were real hard bastard. When will it end? I must say, bastard. You did it again. You were real hard bastard. Now tell me, when will it end? <laughs>
All right, welcome to the show. I am the Hard Bastard. Uh, before we get started, uh, I'll let you know that the uh, homosexual holocaust has taken place. YouTube has nuked the soft gentleman's bathhouse. The monetization from the soft gentleman's YouTube channel was removed. Um, it was at uh, the emails from, I think, yesterday morning. So, uh, definitely not good. It's probably about 20% or 20, 20-25% depending on the month of the uh, income for the whole operation. Uh, as much as a rabid, you know, rabidly leftist, ridiculous homosexual that he was, it, it was very helpful to the operation. So, um, I'll have more about uh, what we're going to try to do to uh, make up the difference uh, as we continue on. I tried to use a uh, stream elements uh, chatbot, and um, the one test that I put, because I can't put links on uh, YouTube. I can put them on Rumble, but I can't put them in the YouTube description, but I can put them in the chat. So... I set it all up, didn't work, but the one worked where I just said David Pakman smokes polls, that one went through, but maybe you're not allowed to post links with the chatbot on stream elements. I have no idea. It's totally gay, nonstop AIDS, just an AIDS bukkake. So anyway, I'm going to try to work with that. Um, and also, I'll put a thing on screen, so we're going to try to get Subscribestar, because, you know, on top of this, there was the whole Subscribestar, they unsubscribed a bunch of people. Uh, some of the people could get back. From what I understand, Subscribestar does work. Uh, if people have a problem with it, they can use the Rumble uh, subscription option. That seems to work. So we're going to try to uh, get the Subscribestar. There's a uh, soft gentleman tier. I guess it's the bathhouse tier now. So we're going to move the bathhouse to Subscribestar. And so hopefully, you know, it's going to take time. But we can get it up from 74 to 125 to, to make up the difference. And hopefully we'll be okay. Like I said, I'll have more about it later. I'm going to put a thing on the screen, you know, the goals. Like, I, this is the type of shit I should have been doing from the beginning. You know, you put the, the goal up there on the screen. All that stuff. People do it all the time. It's like standard streamer stuff. But I, I don't generally get around to it. But obviously, I'm going to be doing that now. Anyway, hopefully we can get the chatbot to work. To work, You can go to Rumble, rumble.com slash user slash hard news network. And in the description are all the links. Um, if you are a soft gentleman bathhouse member, uh, please switch over your subscription to either Subscribestar or Rumble if you click on the subscribe button on Rumble. And uh, anyway, hopefully we'll figure it out. But it's just, uh, yeah, it's election season, so it's it's nonstop AIDS. I'm not the only one they're doing this to, but uh, it is what it is. All right, let's 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 begin here. Special prosecutor on the Trump case uh, bought flights for D.A. S. Willis to accompany him on multiple trips, according to a court filing. So they keep uncovering corruption here, and, and I think it's significant, and I'm glad they're doing it. I'm just skeptical that they're going to they're going to do anything. Um, Special Prosecutor Nathan Wade paid for Fulton County, Georgia District Attorney S. Willis to accompany him on at least two trips in 2022 and 2023 after S. had already hired him to oversee her RICO case against former President Trump. Wade's estranged wife, Jocelyn, submitted a court filing on Friday in the couple's ongoing divorce case, which included credit card statements. 
The statements showed that Wade had purchased plane tickets for himself and Willis to travel to San Francisco and Miami over the past year and a half, according to the filing. NBC News reported the court filing comes after Michael Roman, a co-defendant in the Trump case, alleged that Willis and Wade engaged in an improper clandestine personal relationship during the pendency of the case, which has resulted in the special prosecutor and intern, the district attorney, profiting significantly from this prosecution at the expense of the taxpayers. Willis was subpoenaed last week in the Wade's divorce case, requesting her to testify. In a court filing on Thursday, the district attorney accused Jocelyn Wade of trying to harass her and damage her professional reputation. I wouldn't be surprised if they arrested this woman, Jocelyn Wade, uh, just for in any way going up against these lunatics. Uh, alleging that Jocelyn Wade is, see, here we go, obstructing and interfering with an ongoing criminal prosecution. Yeah, they're, it's, you know, it's understandable. I mean, it's bullshit, but, you know, you could see how people, when they're arresting another group of people, like right now they're arresting the Trump supporters, um, and there's a lot of Trump supporters that are being prosecuted over non-crimes, not just Trump. And you can see how people could sit back and say, oh, well, they're not arresting my group. Well, what do you think they're going to do? If you in any way go up against these people, even if you're a quote-unquote Democrat, they're going to arrest you too. So I wouldn't be surprised. They're already threatening this woman. And this is just a divorce proceeding. Jocelyn Wade's attorneys responded to Ass's filing on Friday, writing, contrary to Miss Ass's belief that the defendant is not utilizing the deposition to harass her, but rather to seek pertinent information from her husband's power regarding her relationship with the plaintiff, and the extent of the plaintiff's financial involvement in the same. Trump responded to the news of the court filing, saying Willis and Wade had been exposed. The hoax has been, uh, Trump said, this is what he posted on Truth Social, the hoax has, has to be totally and completely dismissed. Um, I and, and the lovebirds should face appropriate consequences. I and many other good citizens of our nation are owed damages for the dishonest turmoil and fraud that we have been forced to endure. Earlier this week, Ass told the congregation at Big Bethel AME Church in Atlanta, Georgia, that she's being targeted because of her race. No, it's because you're a fucking retard. <clears throat> you're a corrupt bitch. You're a corrupt fat pig. That's the problem, okay? has nothing to do with your race. They only attacked one, Willis told the congregation. First they say, oh, she's going to play the race card now, but no, God, isn't it them that's playing the race card when they only question one? filthy whore. I don't even believe in the race card. I don't even, all this race shit is fucking bullshit. Racism isn't real. It's a cudgel used against white people to try to gain power over them. That's all it is. It's fucking bullshit. <clears throat> isn't it them playing the race card when they constantly think I need someone from some other jurisdiction in some other state to tell me how to do a job I've been doing for almost 30 years? Well, you're obviously a diversity hire. You have like a 70 IQ. Okay, there's plenty of black people that do jobs like this, but see, Democrats don't want black people like that. They want subservient, low IQ, commie black people that will obey them in all things. Uh, Wade has reportedly received more than $650,000 since January of 2022 from the Willis's office, excuse me, from Ass's office. The DA is also accused of misleading county officials and seeking extra funds to pay Wade, and in what could be a state violation, allegedly never sought the county's approval to hire him. Now, the problem, part of the problem here is that Governor Kemp, the traitor, is, is not at all interested in investigating any of this. So, yeah, it's, we'll see. Now, there is a, a, a hearing coming up 
So on Thursday, Fulton County Superior Court Judge Scott McAfee ordered a hearing on allegations against Willis and Wade. McAfee said Willis must respond in writing to the allegations by February 2nd, and he scheduled a hearing on the accusations on February 15th, according to the Washington Post. So keep an eye out on that. I hope I'm wrong in that. I don't think anything's going to happen to these people, but it would be nice. All right, so again, I'll just mention uh, that there's been a homosexual holocaust. Uh, YouTube has nuked the monetization on the Soft Gentleman channel. Uh, so the bathhouse, which is the membership option on, on that channel, is no more, which is about 25% or so. Generally, maybe 20%, it really depends on the month, of our uh, overall income. So uh, I'll put, um, this isn't going to update in real time, but I'll do it because I have to do it manually because they don't... Uh, all the automatic options are like aid sites like Twitch and YouTube. All right, so I'll put this, I'll put the goal up here to restore the bathhouse. Obviously, I don't expect it to happen all at once. Hopefully over maybe, I don't know, a month or two, we can figure it out. Anyway, as they come in, I will update it. And uh, I know this is shit that I should have been doing from the beginning because I see streamers do it all the time. It's just, I, you know, I generally... Just do news aggregation, but that is completely my fault and my responsibility. Um, if you want links to all the different ways, and if Subscribestar doesn't work for you, no problem. You can go to Rumble, click the subscribe link, or any of the other options. Uh, if you go to Rumble, like I said, I used to be able to put it on YouTube, but YouTube is gay. YouTube sucks. Can't post links in the description. Uh, you can go to Rumble, click the description, and then there's all the links of the various ways you can support the channel. You can also download free books from the soft gentleman, my homosexual leftist Democrat brother, and also a book, uh, a, a guide, more of a guide. Book is kind of a masturbatory, more of a guide on uh, different propaganda techniques that the corporate media uh, uses. It's, it's volume one. There will be other volumes. And uh, so uh, if you do uh, subscribe on either Subscribestar or Rumble, I will add it to the goal. It just won't be in real time. So it'll be like, you know, during videos, it probably take, it should be updated within an, about an hour, I would say. Okay. All right. So I didn't think Haley had any chance because he called her bird brain. And um, so it looks like now he's saying that he says she probably won't be the VP pick. This, this is the other thing. This is how Trump talks. Okay, so he'll say probably this or that. There was an interesting thing, and I don't know to the degree. You know, Glenn Beck is Glenn Beck, but Glenn Beck was on Patrick Bet David. He said Trump called him. He asked him who did he think he should have his VP. Beck uh, responded Vivek. I think Vivek would be fine. I would prefer Tucker Carlson or Carrie Lake. Um, if you can't get those two, I guess Vivek. I guess Vivek works. Uh, also, I've heard a talk about Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Um, you, you know, it's Sarah Huckabee Sanders, I, I, I view like maybe a little better than Elise Stefanik. I don't really like Stefanik, although she says good stuff sometimes. So she's not 100% AIDS. I don't trust her. I mean, I don't trust any of these people. So I guess, you know, what's the difference? But um, Stefanik and Sarah Huckabee Sanders aren't Nikki Haley or uh, Tim Scott. So they're not optimal. But, uh, but it would be better than Nikki Haley or Tim Scott. Um, so hopefully Trump realizes that if you put someone that they really want as your VP, your assassination percentages go higher. Okay, so hopefully, uh, uh, no, I hope I'm wrong about that, but I do think people who have said that are on to something. These people will stop at nothing. I think they'll stop at nothing. Here's another thing. Now, now I hear people make an argument about Vivek, right? They're like, 
He needs to be Trump's backup plan because they're not going to let Trump win. Now, the people saying they're not going to let Trump win, they might be right. They might be right about that. It's possible. The problem is where, where you lose me is the idea that if Vivek is a threat in any way to the same people that Trump's a threat to, they won't let him be the president either. So how is he going to be a backup plan? You think they wouldn't indict him on some bullshit in two seconds if they, if they had to? So that's where it's a similar argument that DeSantis has been making, but it doesn't make any sense because they're not going to let anyone who is an actual populist be the goddamn president, if it's true what these people are saying, that they're not going to let Trump win, which is possible. I hope they're wrong. I think it's, uh, it's very possible that they do anything they possibly can, up to and including releasing a bioweapon, going to nuclear war with Russia, a fake alien invasion, you know, whatever. It's a long list of gay ops. Again, I hope I'm wrong. You know, I, what I'm hoping is uh, I heard people talking about Y2K a while ago, and I remember right Y2K, and it was it, people w were like, "Oh, this is going to be like the end of the world." And I remember that New Year's Eve, I was with some Jehovah's Witnesses. It was like 1999, a long time ago, and we were playing Nintendo 64. We were playing four-player Star Fox, which was the shit. That that was the shit. I wasn't really an N64 person. I liked PlayStation. But Star Fox 4-player and Duke Nukem 4-player was the shit. So we played that all night. And so, um, and what was interesting is we were drinking, and that, that was unusual for the people that I was with to be drinking. So it was, it was memorable, because some of the people that I was with, JWs, and I was a serious JW at the time, they didn't usually drink. But I think because in the back of our head, we thought it was possible that like Armageddon or some, something fucked up was going to happen. We just kind of, you know, I mean, I at the time had a drinking problem, but no one knew that, okay? But the rest of these people, you know, they weren't really drinkers and everyone just kind of got drunk. Not like, like shit-faced drunk, but seeing people for the first time get like that was pretty entertaining. But anyway, by the time we paid attention to the, to the clock, we realized, hey, it's 3 a.m., we totally played Star Fox through the... Did something... I'm like, okay, is everything working? And there's like, turn on your computer. Does the computer work? Yeah, computer works. Connects to the internet. I don't even remember. What was it? AOL? Dial-up in 99? I don't know what the fuck it... Whatever. And then, you know, we're looking around. We're, you know, you're like touching your face. I'm like, I'm here. I'm still here. Everything's, everything's cool. Everything. So what I'm hoping is that's what happens with this upcoming election that all the people, including myself, are completely wrong, that these people will stop at nothing, and that we'll just, you know, they'll have election night, and he'll win, and they'll cry and scream, and then somehow he'll be inaugurated, and then we're going to go, hey, look, I can't believe it. It wasn't that bad. Hopefully that happens. What's the percentage chance that it plays out like that? I'm going, like, I don't know, 25 30%. We'll see. So Trump says Nikki Haley probably will not be his VP pick. She's not presidential timber. Yeah, that's true. And also her teeth are too big. Big teeth Nikki. Former President Donald Trump suggested on Friday his Republican primary opponent, big teeth Nikki Haley, will not be his pick for vice president. Last month, CBS News reported that multiple sources told the network Trump was asking some of his allies what they thought about him picking the former South Carolina governor as his running mate. Rumors of a Trump-Haley ticket for 2024 raw, but shut down by Trump on Friday night, however. At a rally in Concord, New Hampshire, Trump told the crowd of his supporters that Haley is okay, but she's not presidential timber. And when I say that, that probably means she's not going to be chosen as the vice president. 
Uh, earlier in the day on Friday, Haley reportedly told some of her supporters that being vice president is off the table. She said, uh, I said from the beginning, I don't play for second. I don't want to be anyone's vice president. That's off the table. Great. All right. We have an agreement. Um, Trump's up, I think, 17 in the latest uh, in the latest polling in New Hampshire. So we'll see what happens. I do expect Nikki Haley to do decently because they're going to do a lot of this uh, Democrat gay op shit where, uh, you know, they switch over to the Republicans just for this one time so they can have a narrative that Nikki Haley can beat Trump, which again, zero chance. Um, she could be awarded the nomination uh, if she doesn't get enough votes. I, I do believe there is a uh, mechanism in place in which the Republicans could still give it to her at the convention. That would be ridiculous, but that's the only way she could win. She couldn't actually win a legitimate contest. They might do that. That would be the end of the Republican Party for like a decade, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Now, this is interesting. And look, I don't really, a lot of this is kind of like, yeah, no kidding. You know, these people are horrible people. It's Washington, D.C. Um, but, you know, they're going to find out if you're a fucking whore and you're running for president, well, they're going to find out. Big Teeth Nikki allegedly cheated on her husband with a lobbyist and comms consultant prior to the South Carolina governorship. Court documents have revealed that Big Teeth Nikki Haley did in fact cheat on her husband before becoming governor, and that one of her lovers was a married South Carolina lobbyist. Haley repeatedly denied that she'd been unfaithful to her husband, Michael, when allegations first broke in 2010. They've now been married for 28 years and have two children together. According to the Daily Mail, the aforementioned lobbyist, Larry Marchant Jr. and Haley's communications consultant, Will Folks, admitted in signed affidavits uh, that they both on separate occasions had affairs with the then future governor. In his affidavit, Marchant said that he and Haley had sexual intercourse during a conference in Salt Lake City in June 2008. I came forward publicly on this matter only after... I mean, you know she didn't give you a blowjob. No, no, no man other than these people who have a thing for teeth, I do think that, I, so, I, look, it's the internet, people, I've seen people say it, they like blowjobs with teeth, I don't know what you're talking about, okay, good luck, I don't know, you know, no teeth, there can be no, and if you're, how do I put this, um, there might be those of you out there you know, in a long, long time ago, you know, marrying a JW girl, and if you were, maybe you grew up in a church, and, you know, uh, now look, there are whores in the Jehovah's Witnesses, okay, but not all of them are whores. In fact, most of them, at least for a period of time, are good girls, okay, so there are good Christian girls that, you know, they're not experienced, and generally speaking when when that type of girl first gives a blowjob that is uh that's a goddamn nightmare you gotta just you know you gotta figure out how to do it with no teeth and uh that was kind of a running joke among uh some of the newly married men in the jehovah's witnesses back in the day and uh <laughs> it's not good anyway that's a normal person that's a normal woman Nikki Haley has got teeth at a level of... I haven't seen teeth like hers. Remember that girl on TYT? She was a smash, but her teeth needed to be sanded down at least two-thirds. Um, they used to have... Remember they used to have... When they, when they made more money, they used to have uh, these shows. Uh, I don't even remember uh, the name of it, but uh, she was on there, and uh, 
she was dumb. I, I, I don't remember that much about her. She was just a very dumb person, and but she was hot, and but her teeth were, were huge. That's the last time I've seen teeth like this, although I'm probably missing someone. There might be someone that you can think of. Just a horse nightmare. Anyway, so this guy says, I came forward publicly on the matter only after being contacted by the press and after hearing Representative Haley claimed that she had been 100% faithful to her husband in response to the folks' allegations when I knew her statements were absolutely false. This issue has been difficult for me personally, professionally, and brought, has brought unwanted attention to my family and my clients. Folks said he had kissed Haley in her vehicle in early 2007, and they saw each other again repeatedly until June of that year when he met the woman he would go on to marry. Well, there you go. I mean, this is, I don't really think this is going to matter. Um, she has no shot, but, uh, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's politics. This is what they do. It is what it is. Okay, so th this is just another thing you're going to see. It's not going to just be in Denver. It's going to be in all of these places where they send the Zerg, okay? They're sending the Zerg all over the country. By the way, some Republican governors are doing it. And, and I understand I understand the point. And I do think that had DeSantis and Abbott not sent the Zerg into Democrat states and Democrat cities, I don't know if you would have had what happened with uh, Adams in New York admitting it's a problem. You know, like you, you, for the first time, you're you're having some Democrats say, "Hey, this is a problem. We got to fix it because it's affecting them." So from that standpoint, that part was good. The problem is that's not a solution to the problem. The solution, the only solution, is mass deportation. And so sending these people all over, and then you also have Biden sending them all over to different places, and they usually try to find these. Um, working class uh, majority white places or working class places where you might have a mixture of races but it's working class and they generally just work and it's not really these aren't really like high crime areas they want to focus on these areas and send the Zerg into there now Denver has a problem with the hospitals the hospitals at a critical point after illegal immigrants overwhelm the health system this is all on purpose I think it's all on purpose that looks like the church, that right there, what was that? Doesn't that look like the church from uh, Red Dead Redemption? What's the name of that city? It's not really, a, excuse me, it's like a town, it's not a city, what the fuck am I talking about? Amarillo, you know when you go to Amarillo and there's that like uh, church, that's what it looks like, anyway, whatever. Denver public health care system, Denver Health, is in critical condition as it continues to deal with a rise in patients not being able to pay their medical bills. I think there's a church also in Blackwater, too. Anyway, while Denver residents and those on Medicaid account for the vast majority of those receiving uncompensated care, officials have made it clear that the unprecedented rise in illegal immigrants arriving in the city has been the straw that broke the camel's back. According to the Denver Gazette, in 2023, $135 million in uncompensated care was reported, a $10 million increase over the year before. As the Daily Mail points out, $100 million of that bill was run up by residents of the city, and the total includes visits that will be covered by Medicaid. Nonetheless, Denver Health CEO Dr. Donna Lynn lamented that the system was at a critical point, and because our costs exceeded our revenues, we are turning down patients every day, particularly in the area of mental health <clears throat> and substance abuse. Well, I have tremendous compassion for what's going on. It's heartbreaking, she said. It's going to break the health system. 
Well, that's why they're doing it. It's one of the reasons. They want to break a lot of stuff, but it's one of the things they want to break. Chief Government and Community Affairs Officer Dr. Stephen Fredericos said the jump was due to the growing number of illegal immigrants utilizing the system, noting an estimated 8,000 had made 20,000 visits to the hospital. Associate Director of uh, Pediatrics Emergency Medicine, Dr. Taylor McCormick, explained that by and large, these patients don't have medical insurance, and thus Denver Health is eating the cost for many of these visits. There's going to be a point where the numbers make it very hard. We're already past the breaking point to a certain extent. Denver has taken in over 37,000 illegal immigrants since the crisis began, many who are being take, uh, taken care of at the taxpayer's uh, expense. Insane. Absolute madness. Unbelievable. But uh, not surprising. That's what they do. That's what they're doing. What a sick situation. Now, Good on Texas. This is a showdown. We're going to see what the Biden regime does. I think they're going to do something heavy-handed. I hope I'm wrong. Texas is arresting illegal immigrants as it continues to defy the Biden regime. Good. Texas is arresting the Zerg for trespassing in Shelby Park as the state continues to defy the Biden regime's demands that it cede control of the park back to federal authorities. Last week, Texas took control of Shelby Park a 47-acre public park in Eagle Pass that has seen large influxes of illegal immigrants. Texas said it was necessary for it to control the park because federal officials were compounding the border crisis while the Biden regime has said the state has impeded border patrol. Texas Department of Public Safety spokesman Chris Olivares announced on Wednesday that state troopers had started arresting illegal immigrants at the park. It's about goddamn time. On Thursday, Oliveras announced they had arrested three more illegals, two from Azerbaijan and one from Ecuador. They had attempted to cross into the park through barbed wire Texas had set up and were arrested in jail for criminal trespass. The Department of Homeland Security sent a cease and desist letter to Texas on Sunday demanding that they cede control of Shelby Park, which the Texas National Guard took control of as part of the state's crackdown of illegal immigration. In response, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton said the state would not give up control of the park. Texas will not surrender to Biden's destructive open border policies. Attorney General Paxton will continue to defend Texas as it uses its constitutional authority to defend state territory, sovereignty, and citizens. Rather than addressing Texas's urgent request for protection, President Biden has authorized DHS to send a threatening letter through its lawyers. But Texas has lawyers, too. I will continue to stand up for the state's constitutional powers of self-defense instead of running to the U.S. Department of Justice in hopes of winning an injunction. You should advise your clients at DHS to do their job and follow the law. The Biden administration says it will use all legal measures to take control back of the park. Good. I, I, hope, I, I hope that uh, Texas wins this. Um, they need to tell the Biden regime to go fuck themselves. We will see what the Biden regime does. I would not be surprised if they do something crazy, but uh, we will have to. We will have to see. All right. So again, I'm going to mention there was the homosexual holocaust, as I'm calling it. Uh, YouTube nuked the monetization on the Soft Gentleman's YouTube channel. Uh, so the bathhouse, which was the membership option, which turned out, you know, it was pretty. You know, I, I, I uh, he, excuse me, he made this thing that you know we would see what would happen it was uh, you know bathhouse tears but it turned out to be people liked it 
But anyway, you know, it's YouTube, so when people like something and something good is happening, of course, they nuke it. That's how it goes. It is what it is. That's what they do. So we are trying to rebuild the bathhouse, and we're trying to do it via the remaining subscription options, which are Subscribestar and the Rumble subscription option. I believe on Rumble they don't take anything, and they're not going to take anything for a year. I think Subscribestar takes, I don't know, 10%, 15%. Uh, it's much lower than what YouTube took. YouTube, I think, I think took 40, 35%, something crazy like that. Anyway, so um, it, link in the description of, of Rumble, rumble.com slash user slash hard news network. I will periodically post the link to Subscribestar in the uh, YouTube chat. I'm hoping to be able to use the stream elements bot. I programmed it, but it's not working. Maybe it's because you can't post links. I don't know. It's all total homosexual aids, but it's what we got to deal with. It's what we got to deal with. It's election season. They're going to fuck everyone in the ass, and we'll see if we survive. Everyone's got to try their best. Oh, with that being the case, I'm obviously streaming full stream tomorrow. Full stream tomorrow. Um, I think we'll do the call-in show tomorrow after the stream. And so, also, I guess we'll talk about this now. So, you know what's funny? Remember when I was first starting the channel? Um, oh, excuse me. Not first starting the channel. When I first started live streaming, you remember what happened? So it's funny. When I try to expand things, there's always something that that sets me back. Now, that's not a bitch complaint because I'm just going to we're going to fucking deal with this and we're still going to do what we're going to do. But if you recall, um, right as I was about to do live streaming on 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 this channel, I I came out with a video harshly criticizing Jordan Sheridan. Because Jordan Sheridan had lied about a bunch of independent commentators. This is old history. H.A. Goodman, Tim Black, and Nico House, okay? Um, H.A. Goodman, I still, still great. Uh, Nico, is, Nico House has always been Nico House, right? Very much a lefty, uh, always been pro-free speech and anti-establishment, anti-war. Um, everything else I probably disagree with him on, except those two, three things. But he hasn't changed. Tim Black went absolutely insane. He went full black supremacist. Anyway, so I made the video and uh, I was pretty pleased with it. But YouTube, because, uh, and I'm not going to relitigate the whole thing, but I am of the opinion, there is circumstantial evidence that Jordan Sheridan didn't like the video and had a bullying harassment strike on the channel, which back then, you know, now if you get a strike, it's seven days of no streaming. Back then, three months a three-month penalty not to stream. So I started the Hard News Network YouTube channel, or maybe it was already in existence, and I just... Anyway, we used Hard News Network to live stream, and then that's where that all started, and then you had the whole original HNN crew. That's This is the genesis of that whole thing. So you had that whole crew. So we did that for three months. Then we started streaming on this channel. So w the reason I bring this up is so what I'm working on, I'm, tr I'm trying to see if, if we can do a, um, I'm trying to work on a show for off nights. Uh, for, so it would be Monday and Wednesday. So I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out to see if it's feasible. We'll see what happens. Uh, it's just funny that as I was about to do that, this then 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 you get this. This is what this is this is life. This is how life works. So anyway, still plan to do that. It might be uh, it might be delayed a little. We'll see how things go. I have no idea. 
but it, it reminds me of back when I was going to first live stream and then this happened. So it is what it is. This is, this is generally what happens. Uh, but anyway, if you want to support the channel, uh, you can go to rumble.com slash user slash hard news network. Click the description. You can use any of those links. Also, um, oh, that if, if we do this show, it will not at all be on YouTube. It'll be on all the other channels. I'm not going to make it Rumble exclusive because from what I understand, Rumble still doesn't work for some people. So we'll do it on all the other platforms, but no YouTube. This And also, based on the kind of show it is, and it's going to be a different format, and it's not going to be it's not going to be like a nine-hour live stream. It's going to be like a show, like maybe an hour, 90 minutes. Uh, the, uh, the show will have a section at the end where like, I read Super Chats and all that, so, so that's fine. But, um, but yeah, no, it won't be on YouTube at all, and I think part of it is going to be because... Uh, I'm just going to do I'm going to do a show as if there's no fucking restrictions and you know I do that already when it comes to speech but when it comes to these ridiculous copyright uh, claims and how YouTube is like if you play 30 seconds of anything you know they ding you well if we're not doing it at all on YouTube that I am not constrained by that and so I'm going to just put something together and see if people like it, and we'll do, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. If people like it, we'll do it. If not, it's fine. We'll do something else. But anyway, so that's the whole thing. Uh, uh, but uh, but the the the, um, the first thing, hopefully, we can uh, uh, rebuild the bathhouse. Like I said, subscribestar.com/hard-bastard. And uh, the soft gentleman is completely uh, beside himself. I don't even know where he is. He might be dead. I have no idea. But he, uh, he, you know, he thought he was being loyal to YouTube and going along with the narrative. But apparently it worked for, what, two years? That's not bad. Getting a two-year run on YouTube with something like that, that's not a bad run. That's not a bad run. But uh, anyway, it is what it is. All right. Now, let's talk about this guy. So, so this guy's a whore, right? But what's interesting is Joe Biden is such a bad candidate. Or he's such a bad president, I should say. Um, and he's deliberately fucking with black people, which makes me think, like, are they even, I don't, they're, they're just, you know, last time they didn't compete and they cheated. This time it looks like they're not only not competing, they're sabotaging. They're sabotaging themselves, which makes me think they're going to do something crazy. But I hope I'm wrong about that. But anyway, so this guy, he's a paid whore. And he has, you know, he, he had a show briefly on Comedy Central, I think. His total aids, but he is a narrative repeater. This guy repeats the narrative. He does all the things that he's told. But now, though, he's having a problem because he is—he's uh, uh, kind of like—he um, has this show. He's part of the Breakfast Club, total aids. But there's a lot of black people uh, apparently that listen to the Breakfast Club, and he sold Joe Biden to a lot of black people in the 2020 election. Well, Joe Biden has been a goddamn disaster, and now there's black people saying to Charlemagne, "Listen, you got all these illegals. You got all these illegals. What the fuck's going on?" So now he's put in a position because now I guess I don't know. Does he think he has credibility? I guess his credibility in the quote-unquote black community, at least among some black people, I imagine there's a decent amount of black people that view him as a clown, but I don't know. I'm not black. I have no idea. But anyway, so he's now in a situation where it's going to be bad for him if he continues to shill for Joe Biden. So now he's saying things publicly that, you know, Frankly, if a conservative would have said this, they would have been called a white supremacist. Charlemagne sounded 
the alarm to Democrats and Joe Biden that illegal immigration is hurting the party, especially when it comes to the 2024 election. In an interview with Fox News, uh, the radio host said that he's never seen anything like the response he's getting from working class callers upset about the influx of illegal immigrants into New York City. School kids were kicked out of school recently and forced to do remote learning to allow for the housing of the illegal immigrants. He said, I honestly have never spoken to as many people who are concerned about the migrant issue as I have, you know, over the past year. And I mean, I've heard everything from the gang MS-13 overrunning neighborhoods. What we saw just happened in New York City where migrants, they took 2,000 migrants, put them in the school and made the school stay home, made the students stay home and do school via Zoom. And that's a big issue. Like, I mean, people were calling the radio station. That was just this week, you know, really complaining about that. So I've never seen working class people who I interact with every day until the past year really, really, really express their frustration for the migrants. The media mogul said Democrat mayors like Eric Adams need to slow down and stop welcoming illegal immigrants. Oh, you white supremacist. Oh, who are you? Charlemagne the Jared Taylor? How dare you? Oh, how dare you? Oh, you're Charlemagne the Daily Stormer? He says, uh, yo, hold up. This is too much. We heard Vice President Kamala Harris say, hey, don't come. Like, we've seen that. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a real, real big issue. Yeah, it is. It's going to be a big issue. And then he says, if he, Biden, can take credit for the good things that happen in this country, he has to take credit for the bad as well, because those things happen on his watch. And I'm telling you, people are going to go to those sound bites where they saw Biden and Kamala Harris and Mayor Adams and all of these other, you know, liberals and Democrats, they're going to go to those sound bites of them welcoming them in the sanctuary cities. Last month, the radio personality made headlines after he begged Biden not to run for a second term, saying that it could be the ultimate Christmas gift to America. During his guest host appearance on The Daily Show, the radio host urged the president to step away from the 2024 race. And so he said the party can likely beat Republican presidential candidate, former President Donald Trump. So, man, well, you know, wouldn't be surprised if this guy's house was raided by the FBI next. Isn't this fascinating? So uh, crazy. Crazy. I've never seen a, uh, a, a, a president running for re-election sabotage his own constituents. That is fucked up. But we'll see. Give me uh, 30 seconds and uh, one second. Where is the... Uh, oh, yeah. Give me like 30 seconds here. All righty, let's see here. Let's go to the next one. We have, um, yeah, this is, uh, you know, people, I am one of the people, uh, but there are many people pointing out that when you have uh, lunatic uh, pedophile homosexuals who are made the CEO of United and whatever, was it American Airlines? I don't remember. 
and they bring in this DEI cancer that if you're going to hire people not based on meritocracy for positions like pilots, then planes are going to fall out of the sky. Now, this is getting close to that. Uh, a plane hasn't fallen out of the sky yet, but uh, I, and I hope I'm wrong. That's a horrible thing. Um, but here we go. This is Revolver. Did you see the plane on fire? Yeah, no good. Disturbing DEI link to Boeing 747 plane on fire in the skies above Miami. Recently, the aviation... This is the uh, homosexual pedophile predator I was talking about there. Recently, the aviation industry has been in the spotlight for all the wrong reasons. We've witnessed countless high-tech security breaches and alarming incidents of pilots falling ill or worse, dying suddenly in flight along with passengers. WWE brawling in the aisles... Add to that the chaos and mob fights in airports, TSA agents groping and stealing, windows and doors blowing off planes, and now a creepy and perverted drag queen trend is emerging in the industry, spearheaded by United Airlines CEO and cross-dresser Scott Kirby. Utterly disgusting. However, Scott Kirby's penchant for wearing women's bras and panties is the least of our concerns. The real danger posed by this woke propagandist is his obsession with... Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, DEI. In this movement, <clears throat> factors like skin color, gender fluidity, and sexual preference are prioritized over safety, skill, and expertise. Mr. Kirby is a leader of the progressive agenda and could very well be compromising passenger safety in the process. We're now faced with yet another alarming air incident that unfolded high above the skies of Miami, Florida. An Atlas Air Boeing 747 <clears throat> was literally engulfed in flames mid-flight and looked like some high-octane summer blockbuster movie. They don't even make those anymore. When was the last time they made one of those? Remember those? The Rock? That was a fucking good one. I like The Rock. That was pretty good. Bad Boys 2. You know, Bad Boys 2 had an element of AIDS to it, but the level of action in that movie was something that I'd never seen before in an American action movie, and I don't know if I've ever seen it since. But anyway, <clears throat> fucking crazy motherfucker, that uh, Michael Bay. I used to think it was Bruckheimer, but it's Bay, apparently. Bay's the one. Bay's the crazy motherfucker. Not, not great, but... You know, sometimes. So it depends. It depends on the movie. Didn't he do Rock? The rock, Rock's fantastic. Anyway, the aircraft was seen soaring through the sky with intense flames erupting from it, and the horrific scene was caught on video. Many people are questioning what the heck is going on with our air travel, and one answer keeps popping up. DEI, the folks in the air travel industry are trading expertise for woke points, and it's starting to show in some very scary ways. Actually, there's a strong link between Atlas Air and DEI. First off, it's part of the company's mission. Take a look at this. So here is the diversity and equity and inclusion propaganda. It's obvious from that mission statement that this airline prioritizes diversity over safety, and quite honestly, those two things don't often align. And there's more. Remember Atlas Air from a couple years ago? One of their DEI pilots, Conrad Aska, made a critical error. He hit the wrong button during an approach, freaked out, and ended up steering a massive cargo plane straight into the water. Holy shit. Um, Tucker Carlson has correctly pointed out a while ago that people will die because of this. And if you think this crazy trend is slowing down, guess again. They're just gearing up. Soon you'll have even more mentally ill people holding your life in their shaky hands. 
So the libs of TikTok pointed out this uh, Fox News article. FAA's diversity push includes focus on hiring people with severe intellectual and psychiatric disabilities. Revolver has been laser focused on this disturbing DEI trend for a while now. It is only it has not only infiltrated our airline industry, but most other major corporations as well. But let's be honest. When you're flying high at 20,000 feet in a metal tube, you want to be damn sure that the crew piloting and tracking your flight are experts in their field, not focused on cross-dressing or Black Lives Matter. The question now is, as technology advances, why is our airline industry regressing? We're no longer focused on excellence. Instead, we're focusing on wokeness. We highly recommend uh, reading the entire... Oh, this was the, uh, the inside scoop about COVID and affirmative action policy in the aviation industry. Another reason our transportation is a mess? Look no further than the lackluster leadership. When Mayor Pete's not on his never-ending paternity leave, he seems more interested in swinging carefree through life than tackling real issues that impact Americans who travel. Buckle up, America. We're in for a bumpy ride. Yeah, I, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope Revolver's wrong. But it's not looking good so far. It's not good. Not good at all. All right, now I have the clip of this for the video portion. Uh, Moms for Liberty founder blasts Joy Reid's demand that books with incest, rape, and pedophilia be allowed in schools. Moms for Liberty founder Tiffany Justice appeared in an interview with MSNBC host The Bald Joy Reid, who pushed Justice uh, to accept that books containing topics about strap-on dildos and incest should be allowed in public schools for children. Reid pressed the question of why liberal parents can't have the right to allow their children to be able to read the book All Boys Aren't Blue, which has topics concerning anal rape, incest, strap-on dildos, and many others that would be not appropriate uh, to many parents or school children. She argued that passages about these topics are taken out of context in school board meetings. Ah, uh, yeah, you're taking the, guys, they're taking the anal rape and strap-on dildos out of context. Hey, pedophile, I have a question for you. Can you explain to me the context in which strap-on dildos and anal rape would be appropriate for children? Give me one. Just, how about one? Can you give me one? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Justice, I mean, there's not a circumstance that I can think that, let's say you're dealing with a first grader, where it would at all ever be appropriate to say, hey, Bobby, let me talk to you about anal rape and dildos. Okay? These people are sick. They're out of their minds. Justice explained that the book is about a young man who is anally raped by a family member. When he's a child, you know, I remember, I don't even remember what fucking book it was. You know, it's funny. Reading was shoved down your throat as a kid. And when it was shoved down my throat, I was not interested in it. When I grew older and as an adult, and then I wasn't having reading shoved down my throat, then I started reading. Uh, now I read mainly news articles and things. I, it, I don't remember the last time I, I, I finished an actual uh, book. But I, I did read a lot at a period of time when it wasn't being shoved down my throat. Also, I was able to read whatever the fuck I wanted to, and it wasn't like whatever. I mean, oh, God, the AIDS. They'd be like, oh, here's the summer reading list. And it was like total bullshit. Oh, you class, we're going to read Raisin in the Sun. Bitch, what the fuck? On the cover, I'm like, I don't give a fuck about the guy from Good Times. I don't care that he's in this. 
good time. I mean, I wasn't. It, it, that show was okay. I, I didn't really like it. I liked uh, That's My Mama. That was. Uh, and what's happening? And the Jeffersons. I, the Jefferson. And Sanford and Son. That was. Sanford and Son holds up, actually. A lot of these shows don't really hold up. Sanford and Son was not bad. That holds up. But anyway. Um. I remember in like first grade there was a book and I don't remember the name of it but it was about a it was about a, a a girl and her little brother this girl was a minor I don't know maybe 14 years old if I'm guessing I think this is a well-known book some of you probably will know based on the description and I remember for some reason I don't know how that maybe they were orphans or something but they were like going around and like it was about how they would like struggle and they were like in a museum and they were hungry and they had to get like a sandwich out of the machine. And it was just like, you know, it's just like whatever. And that was the book. And I forget what else they did. And it was just really not interesting. Uh, I wanted you know, I wanted Transformers or Star Wars and they gave us this fucking, you know, whatever. But anyway, my point is there was there's there was zero chance that anyone in that classroom was going to start talking about anal rape and dildos, okay? Zero chance back then. That was not happening. If you did that, you'd be arrested. Now, we're just in a complete... Now it's not only that you have the chance that some fucking ridiculous predator is going to bring that up in class, a predator teacher, but you also, you might have a book about it given to the kid. Unbelievable. These people are insane. And then they act like if you have a problem with this, you're the problem. No, you're the fucking problem. And you need to be removed from society. Again, humanely, legally, and politically. So, th this woman asked, this woman justice asked a very pertinent question to bald Joy Reid. She says, in what context is a strap-on dildo acceptable for public school? Good question. Reid then tested justice's knowledge about details in the book by asking her to name the main characters. Named specifically in the book to which justice answered correctly. When Reed pressed her for more, saying, Justice was not an expert in the book. See, you got to be an expert, okay? You, you need to rely on the experts to tell you whether or not it's appropriate to bring up the subject of strap-on dildos in the classroom. This is the, this is, these people are demented. And uh, Justice replied, I don't need to be an expert to know that dildos aren't appropriate content for public school. Great answer. That's absolutely a great answer. Reed then argued that the story has to be given in its full context and asked, why is it your right or a Moms for Liberty activist right to say that a parent who wants their child to have access to this book, well, they should be arrested, okay? How about that? How about they should be arrested? And if you don't want to be arrested and you want to do this shit, you better fucking do it in private. Oh my God. Which gives a personal experience of this author. Why doesn't a liberal parent, for instance, or parents of an LGBTQ kid, why would the parents, let's say I subscribe to the concept of an LGBTQ kid, okay, which more and more I'm not, although I do know people that I think are honest, and they're like, yeah, I was always, you know, this way, and okay, fine, okay. I think it's probably both. I think some of it, some people, it, 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 it's not that, it's, it's something else, uh, but I don't know, each person... I don't even care. Like, it's your fucking business. Just don't ram it down people's throats. But anyway, let's say you have a gay kid. On what planet would you want your gay kid to be learning about strap-on dildos? As if being gay is all about strap-on dildos? You know, it's funny. Like, they're like, oh, you can't. Don't do stereotypes. Well, that's a fucking stereotype right there. That all gay people are about strap-on dildos. 
unbelievable. Anyway, why don't they, according to Joy Reid, why don't they have a right for their child to just have access to this book? Why is it your right to say they can't? Justice pushed back and said that the book talked about rape and pedophilia, to which Reed pressed back and said each parent has a right to decide what is appropriate for their child to read, except, of course, Christian parents or parents that are against this, because a lot of this fucking shit is not optional. A lot of this shit in the school, you can't opt out. So they're literally trying to shove it down people's throats. It's unbelievable. All right, so we'll have that uh, clip later in the uh, video portion of the show. And uh, here's some more aids happening in public schools. Milwaukee Public Schools issues best practices on how to dismantle whiteness in classrooms. Oh, that's not genocidal at all. Milwaukee Public Schools allegedly issued a memo to staff instructing them to decenter whiteness in the classroom. The memo states that whiteness is everywhere around us. The memo was published by Milwaukee Public Schools in July 2023 with the intention of creating best practices addressing discipline disproportionately through a positive educational community. In efforts to create an educational community and positive direct climate, Milwaukee Public Schools is providing four approaches that all schools are encouraged to utilize. Whiteness is everywhere around us, the memo reads. Educational practices have been rooted in whiteness and coming from a lens of whiteness for years. Educators should reflect on which elements of whiteness they see in education, which they participate in, and which elements they can work to dismantle. Showing up for racial justice created a list of elements of whiteness that can be used for reflection. Oftentimes, policies, practices, systems, etc., coming from the sole lens of whiteness are taken as the norm instead of engaging in multiple perspectives. How is your worldview and practices within education centered in whiteness? What racist beliefs have you internalized? Uh, uh, what are specific, what specific step can we take to decenter whiteness in our educational practices? Well, you could start by fucking yourself in the ass. How about that? How about that? The memo suggests a video resource called Whiteness WTF, as well as other videos and books that aim to help staff to continue their journey along the development of understanding whiteness. I'm getting a, an idea for a, a segment but it won't be whiteness, WTF. It might be something, some other word. <laughs> oh, we'll see. We'll see. Achieving equity may require an unequal distribution of resources and services in order to ensure that all children have an equal opportunity to a free and appropriate public education. The strengths of students, staff, families, and community members shall be illuminated to eliminate implicit and explicit deficit thinking. The memo urged personnel to create space to have brave conversations about race and to understand that race plays a role throughout society and education. It states that faculty needs to move past the notion of, I treat everyone equally and I don't see race. A section on anti-racism also recommends definitions from author and full-blown AIDS commie, Ibram X. Kendi. The extent of the distribution of this 33-page memo remains uncertain. However, specific sections appear to be directed towards educa ed educators at middle and high school. So there you go. Absolute insanity. This should be obviously removed from the public schools. And uh, good luck if you're white. <laughs>
in the Milwaukee public schools, although you're probably not a lot of them in there. I don't know. I don't know what the racial demographics of Milwaukee is. It's probably, who knows, whatever. It's a hell of a thing. It's a hell of a thing. So I, um, I, I can't, I just, it's a combination of things. It's, um, it's the, the, the AIDS, the politics, uh, but also there's just not the level of play that there used to be. But I just can't get back into sports. But I do notice things. And I've noticed that there is this new guy for the Houston Texans. He's a quarterback. His name is Marcus Stroud. Um, and he is a Christian. And he's not just a Christian. He's one of these, first of all, I want to thank and give all glory and praise to my Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ Christian. Now, you know it's fascinating? I remember when the Rams were really good. And Kurt Warner used to do that. And I wouldn't get pissed off. But I'd roll my eyes a little bit. I'm like, come on, dude. It's just hilarious that now I'm, I want to hear people say this because this is, I want to see abject rebellion. And I don't care whether I like the person, don't like the person, whether I'm interested in what they do, not interested in what they do. I want people to say as many things as possible publicly that the AIDS commies don't like. That's like one of the top five things that you could say in a sheer act of rebellion in our society. I cannot believe that that's where we are. That's insane. That's insane. That is insane. Okay? So, and here's, here's a, a prime example of, of why I'm making that argument. So this guy, Marcus Stroud, he's really good. I think the, the, are the playoffs, yeah, I think, uh, what, are we at the AFC cha NFC Championship game yet? I think they're still in. So I hope this guy wins the Super Bowl. I'm not going to watch any of it. But I hope this guy wins the Super Bowl and starts talking about Jesus all day, okay? Now, what, why am I bringing this up? Well, NBC edited out the part where he said that, first of all, I want to give all glory and praise to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What the fuck? Are you serious? Are you fucking serious? Now, if, he, if the first thing out of his mouth was, I want to suck Dylan Mulvaney's feminine penis, they would have left that right in. But no, he didn't say that. That's not what he's saying. So anyway... NBC has revealed, has been revealed, they didn't reveal, they tried to slip it in. NBC has been revealed to have edited the post-game interview of Houston Texans quarterback C.J. Stroud, removing reference to Jesus Christ. After helping the team win 45-14 against the Cleveland Browns on Sunday, Stroud said during the last, the Browns made the playoffs? Holy shit, they got their asses kicked. Well, that's what happens. During the, I think the last time they make the playoffs, didn't the Steelers destroy them? Whatever, who cares? During the live post-game interview with NBC Sunday Night Football, first of all, I just want to give all glory and praise to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> By the way, speaking of Kurt Warner, how good were the... Oh, that was fucking... Uh, see, that was... If the Rams were playing now with Kurt Warner and Marshall Falk, there's no way I could not watch that. If on Sunday the Rams were playing, I don't know, whatever, the, the Titans with McNair and Eddie, there's no way I'm avoiding that. I, I'm watching that. There's nothing like that now. There's nothing. I, I saw all the best fucking players. So there's like, who do you have now? Mahomes? He kind of prances around like a, like a fancy boy. You know, he's good, but I don't you know, whatever. Anyway, whatever. It's, it is what it is. I, he says, I mean, it's been amazing being in this city for as short as I've been, but the love that I've got... Actually, why don't we go to the video here? Because what happened here is uh, Charlie Kirk tweeted out, uh, you, you have the original, and then you have the edited version. I just never... You, th you never thought you'd see the day 
they're editing out Jesus. Unbelievable. Well, if you're a Christian, you're like, of course we thought this was going to happen. It's part of the deal. Yeah, I know. I know. That's fine. Anyway, here we go. Here, here's, the, uh, here's the video. I mean, your first NFL season and a record-setting performance for you. What does this moment mean? I mean... So that's this is the edited part, right? And then they'll play the original. So here's the edited. I mean, your first NFL season and a record-setting performance for you. What does this moment mean? I mean, it's been amazing being in this city for as short as I've been. But First and foremost, I just want to give all glory and praise my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's been amazing. So, yeah, there we go. Uh, I hope this guy wins. I hope he takes every... Pr I cannot believe I'm rooting for someone to do, like, the Tim Tebow thing. Where Tim Tebow... Like, anything you ask Tim Tebow, he's talking about Jesus. That's fine. Look, he just... He, I don't know what the hell's going on. But, uh, yeah, I... Good. 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 Talk about Jesus. I, this is, I've said this before. I've existed around Jesus people... Okay, I know how to I know how to navigate that world. Okay, so I'm not bothered by it. It's fine. It's it's fine. I, I don't it, look. It's better than the AIDS commies. So yeah, let's see. Now maybe if somehow it's they end up making it worse than the AIDS commies. Okay, well I'll we'll cross that bridge when it happens. I don't know how that happens. I don't know how that happens. But we'll see. We'll see. But anyway, good, good. So C.J. Stroud. And uh, I don't know, are there any other NFL players that... See, the, the, the difference is this guy is a quarterback, and usually quarterbacks who are really good can get a lot of publicity, a lot of attention, a lot of superstardom. And so if, if he... I've said this before, we need people that can get into that world, which is very hard, and then say the stuff that you're not allowed to say. And that rarely happens. R rarely uh, and people have correctly brought up an example, prime example of it happening, Donald Trump, 100%. But we need more. We just need more than we need more people to do it. We need more people to do it. So hopefully this guy just starts talking about Jesus all day. Um, so we have a Twitter policy update on sensitive media and adult content. Twitter has updated its policy regarding sensitive materials and adult content. The new version of the policy, published in January, includes updates and clarification of language, making it clear to users they must apply a sensitive content warning to media. The, the, the changes feature a simplification of language to help users navigate the policy. Twitter already prohibits the promotion of adult sexual content globally. This includes a range... I mean, that how what are you talking about? I see it, and, and it really depends on what... I'm seeing is whether or not I, I, I have a problem. You know, attractive women, boobies, no problem, no problem at all. In, you know, someone just getting completely railed, like, unexpectedly, I, I, I think we could just, uh, maybe, can we just have, how about just tits? Tits are very pleasant, you know, nice ass, that's fine. Uh, also, though, people that don't want that at all, they should be able to completely remove it. And it seems like there's people, like, now, part of it is definitely, like, what you click on, okay? But I do think that some of this shit is put in people's feeds who don't want it, and they shouldn't have to deal with that, you know? They should be able to curate the way that they want to, but also don't shadow ban. Although, I've said this before, I don't give a fucking shit what happens to the porn people, because a lot of the porn people, 
uh, have advocated for conservatives to be censored. So eat dicks, okay? I, I, there's so much porn that if they took it off Twitter, oh well, too bad, so sad. You know, if if this was like 85, and I don't even know, you know, like you look back in at least the perception at the time. I don't know how accurate it was, but the perception at the time was, you know, Playboy magazine in the, in the 80s. Playboy magazine and Hustler and the guy in the wheelchair was very American. They were fighting for free speech and blah blah blah. Well, yeah, but that's all over. First of all, those guys are dead. And then the people who replaced them are very censorious liberals. And so I guess that's all out the Okay, so that's all out the window. So I'm obviously not going to defend you if they start coming after you. And uh, so too bad. You should have you should have you should have kept that. You should have kept that argument. But instead, you just you joined the uh, the insane liberal bullshit and you became censorious. So, uh, oh well. We'll see what happens. Anyway, um, so Twitter already prohibits the promotion of adult sexual content globally. This includes a range of content, such as pornography, full and partial nudity, penis enlargement and breast enhancement services, sexualized clothing, sex toys, and dating and matching services focused on facilitating monetized sexual encounters or infidelity. Exosensitive media... Oh, I someone... I think it was, yeah, it was on Twitter... There was like, you know, people uh, um, engagement farm on Twitter, and, and I don't really, whatever, do, do what you got to do. So um, someone posted, who do you trust more, or, or, or yeah, yeah, like, because they were talking about how bad Joe Biden was, and they were like, you know, explain to me something that is uh, more trustworthy than Joe Biden. And someone posted that uh, those ads that say local girls want to fuck me right before right before uh, uh, porn videos that that's more trustworthy than Joe Biden. I thought that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah, because that's not that's at best. What are you what are you going to have fucking prostitutes uh, with a pimp that might rob you? Yeah. Anyway, um, Twitter's sensitive media policy aims to balance users' freedom to share sensitive content with the ability for others to avoid it. Users are allowed to post content falling under categories like graphic content, adult nudity, and sexual behavior, but must use a content warning. However, such media cannot be shared in live videos, profile pictures, or headers, list banners, or community cover photos. I don't really think, do they really follow this policy? I I don't really think they do. But anyway, um, so... Um, the enforcement approach varies based on the type of media and where it's shared. For graphic content, adult nudity, and sexual behavior, the platform may require removal of the content, limit exposure of posts depicting such content, or take action under the abuse and harassment policy. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know how much they enforce this. I've said it before that uh, if they banned porn, I would give zero fucks because porn is everywhere. There's too many whores, so things have to be done in order to minimize that. And, uh, and I, when I say ban porn, I mean ban it on Twitter. The idea of banning it completely, I think, would totally backfire. And I've said this many times before. Strategically speaking, because I think the people that want to ban porn and myself, I think we're pretty much on the same page about the porn industry. We might disagree on, like, do I give a shit if a girl takes her top off and puts it on the Internet? No, I don't really care about that. Um, I think that the way to handle that, if you want to disincentivize that, is you have to bring back slut shaming. We need slut shaming. There's too many sluts. But I think we're on the same page as far as the porn industry should be completely dismantled. I, I'm fully on board with you there. 
I think if you went after it from the standpoint of human trafficking, I say this all the time, if you go after it, if you say we're going after human trafficking, we are cracking down on human trafficking, you would probably dismantle a solid portion of the porn industry. And then you don't give the, the, the leftists a argument that they can appeal to the normies with. Because if you ban porn completely, they can immediately go to the normies and go, they're banning porn, First Amendment. And most people will probably go, oh, yeah, we can't have that. But if you start going after the human trafficking, and then when they come to you, like, oh, what are you doing? You're like, what? We're cracking down on human trafficking. What, do you have a problem with cracking down on human trafficking? And then what, are they going to argue to the normies? Oh, they're cracking down on human trafficking. And then the normies will go, well, that's good. We don't want human trafficking. Normal people don't want human trafficking. So anyway, we'll see. Will anyone ever be in power to put anything like this in place? Probably not, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Anyway, uh, let's get to, what is this, lunatic Clyburn? Oh, this is hilarious. James Clyburn says that Biden is lacking with young black voters because there's a lot of misinformation. By the way, I do think, I forget who I was listening to. Uh, I think it was Red Ice. They were talking about, they were running clips from the World Economic Forum. I think they were talking about how, like, it is, there is a sense of desperation from these people. Because you look at, like, so this is the yearly Global Homo Conference, right? It, you know, it's very serious in all of these global homos get together to talk about how they can fuck us all in the ass, you know, whatever. And as their top priority, their most dangerous threat, the thing they're concerned about the most, is basically all of us speaking freely on the internet. That is, that is the sign of a movement that is in, I would agree, is in, you're in desperate straits. Like, you, you don't even have that handled. You don't even have that handled. And also, that's a problem. Like, how do you really, like, all of the censorship that they've done, and they've done a lot of damage. They've done a lot of damage. But from the standpoint of, like, what narratives have they suppressed long-term? They can have a short-term suppression of a narrative, Hunter Biden laptop, things like that. But you look at what's happening now, especially as you see, you know, Elon Musk, and as much as I have criticisms of Twitter and it's not enough, they need to have it to, to be full legal speech and anyone that engages in legal speech should have an account. Uh, and they do still ban accounts, and it's ridiculous. And also, they're hammering. They're hammering. I saw um, Lauren Witzke. Um, I forget. Is she with Stu Peters? The smash, the total smash blonde? I think she works for Stu Peters. Or she used to work for Stu Peters. I'm not sure who she works for. She was the one, if you remember, that uh, uh, told uh, Blair White to grow a mustache. That was hilarious. Anyway, um, she showed her engagement. And it was down like 93%. So they're obviously shadow banning her. They're shadow banning, you know, you ever see this account? It's this Chinese person. I think it's obviously satire, but it's fucking hilarious. Wee woo, wee wee or whatever. And uh, what's funny is whoever runs that account, very good trolling, speaks in broken English like a Chinaman, fucking hilarious. Always talking about sluts, absolutely hilarious. Anyway, just to show you the type of fucking retarded asshole Mark Cuban is. Um, James O'Keefe did an undercover video where he ran into Mark Cuban and this person is brought up and you could tell how angry Mark Cuban was because this person is like talking in his feed. And I'm like, dude, you can't even take a joke? How do you, first of all, how do you not laugh at what this person is posting? It's hilarious. They have good points about, you know, they're very anti-slut. I'm with you there. Well, I mean, I'm with you there from the standpoint of this, you just, the sluts need to be in the dark 
They have to, vice needs to be in the darkness where it belongs. It should not be in mainstream. Okay. But um, he was like angry. I'm like, you look at the stick up your ass. You're like angry at this person making a joke. You're, you're a nut. Anyway, Wee Woo Wee Wee or whatever her name is posted her um, engagement and she's being shadow banned or he, I, mean, I don't know if it's he or she or runs that account. They're being shadow banned. So obviously Elon Musk has to do something about this. Now, something has happened though from the standpoint of talking about things that has expanded. And there's something happening right now which is really interesting because as much as that is a bad thing and that needs to be changed, you do have some really good things that have happened. You had Alex Jones reinstated and you're also having things that, you know, it's like, it's almost like we're back in 2015, 2016. You have Alex Jones bringing on uh, brother Nathaniel Okay, and um, and even though he's been criticized for how he handled it, and you know, and I think he he like removed the video or whatever. The fact that he did that, that's something. And then, and this is there's a video. Tyt's flipping out over this. Jason Whitlock of the Blaze brought on E. Michael Jones. Wow, wow. I don't know what's happening here. Is is Whitlock kind of? just trying to push the boundaries did he not know who e michael jones was and e michael jones you know e michael jones is e michael so he's talking about the jews these guys whether it's e michael jones or or brother nathaniel very catholic okay and in their opinion they have a very you know uh, what would you call it a, a, an ideological viewpoint of jewish people their opinion about jewish people 100 percent legally protected speech they should be allowed to speak but the blaze is the blaze going to do something like, there's no way no one got a call after that appearance. So E. Michael Jones goes on for like 10 minutes about the Jews, and uh, I'm like, wow, like, expansions are happening. Now, it's not enough. We need, we need just, everyone needs to be able to speak freely. I'm not asking for anything that should be controversial. You should be able to have any guest on that you want. And if you don't like the guest or you disagree, because you don't have to agree with the guest, but the guest is responsible for their opinion. The host is not responsible for the guest's opinion. And this is the beauty of social media. If you don't like what the guest says, you can type out or you can make a video about it and then you can talk about it. That's it. So this is going to be interesting. So I don't know what to make of that. Is Whitlock trying to push the boundaries? I don't know. We'll see. Or maybe they didn't know. I have no idea. But that that's, we're seeing things like that that we've never seen, well, not that we've never seen before. I didn't expect to see anything like that. Uh, 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 like we're almost like going, we're, we're trying to inch back to the whatever period of time before everything went to total AIDS, 2016, 2015. You remember like, you know, when Worski, they would have on, remember Worski had on Jared Taylor to debate uh, Tariq Nasheed and what was he doing? 30, 40,000 live? And they had on, you know, uh, uh, Garipe, he was his co-host, and like, you're not allowed to do shit like that on YouTube, but you're kind of seeing a little bit of it. Not at that level, but you're seeing a little bit of it on, uh, on Twitter. So, hopefully this continues. So something's happening. Something's in the air. I just, uh, it's not enough. We need more. But anyway, it's all very interesting. So anyway, so you have Clyburn is claiming that misinformation... Oh, yeah, getting back to the World Economic Forum. So the World Economic Forum is, like, panicking over the fact that we're allowed to talk to each other uh, on the Internet, and they don't like that, and they want to shut it down completely. 
but uh, it, I think it does show an air of desperation, which is a good thing. Now, we'll see what they end up doing. And also, I hope none of this is true, that they're going to unleash disease X. That sounds horrible. Hopefully, that's not all real, but, you know, it probably is. Anyway, on Friday's broadcast of... Uh, GMA3? What the f- There's three GMAs? Good morning, America? Ugh. Um, Biden campaign co-chair James Clyburn blamed Joe Biden's poor numbers among young black voters on a lot of misinformation going on out there. Oh, the black people are being tricked, are they, James? Oh, <laughs> yeah. It couldn't be that they have assessed Joe Biden's performance and they don't like him. No, no, no. They're being tricked. He says there's a lot of things being said that are just not true. Like what? Like what? And then he says also people basing their opinions on incomplete information. That means uh, information without their narrative. The co-host says, how concerned are you when it comes to the president's ability to reach black voters? The president has an approval rating of 65% among black voters at age 50 and up, but that drops down to 32% amongst black Americans under the age of 50. Are you concerned? Clyburn said, I am concerned with the reporting of this, yes. When I see those numbers, my goodness, if there's any truth to those numbers, which I don't believe them because I talk to black people all the time. Yeah, that's how that works. I have three black daughters. Well, guys, there you go. Don't believe the polling. He's got three black daughters. By the way, did you see the Newsmax video? You got this smash Latina going down to the Bronx asking people, black people and Hispanics, hey, would you go to a rally if Donald Trump came down here? A lot of them said, yeah, go go to the Bronx. Go, I mean, I'd, go to the Bronx. Go, look, you, this is like just, I mean, look, do what you need to do. Do what you want. You have a re- can you imagine the optics? If Donald Trump had a rally in the Bronx and he had a whole bunch of black people there supporting him, can you imagine the media coverage of that? What a spectacle that would be. What a spectacle that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Um, so, you know, I don't know if he's planning to do that. We'll have to see. And then, uh, so th- back to this guy, he says, I have three daughters. They tell me differently. Well, there you go. His daughters tell him differently. My grandchildren tell me differently, so I don't know where those numbers are coming from. You're a retard, sir. You're a fucking retard. You do not belong anywhere near Congress. He's like a powerful person in Congress, this guy. But when you ask a question and someone is basing their opinions on incomplete information or misinformation, and the other side seems to be pretty good at misinformation, we know what's happened in the last election. You mean like the grocery store? What, so, so what's the misinformation when you go to the grocery store and, and peanut butter skyrockets to seven fifty a container? Okay, what, what is that? Is that misinformation? Oh, my God. Anyway, um, so we'll see what happens. I don't think it's misinformation. I think that a lot of it is the economy. Also, if you're talking about the Bronx and black and Hispanic people in the Bronx, yeah, the invasion of the Zerg is also an issue because they have resources and they don't want to just give their resources to illegals what all oh, they'll sacrifice for no people that's not how any of this works that's crazy anyway before we get to this uh ridiculous rabid homosexual i'll briefly uh, i'll briefly mention that there has been a homosexual apocalypse um at, youtube has nuked the soft gentleman's membership uh uh uh, whatever the fuck you call it, membership op- operation. You called it the bathhouse. Anyway, the monetization from uh, the Soft Gentleman's YouTube channel has been removed by YouTube, and so we're trying to rebuild the bathhouse, and we're trying to rebuild it via either Subscribestar uh, or uh, the Rumble subscription options. 
So uh, link in the chat for a subscribe star um, in, in YouTube. If you're on Rumble, I'm allowed to post links in the description on Rumble. If you're on Rumble, you can go to uh, rumble.com slash users slash hard news network. Click the description and you can go to subscribe star there. You can also click the red subscribe button on Rumble and then I will tally the numbers and I will, I will update the on-screen goal. And uh, hopefully we can rebuild uh, the bathhouse after YouTube uh, nuked it. Also, uh, I, we, I might as well roll this out too. Uh, and, and I don't know exactly, maybe like the beginning of February. I'm working on a uh, show for off nights. And it would be a completely different format than this. It would be the same subject matter. The subject matter remains the same. Uh, so if you're interested in the topics that I discuss, it's going to be the same shit. Uh, it'll be about an hour to 90 minutes, uh, and, uh, and it's going to be a completely different format. And, um, and uh, it will not be on YouTube at all. It will not be on YouTube at all. It'll be on all the other channels. I thought about going Rumble exclusive, but the problem with Rumble exclusive is there's people that can't use Rumble still. I think the app is better than it used to be, but it's still not like, you know, where it needs to be. So we'll do it on all the other uh, platforms. And... Um, so part of it's going to be, the content is the content. I mean, I generally say whatever I'm going to say. But um, the, the, I, I'm approaching it from the standpoint of like, what kind of show would I make if I was unimpeded by all the bullshit YouTube copyright rules? That's basically how I'm going about it. And we'll see. We'll see. Maybe it won't survive on Twitter and Rumble. I don't know. I have no idea. But we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna roll it out. We'll see if people like it. If people like it, if they support it, then we'll keep doing it. And if not, we'll figure something else out and we'll do something else. Um, so that will probably be the beginning of February. In the meantime, if we can rebuild the bathhouse, it was about 25% of our uh, uh, income, uh, which I'm actually surprised at that because it really started out as, some people say it started out as a joke and that the soft gentleman is just a satirical character you know that's some people say that you know my, you know maybe that's true i don't know you have to you have to figure it out i think you'll figure it out i think you can figure it out but anyway he's despondent i don't know where he is he might be dead i have no idea um uh, uh but anyway so hopefully we can rebuild it and then uh, if you can't do rumble or any of the other ones just feel free uh, any of the other options uh, in the chat and i hopefully can get this bot to work in the youtube chat but so far it's not working uh, maybe it's because you can't post links. I don't know. It's all again, total AIDS. Hopefully one day we won't have to deal with so much AIDS. Anyway, now let's talk about this absolute, these people are insane. So Sean Strickland gave what I would consider one of the best press conferences I've ever seen. Um, he understands the nature of commies of the media. And, and I mean, he's calling them an infection. He called this lunatic AIDS commie journalist an infection. That's fantastic. I, I, he, he possesses a level of understanding that I don't see among athletes or people in his world. That's a great sign. Now, of course, people are freaking out. AIDS commies are freaking out. So you got this show, the Dan Lebetard show on, 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 uh, ESPN, and then this guy—I don't know who the fuck did. I—I don't even—I don't remember this guy. This guy must be a, a new guy, a newer guy. I mean, I stopped watching the Dan Levitard show many years ago. Uh, I can't—I used to watch all this shit because all they talked about was sports. They didn't do any of this shit. Um, so 
listen to this guy. So a video went viral Friday of a radio producer having an iconic pansy-ass meltdown over UFC champion Sean Strickland being one of the very few alpha males left on Earth. And you know what's so fascinating? Strickland said some really harsh shit, and a lot of conservatives are on board with it. Not all of them. The subversives are not on board. People like Brad Palumbo, he's a clear subversive. Because here's the thing. I think a normal person could disagree with the style of Sean Strickland. I have no problem with that. Like, for example, if a person, if a normal person said, you know, this style, you might not bring in as many people. Like, it, it doesn't appeal to the majority. There might be some people that are, um, you know, taken aback by the harshness. Okay, that's a perfectly fine position. I don't subscribe to that position, but you might have a point. That's, I have no problem. You're not a subversive if that's your opinion. But if you start, if you're a supposed conservative who labels himself based, which that's always a, a, a labeling, people will label you, your audience will label you, whether you're trustworthy, based, whatever, don't label yourself. Okay, anyway, this guy, he's, he's like a based politics. This guy, no, it's the complete opposite. So when your critique is injecting subtly in a very subversive manner, left-wing ideology, you're a subversive. That's the difference. That's the difference. So disagreement is fine. Subversion, not fine. Brad Palumbo is absolutely, I didn't even know who he was until I saw, he's like, this is disgusting. Do you not understand what the hell's going on here? Do you not understand what the hell's going on here? Uh, but anyway, whatever. So uh, Brad, the based Brad Palumbo is in agreement with the homosexuals at uh, the Levitard show. Also, Brad Palumbo, homosexual. Here's the thing, though. There's homosexuals that uh, uh, are not like this. This is what it comes down to. Brad Palumbo and some homosexuals on the right, not all, but some homosexuals on the right, they, for some reason, need to have people suck their dicks. Why do people have to suck your dick? Here's, here's what I'm talking about. For example, you're on the right, supposedly. Of course, on the right, there's going to be people who are very Christian and follow the Bible in a conservative way. And they're not going to agree with your lifestyle. Why are you so bothered by that? Why do they have to suck your dick? Why do they have to approve of your lifestyle? That doesn't make any sense. Your lifestyle is up to you to decide, and you have to figure out whether or not you're comfortable with your own lifestyle. And that's all that should matter to you. This whole idea of trying to get the Christians to bend the knee to you to approve of your lifestyle, that's insane. That's completely insane. Why, do you, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? That's fucking bullshit. It's out of line. Okay, it's completely inappropriate. It would be no different than if I told these conservative Christians to, you know, I don't know, pick something that uh, I do that they don't approve of. There's probably a list. I would never tell these people, oh, you, you're, you're disgusting for not approving of them. It, it, what do you, it, stop it. You got to stop. You're a subversive if you do shit like that. Okay, so anyway, Brad Palumbo, subversive, homosexual on the right. So, uh, not based, okay? Not based. Because based gays, they don't need you to suck their dicks, okay? Anyway, whatever. Um, for those who don't know, Strickland went viral on Thursday night for ripping apart Canada's disgusting political elite, their behavior towards citizens, and the corrupt press who allowed AIDS faggot Justin Trudeau. Now, I buy 
any means, I'm not an expert, especially on geopolitical matters, but I try to get names and titles correct. Actually, I don't try to get names correct, but I try to get the titles correct. Now, there are some who would argue that the official title in Canada is prime minister. That just doesn't feel right, okay? Now, like, I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert. I don't live in Canada. But I'm going to go with AIDS faggot because that feels right, okay? Anyway, AIDS faggot of Canada, Justin Trudeau's government to obliterate any sense of freedom left north of the border. He also turned on those who pushed children into irreversible gender treatments and exposed them to sexual activity. His eruption was sweary. Okay, I, ho I hope, is this written by a woman? I hope this is written by a woman. Okay, okay, good, 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 good. Okay. His eruption was sweary, scary, and damn, I'll say it, it was sexy. Well, that's fine. There is nothing sexier than a powerful man defending his right to freedom uh, uh, against tyranny, particularly when it comes to protecting children. And there's nothing less sexy than the radio producer. Again, I, I just have to clarify because it's such a refreshing thing. This is a woman writing this, okay? This is an, isn't it nice? Isn't it nice? Oh. And there's nothing less sexy than the radio producer for the Dan Lebetard show with Stu Gotts, Michael Ryan Ruiz, who had the wettest meltdown I've ever seen over Strickland's perspective, Lebetard himself chimed in a little, but Ruiz really lost his mind. I had no idea that God made men this soft. In absolutely magical hypocrisy, Ruiz said that Strickland's behavior was bullshit and that Disney should enforce some kind of punitive measure on him. What a bitch. Ruiz was fully disgusted by Strickland's hilarious t-shirt, which read, Women, go back into the kitchen. Uh, apparently, this t-shirt is... Hatred of 40 years ago. Ruiz went on to call Strickland's perspective a form of violent hatred, which is a pretty steep grasp considering Strickland's job is to be actually violent. His words are extremely tame by comparison. Ruiz called on ESPN to make a public statement on Strickland's behavior, which would probably destroy their brand altogether. The faggot said, and I quote, that kind of hate is going over their airwaves the Walt Disney Company. Ruiz cried, seemingly flabbergasted that Disney would ever do something so untoward. He went on calling ESPN chicken shit for allowing Strickland to speak his mind at a press conference. But listen, we all know who the chicken shit is in this situation. There's one man, Strickland, who screamed at the government for their treatment of citizens, and then he made some brass jokes, which he said he would when the presser started. And there's another man who is having a toddler-style temper tantrum at Disney to censor what, jokes he doesn't understand? Ruiz is a chicken shit, in my opinion. Perhaps he should stop focusing on mean words and a billion dollar companies and look a little deeper into the globalist elite and government overreach that Strickland was talking about. Or perhaps he can dig into how so-called gender care is actually just sterilization and mutilization of, uh, mutilation, mutilation of children. Just remember, soft men make hard times, so we need some hard men to get things back on track. Which side are you on? Ruiz's soft side or the side of the true alpha males? All right. So there you go. Uh, good to see an actual woman, a uh, biological woman, writing an article uh, and not a, a tranny or a homosexual man. That's, uh, that's refreshing. Good to see. All right, Kay. Um, here we go. This is sick, but this is what, what, what they're doing. Sanctuary City frees an illegal immigrant rape suspect against ICE demands. He, he, if you, you have to be arrested for doing this. If you're an official and you're part of this, you have to be arrested. Boston, Massachusetts freed a Haitian illegal alien suspected of raping a disabled person. 
even after ICE asked that he be detained. Just pure, deliberate evil. Pure, deliberate evil. The Haitian citizen, who probably has AIDS, first entered the country uh, in Brownsville, Texas in December 2022, where he was ordered to appear before a Department of Justice immigration judge in Boston. Then in September of 23, Boston police arrested the foreign national for rape and assault and battery on a developmentally disabled person. Enforcement and removal operations, Boston lodged an immigration detainer against the Haitian citizen, but the Dorchester District Court chose not to honor it and released him from jail. The court did not honor the immigration detainer, and the non-citizen was ultimately released from jail in Boston, where he's been held since his arrest. ICE detained the illegal on January 9th, noting that he'll remain in ICE custody pending an upcoming hearing before a DOJ immigration judge. Um, the arrest by ICE uh, comes in the midst of an unprecedented surge of illegals into the United States with an astonishing 10 million, 10 million crossing the border since Joe Biden took office. The increased figures included a record-breaking number of Chinese nationals and a thousand percent increase in illegal immigration from Afghanistan, Ethiopia, and the Dominican Republic. Not good. Not good. Unbelievable. That's crazy. All right. This is uh, not surprising, but man, what, what was once, what a, a brand Sports Illustrated used to be. Oh, I remember, you know, back before the internet, Sports Illustrated was one of the only places to get, like, exclusive. There was Sports Illustrated and the far superior Sporting News. Sporting News was thicker and better, but, you know, it is what it is. So I remember Sports Illustrated and the Sporting News. And the Sporting News was like a newspaper. I had, I had a subscription, you know, we didn't have a lot growing up as a kid, <clears throat> but my dad was, like, super into sports. That's probably why I got into it. And we always had the, sport, uh, the sporting news delivered to the house. It was like a newspaper. That was the shit because it was like it would. There's so much shit in it. Anyway, Sports Illustrated going out of business. Now it's not surprising. Or excuse me. Well, they're they're laying off everybody. Okay, not surprising because one of the stalwarts of Sports Illustrated was the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition which used to have some of the greatest covers. The Tyra Banks cover forever burned into my brain. <clears throat> I remember I was walking, uh, I was in, uh, I, I, it was when I was working for the law firm and I, and I was walking out of Wawa and I caught, I caught it on the way out. I almost fell over. I it was like, it was I was insane. I was phenomenal. I was thinking about that for the rest of the day. But anyway, well, what they did is they put fat hogs and trannies on the cover, and lo and behold, now they're done. Oh, who could have who could have seen that coming? Sports Illustrated lays off a significant number of workers, possibly all writers. Much of the staff at Sports Illustrated, including possibly all of its writers, received layoff notices on Friday, according to the union representing the workers at the publication. The layoff comes less than two months after the magazine was caught publishing AI-generated stories, authors, and photos. Sports Illustrated Union wrote on Friday that workers of Sports Illustrated were notified that the Arena Group is planning to lay off a significant number, possibly all of the guild-represented workers at Sports Illustrated. The pending layoffs come after Authentic Brands Group revoked the Arena Group's license to publish at SI. 
The union statement added, ABG has owned Sports Illustrated since 2019 and has sold the publishing rights to the Arena Group, but the Arena Group missed a payment for those rights recently, which resulted in ABG pulling the publisher license. As a result of the license revocation, we'll be laying off staff that work on the SI brand. The note added that some of the staff would be laid off immediately, while others would work until the end of the 90-day notice period. This is another difficult day in what's been a difficult four years for Sports Illustrated. Um, a report by Futurism in November revealed that Sports Illustrated appears to have been publishing AI-generated content attributed to fake authors, complete with bogus biographies and headshots. When asked about the content by Futurism, Sports Illustrated allegedly deleted the AI-created writers and profiles along with the content generated by AI. You think, how do you think you're going to get away with that on the Internet? They're going to, people are going to figure it out, okay? They're going to figure it out, just like if you're using uh, 3D assets in your art for your comic book uh, at a level that uh, some people think is cheating. The internet's going to figure that out. They're going to figure it out. They're going to be able to come up. They're going to figure out where you got it, how much it costs, where you can get it. They'll probably make websites, log it. You're just, you're not going to be able to put anything over on the internet. So why would you try? Idiots. Of course, of course they figured this out. And it probably wasn't even that good AI. Anyway, whatever. It is what it is. The magazine has been one of the most successful sports publications since it was first published in 1954. It was truly uh, iconic at one point. Uh, but uh, not anymore. That's really, that's just a shame. That's a shame. Yeah, it's just, it's all AIDS now. Like, it's just... Uh, by the way, I'm not the... I, I've been uh, there's been a bunch of like hardcore NBA people that are like this sucks they're like this sucks it's just it's not it's not good yet it's just it's all it's it's not good the magazine faced backlash in 2021 after putting a man who identifies as a woman on the cover of its swimsuit edition counting model Lena Bloom as the first tranny of color to appear on our pages that's a man baby that's a man people don't want to see a goddamn man look Chicks with dicks belong where they belong, which is in the back page of Swank Magazine. You remember Swank Magazine doesn't exist anymore. You know, you go to the back pages where they got, you know, you could order those VHSs of different samples, and then it was like, oh, the chicks with dicks. Oh, and then you turn the page. And then, you know, if you wanted the chicks with dicks, you could order it. But no one's shoving it down anyone's throat. No one's putting the chick with the dick on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Now, you want to go on the cover of Chicks with Dicks magazine? No problem. But stay the fuck out of our shit. We're staying the fuck out of your shit. Stay the fuck out of our shit, okay? Oh, my God. And you know what? This is the other thing. I don't mind thick girls. because. But what they're doing, I don't know if they have the pictures here. I've said this before. They are deliberately taking heavy women... And they are accentuating their worst features on purpose. How could you... Are, and what's funny is these people are claiming to be the champions of women. You're disrespecting women. You're disrespecting women doing that. So they'll, they'll deliberately take like... So there's this blonde girl. You've probably seen some of the pictures. This blonde girl. She's got a good face. I still have as a smash, despite what they've done to her. What they've done is, so for example, a bigger girl uh, is going to have some things, some things are going to happen, right? A bigger girl, maybe there's going to be a little bit of, uh, you know, flab that comes over the, the bathing suit under the arm a little bit, you know, and that's just how it goes. You know, what are you going to do? But what you should not do, and the girl doesn't even want this. I bet you some of these girls that saw uh, uh, the pictures at the end were like, ugh. 
they will like make sure that that's not airbrushed or, or removed. You know, they can take with, with what they do with these models in Sports Illustrated. Now, a lot of the smoking hot models in Sports Illustrated, they are absolutely smoking hot. But a lot of them aren't as hot as they look in the magazine because there's all sorts of shit that they do. First of all, they have makeup artists that are miracle workers. And then they have all the Photoshop and they, they, do, they do all that shit. And that's fine. That's what you do. It's not real. It's a fantasy. These girls aren't real. But what do they do with the big girls? They, do, they don't do all that to the big girls. They don't, you could sell, at least in my opinion, you can sell a bigger girl. There's a lot to sell with a bigger girl. Giant hooters and a big ass, I'm down. Uh, you know, I know not everyone's down, but I'm down. These aren't like big, fat, disgusting hogs that they're putting on here. These are girls with good faces who are like thick. They're fucking thick. But what do they do? They deliberately accentuate the ugly parts on purpose. And you're telling me you're, a, you're the savior of women? You respect women? Get the fuck out of my face. Get out of my face with your bullshit. I, I'm telling you, I, I cannot imagine some of those models were happy with the end result. That's ridiculous. Anyway, that's what they're doing. They're deliberately making things ugly. Just like when you go into Target. I don't really go there anymore, but when I was going there, maybe it's different now. Uh, uh, where they're putting, they're deliberately putting ugly models. Or if they're not doing ugly models, they're doing heavy models. But they're, again, they're accentuating like they're accentuating their guts. What are you doing? What do you do? I understand. Look, big women exist. Okay, I don't necessarily have a problem. You got some big, you know, th th thick smash with with huge boobs. You want to put her on a thing? No problem. But why are you trying to make her ugly? What are you doing? Sick. These people are sick. Anyway, it is what it is. All right, let's uh, move on here. Let's talk about this lunatic. I really hope there's nothing to this. Uh, this disease X sounds terrible, but uh, we'll see. Tedros Gebrezesis, or whatever the fuck his name is, tells the World Economic Forum that the WHO pandemic treaty is needed to combat disease X. WHO Director General Tedros Anaham Gebrezesis has publicly advocated for a global pandemic treaty that has major implications surrounding speech, surveillance, and digital vaccine passports. He emphasized the importance of international cooperation during a speech at the World Economic Forum in Davos, pointing out the potential obstacles posed by an overemphasis on national interest. Tedros took part in the session titled Disease X as the forum where he underscored what he believes to be the critical importance of being more prepared for potential future pandemics. Tedros backed the adoption of the pandemic treaty, viewing it as a necessary tool for enhancing the understanding of such diseases. Bullshit. Uh, earlier this week, the WHO worked with uh, the WEF to advocate for the implementation of the treaty. Uh, the treaty, backed by the EU, aims to strengthen global resilience to future pandemics and already has plans to introduce a digital vaccine passport by this spring. With a deadline of May 2024, the WHO, along with support from the EU, is working toward a binding agreement among the UN member states to facilitate global participation. Tedros remarked, the importance of a legally binding instrument cannot be overstated. It will be our collective legacy for future generations. Well, hopefully uh, a bunch of people don't do it because that, that's going to be no good. No good at all. All right, we'll read this one, then we'll get to some videos. New documents provide more insights into Moderna's online speech monitoring efforts. 
upstairs Negar does not like it at all. Controversies originating from those who gained the most from the pandemic, most visibly Big Pharma, refused to go away. One of the leading and among the earliest producers of COVID vaccines was U.S.-based Moderna. We know for sure that the vaccine worked for, uh, for Moderna, turning it from the verge of collapse into a hundred billion dollar company he's obviously they're talking financially not that the vaccine actually worked by and large part due to the unusual speed with which vaccines were put through trials and then the market many people from regular citizens to public figures to medical professionals and scientists felt skepticism about their uh, efficacy and safety expressing that openly though tended to get those people canceled or at least monitored and or censored and now new documents reveal Moderna's role. Among them were journalists Alex Berenson, Stanford Health Policy Professor Jay Bakcharya, and actor Russell Brand. You know, Berenson was good on COVID. He's like 50-50 on the vaccine. He's a little aidsy on the vaccine, but whatever. Uh, in one instance, they flagged a Russell Brand video in which he raised concerns about former British health official Jonathan Van Tam, who was instrumental in COVID-19 policymaking, and then took a high-level job at Moderna. Despite the billions in revenue raked in by Big Pharma, this obviously wasn't enough, especially once the COVID panic started to subside and vaccine sales stalled. So Moderna sought to outline media surveillance partners and found one in the Public Goods Project nonprofit, which was then useful in getting COVID vaccine skeptics silenced or censored on Twitter. And this is, again, there are so many reasons so many great reasons why telling people to move on from this is unacceptable. I reject it outright. Tim Pool is completely wrong calling for people to move on. Fuck that. There's going to be no moving on. Uh, these people have to be held accountable for all this shit, not just the vaccine injuries, for all of it. No moving on. Fuck that noise. No way. No way. The documents uncovered by RCP and journalist Lee Fang show that independent media and their commentators, especially well-known and influential ones, were of specific interest in a bid to protect Moderna, uh, but health agencies. The goal was to suppress doubt or criticism about any side effects linked to the vaccine, and Twitter was not the only place Moderna was monitoring, unsurprisingly, given its critical bent, sites like Zero Hedge, but also the New York Times should a negative observation fly under the radar which is, was indeed a very rare event for the paper record, plus no less than about 150 million websites in between, according to documents in the Moderna files. They paint a picture of mass surveillance carried out by a private company. The documents seem to show that Moderna is running a corporate public relations effort designed to boost sagging vaccine sales under the veneer of public health. Yeah, uh, crazy and uh, should not be forgotten. And uh, hopefully... Tim Pool comes around and starts doing better on the vaccine because his vaccine coverage, total unadulterated AIDS, total AIDS, just terrible. I'm not the only one. There's plenty of people pointing that out, which is good. I'm glad to see that. I'm glad because, you know, a lot of people suck his dick. So anyway, let's get to some videos here. I'm going to start. Uh, what is this one? Is uh, Rachel Maddow's sister once again trying to lie about the economy to pretend, oh, the economy's great, guys. Up and Americans are livid about the economy, rightly so. Many are struggling to afford bare necessities like groceries. Now, maybe coverage like that is affecting how people perceive the economy. That is one theory, and I think it, there's some truth to it. Or yeah, but what he said is true. 
or maybe the economic metrics just aren't capturing the real pain points for people, like particularly housing, which is very expensive right now, and high interest rates aren't helping, so that's another theory. The most promising theory is that there's just a lag. Right? That it, it takes a while after a sustained period of a lot of dislocation and very high inflation to people to actually start to feel better about the economy. And that's also what you hope is happening if you're the Biden campaign. Well, today they got a huge data point in favor of that theory because economic sentiment jumped to its highest level since 2021 this month, marking the highest two-month gain for that measure in more than 30 years, which would indicate maybe people are actually starting to see all of the economic progress that has happened under this president. Joining me now is Jared Bernstein, who's the chair of the White House Council of Economic Advisors. Jared, it's good to have you on the program. What is your reaction to that consumer sentiment data today? Well, it's very good to see, obviously. And I think the uh, theory that you just took us through, the idea that it takes a, a lag for some of these things to catch up with people, uh, that's certainly uh, borne out in uh, these data. The last couple of months, have you said, the strongest increase in this uh, survey uh, in over 30 years. But for that um, dynamic to carry out, Chris, you have to have all that other stuff going on in the background, right? The lags don't work right. if you can't back them up with strong economic uh, results. So when we have an unemployment rate that's been below 4% for almost two years running and prices have eased as much as they have, the uh, that's an equation for faster real wage growth. So on average, year over year for the past 10 months, real wages have been growing. That improves people's buying power and it means they're better able to make ends meet. Now look, as you should. That is a great couple of months, but that is an early trend. We've got more work to do to build on that uh, progress. But what's so important, I think, to us in the Biden administration is we've long believed that the president's theory of the case that you just took us through, that good governance, if you do it right and you target families in the middle class, like the ones he grew up in versus the billionaires who are going to be fine either way, so we don't need to help them. If that's the theory of the case and you tell people what you're doing, eventually they'll start to feel it, and we think we're seeing that. And there was also, I want to I want to sort of go back because it, it, once something happens, it could be easy to say, well, that was bound to happen in retrospect. But by the way, I've said this before, showing someone a chart who's complaining about grocery store prices or telling them that the GDP is up, that's what are they going to do with that? What practically are they going to do? You know what? That's that's a rich person because usually it's rich people who are saying this shit. And uh, it's a hand wave because what are they going to do with that? Were they going to roll up to the cashier? You know, your bills double or 40% more. And you're going to say, hey, well, according to this chart, you know, the GDP is higher. So what do you get a disc? I mean, this is like, it's nonsensical. This is not going to work if you're trying to convince voters that the economy is good. The only way you could start doing that is if gas came down I mean, it depends on where you live. Gas would have to, at least a dollar. If you got gas down a dollar um, and grocery prices went down, I don't know, 50? <laughs> How about if they just stopped going up, okay? Let's be really conservative and generous. What if they just stopped going up? No, they'd have to still go down a little bit, though. 10%, okay? Um then you could probably convince some people, hey, it's getting better. That Not only is that not happening, um, first of all, I think a lot of this fucking shit with the crazy uh, muzzies in the Middle East, um, 
from what I've read, that's going to cause a, a, a surge in gas prices. So what we're seeing now, the what is it in my area? Maybe 330. Again, depends where you live. Um, it's probably going to go up. We're probably going to be closer to four within, I don't know, six to 12 months. Again, right in time for the election. Um, if what they're saying is true about that. And then grocery prices have increased, and it might just be my area, exponentially. They were all rising steadily. You know, 15 cents, 30 cents every week or two, whatever. There, it's Now it reminds me of the sticker shock of 2008. The only thing that's saving me personally is, and I, and I wonder if this is a strategy. I wish there was, uh, if you could get people interviewed, because there's people whose job it is to like come up with the sales at stores. And there's all strategies behind it. People were uncovering the fact that a lot of these Black Friday sales, people were going into Walmart and they were pulling the signs behind, you know, because usually the old sign, you can, it's just right behind the, the, the sign that says the sale. The prices were exactly the same, so it wasn't actually a sale. But I do wonder, because the past two times I've been there where, uh, this is multiple different stores, where things are like skyrocketing, there are very good sales. So like, I wonder if they do that to kind of ease you in. Because there's not always going to be good sales. So I don't know. I don't know if that is that a deliberate strategy. I, I would think that maybe. I mean, you know, if you're trying to ease people into this, you're like, yeah, look, yeah, the 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 peanut butter is going to cost seven fifty, but you can get it for the old price on sale right now, so you don't have to take the cock this week. You know, stuff. I, I don't know if that's the thinking, but um, but yeah, you're never going to sell this this idea to voters, and it makes me think because you know these are Democrats. If they can't convince you, then they're going to just try to force you. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to unleash the Zerg? Because, you know, it's not just the, the normal Trump voters. And you're, you're getting people in the inner city who are making the same complaints because this is happening everywhere. And black people have to buy groceries and gas, too. They're also complaining. And they're, you know what's interesting? They're experiencing something that I don't know if they've ever experienced before which is hordes of migrants being sent to their cities to take their resources. And obviously they don't like that. Who would like that? What person would like that? Nobody would like that. And the virtuous liberals that pretend that they would like that, you've seen what they do. They send them to whatever that fucking place, the David Pakman world, um, Martha's Vineyard or one of those fucking places. Yeah, they sent those migrants out immediately. What were they there, 24 hours? They don't fucking give a shit. So what's the plan? You're pissing off your core constituency. Are you going to attack them when they don't obey? When black people don't obey by either not vote or, or, or is, they'll have to do it before this. But if you're getting the sentiment that they're not going to obey because you've pissed them off, you're taking their resources and giving them to illegals and you're telling them to fuck off and the gas prices are high and the grocery store prices are high and they're not buying your shit. What are you going to do? You're going to hurt them? You're going to unleash? You're going to try to get the migrants to fight them? I don't know, but this is how these people are. Like I said, I hope, I hope I'm just misreading things, you know, because this is, why, why do I believe this shit's happening? Well, because we've seen something similar before. Black Lives Matter riots in 2020, a little different. This is going to be a little different this time because the Black Lives Matter riots didn't have a bunch of illegals in it. So now what are they going to do? Because, you know, if you, if you see some of the people that talk to these illegals, 
uh, some of the people who have reported on what's going on, there is a sentiment among some of them that they're not being taken care of, which, you know, my answer to that is, well, suck my dick. Bro, you got to figure it out, okay? It's not anyone's job to take care of you. I'm sorry. Like, it, they, they've, been t they've been sold. I mean, part of it is they've been sold a narrative. They've been sold, hey, come to America. The government will take care of you. And now when they're going to New York City, they're finding out that's not really... I mean, they do with some of them. They're giving a, a lot of resources, but some of them are not getting resources or they feel like they're not getting enough. And that's, and that's pissing them off. I wonder if that's the sentiment. You're going to have these lunatic Democrat activists. You know, the people that went around. You saw it on video during BLM. You know, you would have magically... Uh, remember this shit? This is just unbelievable. You know, magically before uh, a big protest, a whole bunch of bricks showed up. Oh, look, look, a big fucking pallet of bricks just showed up. Oh, that's that's a weird coincidence. And then you saw, remember, the there was this uh, Democrat activist who was telling this black kid uh, 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 to do shit. Now, the black kid's also still responsible, okay? But that Democrat activist needs to go to jail, too. Um... So are they going to just do the same thing, but with the illegals? And then are they going to turn the illegals against the black people in the city? That would be a hell of a thing. That would be a hell of a thing. Anyway, who knows? But they're up to something. Because there's no way, if you're sabotaging your voter base, you got something up your sleeve, right? I mean, I don't know. We'll see. A real fight about the American Rescue Project, the ARP, and its size and the amount of stimulus it, it, it created, and then the Inflation Reduction Act, and a real fight about that basically that there's a story, and even people like Larry Summers who worked in previous Democratic administrations wanted to tell the story. The Biden administration and was captured by these liberals in the Democratic Party, and they came in, and they spent a bunch of money, and they drove up inflation, and it's all their fault, and they screwed up. <laughs> and people who supported that said, well, no, actually, we're coming from a huge dislocation. We need this stimulus for families, for working folks, to cushion the blows of this dislocation. And we believe we can do that, keep unemployment low. And yeah, but again, the stimulus is a major factor in why the grocery store prices are so expensive. Inflation will come down. And that How would doing more stimulus bring inflation down? That's madness side of the case is borne out so far. Correct. That Idiots. side of the case is very much borne out so far. There were many economists telling us, assuring us, that assuring. we'd be in a recession by now. Well, we were, first of all, we're probably in a recession now. They're probably lying about the numbers. But even, let's say the numbers are accurate. Okay, well, th there were two consecutive quarters of negative G GDP growth. That is, by definition, the f a fucking recession. And then they just say, well, that's not a recession. And they just changed the definition. A year ago, uh, we'd be in a recession by now. They assured us that it would cost many points on the unemployment rate to get inflation down as much as, as, it, as it has come down. Two-thirds off of its... Well, that number they definitely lie about because it's always... Uh, I forget the term. There's a term they use. They basically adjust it. So they come out with the bullshit number. The media sucks Biden's dick. And then two months later, they, they adjust the number to what it actually was, which is, you know, they remove you know, whatever 40% of the jobs that they said that there were or whatever. With actual cost declines in some very important areas that, you know, lower prices, you know, if you're talking about gas or used cars, or toys, TVs, some important groceries, uh, milk, eggs. So, uh, you know, the, the uh, 
the, the guidance from the president was always First of, to what do you mean? Milk is milk is five dollars a gallon, even the cheap shit. Again, I know it's regional, and, and uh, but I also watch channels from people who go to uh, different grocery stores. You know, Midwest, different areas. The same thing's happening everywhere. It just might, you know, prices might be different, but they're still all going up. Eggs are going back maintain up. Maintain the job market while easing price pressures and lowering costs. And by the way, you mentioned the ARP, the uh, rescue plan. You mentioned the president was here. I happen to be in North Carolina myself right now. The president was here yesterday. The uh, 16,000 homes that are getting more affordable broadband, um, that's actually uh, some resources from the rescue plan. Oh, um, this is a plan. Yeah, from the ARP. This is this, the, these are resources that are still helping to lower costs uh, for families who who really need, in this case, connecting uh, to the internet. And by the way, this whole period, I'm glad we're celebrating this increase in consumer sentiment. But this whole period, if you actually ask people, how do you feel about rural broadband that's affordable? How do you feel about paying $35 for insulin? How do you feel about getting the lead out of your water? How do you feel about standing up domestic manufacturing? Those policies been polling above 80% for uh, well over a year now since they were introduced. So part of this is actually knowing where to look. But the other part, very important, is that some of this progress appears to be catching up in the sentiment uh, indexes. All right, Jared Bernstein, thank you so much for making time. What a crock of shit. Okay. All right. L let's see. All right. Thank you to uh, Enus Brownhole. Uh, Dumbbeard and let's see where was the other one this was uh, rumble there was a rumble one one moment and also thank you uh, that looks like Hebe 666 uh, thank you as I've adjusted the number on the screen uh, thank you for signing up for uh, I guess we are trying to rebuild the soft gentleman's bathhouse so that was a membership option it was kind of like subscribe star and YouTube has removed the monetization from the Soft Gentleman's channel. And so all of the uh, memberships, they're all gone. And so uh, it was probably about 20, 25% of our total uh, income for the whole operation. So we're trying to rebuild it. I'm keeping track of it on the screen. Uh, so we're, 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 I updated the numbers. They're not gonna update in real time. Uh, I have to do it manually because uh, there is a way to do things automatically with like YouTube and Twitch, but those are aid sites and, and they don't have like, as far, if anyone knows, maybe I'm missing it because it's possible. I, I am kind of a normie with some technology. Once I figure it out, I'm fine. But like, you know, I'm generally like years behind. But anyway, if there is a way to have the subscribe star and rumble number um, update automatically, let me know. But uh, they, they probably, I don't think they, uh, I think Stream Elements is kind of like AZ, like Streamlabs. And, you know, I don't think they're with the alt tech um, channels or anything like that. Uh, but anyway, thank you for joining. I sincerely uh, appreciate it. And uh, like I said, I will, uh, I'll put a link in the, uh, in the chat. Uh, on YouTube. If you're on Rumble, uh, you can just go to the description. You can uh, look at uh, subscribe star in the chat or you can click the red subscribe button um, on Rumble. Also, we're, uh, I, I think in the beginning of February, I'm looking to roll out uh, a new show for off nights. 
It's going to be a completely different format. It will be off YouTube. It will not be on YouTube at all. It'll be on every other channel, though. So uh, feel free, pick a second channel. If you're a YouTube person, any of the uh, secondary options, we stream on Twitter, um, Rumble, uh, Joshua TV, Pill.net, like nine different ones. So uh, it, we'll do it on there. It's going to be a completely different format. The content will be, the, the it's going to be news. It's the same content. Uh, but a completely different format. We'll see if people like it. I've been watching. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm watching and observing people. And then I'm thinking, because this is the thing off YouTube, I realized. I don't have to deal with the bullshit copyright um, YouTube stuff. Because YouTube has an automatic system that as soon as you start playing something, within 30 seconds, you know, you get a warning. Well, if that is not in play, what kind of show would I do? without any restraints like that. And so we'll see. We'll see what happens. And if people like it, good. If not, we'll do something else. But anyway, it'll probably air starting in February. Um, so the streams are Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. These will probably air um, Monday and Wednesday. What time? I don't know. 7, 8 o'clock Eastern. I'm not sure. We'll figure it out. And uh, and so, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll see what happens with that as well, also uh, we're going to do I'm going to do a full stream tomorrow as well. So we'll do the call and show after tomorrow's stream. And tomorrow will be Sunday. We're going to start at 6:30 Eastern, and we'll do the call in show uh, tomorrow. Okay, let's uh, get back to this. Is oh is this the one? Okay, here is we did the article about this. Here is Ball Joy Reed. Who brings on this mom? And this is unusual. This only happens once in a while where someone is brought on to a show with a different opinion. So Tiffany Justice is a Moms for Liberty co-founder. So she has a completely different opinion than Joy Reid. Joy Reid wants pro-pedophile material to be given to children. Tiffany Justice is against that. And this is what the debate is about. And so it's, again, highly unusual for them to bring someone from the opposing side on. Let's have a look here. And the debatable wisdom of turning children's education into a political battleground. The readout continues after this. At the heart of America's culture war lies education. And it's a... Uh, by the way, also, thank you, Hans EJ. Is it EJEW? One second, let me just make sure I got it right. Thank you. Um, is there three? Hold on a second. Let me make sure. Heap, and then I think was that it. One second. Uh, again, bear with me. I have to do it manually. Um, yes. Thank you to Hans EJ. Uh, I will update the number on the screen. Thank you for subscribing to help rebuild the bathhouse. What what a bunch of homophobes YouTube is. Oh, what a that was a homophobic hate crime that he did. All right. Thank you, sir. And again, if if you sign up via Subscribestar or Rumble, it will probably, within within an hour, because I have to do it manually, I will update the goal uh, on the screen. Fight that has intensified in recent years alongside Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill, anti-trans laws and campaigns, particularly in Florida, to erase black history. But the single most explosive trend in the education culture war is about books and who exactly gets to remove them or challenge them? Who gets to decide what we have access to? What right, normal people or pedophiles. That's the debate. It's the normal people versus the pedophiles or the pedophile adjacents. ...be taught and what can be read. 
Attempts to ban books have reached a record high, and titles with LGBTQ themes remain top targets. Books about African American history, too, with stories about the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Rosa uh, Park. No, AIDS commie revisionist stories about those people. And Ruby Bridges removed from shelves. Parents, educators, and students are taking sides. And at the center of this fiery debate is Moms for Liberty, a group founded in 2021 that campaigns for book removals in U.S. public schools. And joining me now is Tiffany Justice, co-founder of Moms for Liberty. Thank you for being here. Happy to be here with you, Chuck. Great to meet you. So let me, I want to play a, a, a clip. And this is an interview that you gave to Steve Bannon's War Room in 2022, March of 2022. Take a listen. Sure. Walk us through exactly what you're trying to accomplish in, in, in this definition. It's a new concept. I want to make sure we have the nomenclature. What are parental rights? Parental rights are, are rights that every parent has, and the government does not give them to you, and they cannot take them away. Uh, every parent has the fundamental right to direct the upbringing of their children, their medical care. That includes mental health, by the way, their education, and their values education, their morals, their religious and character training. All of these things lie uh, within the responsibility of the parent. Now, I want to just make sure, do you still stand by those statements? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So then I guess the question becomes, which parents, right? Do African-American parents, parents have, have parental rights? Yes, yeah, a God-given right to direct the upbringing of your children. Do um, LG, the LGBTQ parents and parents of LGBTQ kids, do they have parental rights? Every parent enjoy them. Every parent means every parent has the fundamental right to direct the upbringing of their children. And liberal parents? Do uh, liberal parents have those rights as well? All parents, sure. So, so let, me, let me point you to some statistics. Sure. Because the question becomes then who gets to decide what all kids get to read. The Washington Post took a look at the uh, that, uh, about a thousand plus book challenges that were filed, and they found that they were filed nationwide by just 11 people. Each of these people brought 10 or more challenges against books in their school district. Together, these serial filers constituted 6% of all book challengers, but they were responsible for 60% of filings in Florida. Tampa Bay Times, they found that of uh, roughly 1,100 complaints recorded in Florida since July 2022, we're talking about more than 700 just from two counties. Escambia in the Western Panhandle and Clay County. Together, those are less than 3% of the public school enrollment, 600 of those complaints, two people. Why should 13 people get to decide what books tens of thousands of children get to read? Well, I'm, I'm thinking it's probably because those 13 people saw what <clears throat> some of the content was in the books. I mean, explicit graphic sexual content and I'm happy to talk about some of that content if you if you'd like to well this is the question again the books that are being banned I want to give you just no some, books hold, are being on, banned. No, hold on a second well no Julie, but I want to be clear no uh -huh. one's banning books write the book print the book publish the book put the book in the public library sell the book right uh, we're talking about a public school library children mm -hmm. don't have unfettered access to the internet at school mm -hmm. I did a, a FOIA records request and, and, and I wanted to see what kinds of internet sites are banned in schools if we're going to talk about banning right mm -hmm. and, and the subject matter in the books that moms are concerned about are the same things that kids don't have access to on the internet so it, it just feels very hypocritical right no why is no one out there protesting for you know free the internet in schools <laughs> let me let me give you an example of some of the books that have been removed from shelves as a result of the activities of organizations like moms for not, Liberty. Wait, we're not going to talk like moms, moms for the no, no, no. talk specifically and moms, moms for, Liberty. for Liberty. absolutely so it's just, i'm happy to have this 
conversation with you, Joel? Absolutely. But we're going to be specific about Absolutely. the actions of Moms for Liberty Challenge. Oh, 100%. Because I can't be possibly right. responsible for sure. every single parent but in America. But your organization right? is the lead, you're the leading organization that's doing this. You have chapters all over the country, and other organizations are following your lead. And PEN America has listed, they have posted the list of books that have been removed from shelves as a result of these activities. Let me just read you a couple of them. Anne Frank's A Diary of a Young Girl, Mouse, which is a book about the Holocaust, a graphic novel. So what they're uh, omitting with the first one, because we already covered it, this was a version of the Anne Frank story that for whatever reason uh, uh, started focusing, I forget what it was, on like some lesbian fucking bullshit, like, like completely unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. Gender queer, a memoir, all boys on She like wanted to fuck her friend or something? I don't know, whatever. Beloved, Martin Luther King Jr. and the March on Washington, Ruby Bridges goes to school, Slaughterhouse Five, The Color Purple, Forever by Judy Bloom. I could go on. These are books that are not only popular, in some cases are classics. Toni Morrison's The Bluest Eye. Let me give you an example. Well, I'd like, I'd like to answer sure, your question. Please do. Yeah. yeah, so you just mentioned a list of books. And so yeah. Moms for Liberty doesn't have like a national book list. There was never a list of books that we put out and said, parents, be concerned about these books, right? We didn't do it because we want our parents to be effective advocates. Mm -hmm. So when moms are going into the libraries and the schools, when they're seeing what their children have access to, when they go to speak to the superintendent or the principal, they have accurate information, right? They're and where are they getting advocates. their information from? You can just go online to a, a, a catalog in your children's library Correct. and you can see what Without books are reading available. Books. What is no. book, what is, one moment, what is booklooks.com? I, I'm aware of a website called BookLooks.com where parents can go and see some of the books that other parents are concerned Booklooks about. BookLooks.com has been used in Florida extensively in counties like, I used to live in Broward County, I lived there for 14 years. Okay. In counties like Broward, counties like Clay, counties like Escambia, Moms for Liberty activists are using BookLooks.com. And it's essentially a cliff notes for books. Yeah. So you go through without even having to read the book, I'm going to just hold it up so our audience can see what it looks like. This is the one for All Boys Aren't Blue, which is one of the books Moms for Liberty has Everyone should go and see the content so, in this book. That's such a good and idea. And so what Joy. happens is you can do keyword searches and find certain keywords. Like rape. You can find key, yeah. sure. or anal you, rape or you can, dildo. You can find those, all sorts those types of keywords. Of words. But like, wait, so hold on, wait, wait, let me finish my okay, question. Then right, you can answer. Sure. I'm going to give you time to answer, but okay. I got to ask you first. No, yeah, I got um, the And so then. what you find is the keywords that you find, the uh -huh. N-word, anything, words like you just used, then you'll get out of context passages from the book. And then based on that, Moms for Liberty members are going to places like Broward County School Board meetings, reading out of past, out of context passages from these books, and then demanding that the school board remove them. So what's that the is the way. Yeah. The, the question I'm asking is, what is the expertise that you have and other Moms for Liberty advocates have to decide that a book, an award-winning book like All Boys Aren't Blue, isn't oh. appropriate for students to read? What, what is your expertise? A, what a tragic story of a young man who's annually raped by his adult family member. So mm -hmm. you have incest, rape, pedophilia. Joy, you said you'd let me answer, so sure. I'm going to answer Please for you. Please do. Um, in what context is a strap-on dildo acceptable for public school? Just let, I mean, that's my question mm -hmm. to you. Tell me what the context around the strap-on dildo or the rape of a minor child by a teacher. Hold on a second. No, 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 no. no wait, We're talking on. about no, public no, no. school. One, one moment. All right. So now you've asked me a question. Sure. Well, and I'm going to answer it. Okay. Well, who is the main character? What's the name of the main character in All Boys Are Blue? You're asking me right now. You just gave me very specific information about this book, so you're presenting yourself as somebody expert. It's the gentleman. To, hold on. The main, to, who's the main character in the, the book? The main character is the author. Who's the, what's his name? 
George, I believe, is his first because name. you're giving me very specific information that is. You're asking me to remember the name of an author. You the just name remembered of the very specific name. Joy. Here's my We're question. We're talking about Here's track. You didn't answer my no, no, question. No, no, no. I'm going to. I'm going to answer. Great. Your question. I would love to hear that. Absolutely. Well, I, you, I'm interviewing you, and you're not interviewing me. So let's just make sure it's a conversation. Okay. okay great. So what I'm saying to you is that as you are not an expert in this book. I don't or, have to be an expert no, 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 to know that those aren't appropriate for public school. I mean, this book is a full context story as you said, of the author's experience. Why is it your right or a Moms for Liberty activist's right to say that a parent who wants their child to have access to this book, which gives a personal experience... Again, uh, uh, if you want to advocate... What is the word? Uh, If you want to stop being normal, if you want to... Advocate, is that the word advocate your responsibility? Flout your responsibility to not allow predators around kids, to, if you want to uh, 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 argue for allowing this insane bullshit to be given to children, then you lose your seat at the table. The seat at the table for the people running shit are only for people that understand the basics of life which is you shouldn't fuck kids, you shouldn't groom kids, and you shouldn't expose kids to sexual content like this. That's it. If you can't figure that out, you get no seat at the table. That's who the fuck is going to figure this out, bitch. That's who figures it out. Normal people that understand the most basics of how to be normal. That's it. That's it. So if you want to argue to give this fucking shit to kids, you need to go. You you should be escorted out. Escort them out. Of this author, that they, the, why doesn't a liberal parent, for instance, or a parent of an LGBTQ kid, why don't they have a right for their child to just have access to this book? Why is it your right to say they can't? So, again, we're talking about incest, rape, and pedophilia. And Boy, each parent... So each parent gets to, to decide whether or not they expose their kids to books about dildos look if you want to in some fucked up way it's like advocating for the parents that watch porn with their kids well look if you're in a fucked up environment like that and and you're you're doing that in the darkness and no one knows that's one thing it's fucked up but that's one thing but to now try to push it on people in public schools you're out of your fucking mind you're out of your mind I don't know how it happened that society allowed the perverts to get a foothold in the public school system. What a wild thing. What a wild thing. They used to tell us to get away from people like this. Uh, what was the saying? Uh, say no, get away, tell someone. If you came across a Joy Reid, a lunatic wearing a wig out of the Chappelle Show sketch for reparations, you know, uh, when he's playing the white news anchor, that's the wig she's wearing, okay? W- waving a paper talking crazy, uh, oh, parents should be able to decide whether or not to expose their kid to a story with strap-on dildos. You would say no, get away, and tell someone. Okay? Uh, Unbelievable what's happened. No, no, no. Each parent has to decide what is appropriate for their child to read. So I want you to answer. I'm going to ask you one more time. What is your right to tell a parent who wants their child, who might feel seen by this story, why don't oh they gosh. have the right? Why don't they have the right as a parent to say, my child can have access to this book? If a child feels seen by this story, that means that they have been uh, the victim of a predator. That means that they have 
either been raped by a family member, they, they, they've experienced um, And your proof of that is what? You just said that What's the child feels seen by this story. You're now making assumptions no, about Jordan, it, but, no, no. but if a child you That's literally raped, the book you're talking about, retard. We should do a lot you better than put a book now on a library Now you're literally shelf. creating we a story behind a child that you don't know. Let me show you a form. This is a form that can be obtained in Broward County, Florida. Okay. I'm going to show it to the audience, and then I'm going to show it to you. Okay. This is called can the opt-out. Yeah, please, I'm going to hand it to you. Thank you, you. So much. It's called the opt-out form. Okay. An opt-out form would allow any parent, because you said you are in favor of parental rights. I am. It would allow any parent to opt out of their child being able to take books out of the library without their parents' permission. Okay. So that Moms for Liberty, why not advocate that every school in America have an opt-out form so that a parent who doesn't want their child to access a book like All Boys Aren't Blue, right. that they can make that choice because then each parent, including a liberal parent, a black parent... Look, this is how you know they're losing. The, one of the key giveaways that, the, that, that you'll see when a commie is losing is they, they want to try to now come up with a deal they want to settle they now notice the commie is offering well what if you opt remember these people are the same people that when they were winning were arguing there's no opt-out you must you must expose your kid to this this is required reading now all of a sudden because they're losing they're coming to the table like well what about opting out this is where i hope conservatives do not relent when a commie is starting to talk about how it used to be, oh, the marketplace, what happened to the marketplace of ideas? What happened to free speech? That means you're winning and you need to push harder. You need to push harder. Don't compromise with them because they will slit your throat the second they're able to. So there will be no compromises on dildos for children. There will be no compromise on that. Okay, if you're talking about like the lunch menu and whether or not you should have tacos on Tuesday and Thursday, hey, that's a little bit too much tacos. Let's compromise. Let's have fucking not something else on Thursday. That's a compromise. That's what normal people talk about. There is no normal person talking about exposing children to fucking dildos or stories about dildos and getting fucked in the ass by a homosexual. Are you kidding me? Are you fuck? No compromise with this shit. That's crazy. That's crazy. So we'll see. I don't know. I don't know what she's going to say. Hopefully, there's no compromise. A parent who wants their child to read a book about African American history, we they want, get their want children to read books. Why not just opt history, out so. for yourself rather than tell other parents what they can and cannot? First have of all, I think what you're talking about here is a wonderful step in the right direction. Um, we should be having conversations about this. This is about local control. Mm -hmm. A lot of these decisions are made at, made at the local school board level, mm -hmm. and that's where these decisions should be made. And there should be vibrant conversations sure. about what's happening in our public schools and what kids have access to. Joy, however, mm -hmm. maybe we could just put all the books with all the graphic sexual content, the dildos, the rapey. I'm sorry. Let's do I'm a, so sorry. Let's do excuse a back me, room. Excuse me. Let's excuse put a me, curtain up me. in the library First of all, like they used hold to on. do. One moment. The video one moment. Stores. Remember when we were little moms and you the video store? The books that moms for liberty. And they put those books that moms for liberty. with pornography. I know that you. I, I've seen, we could just do that. In I have seen library. tapes of what Moms for Liberty does, and you all go into school board meetings Joy, and you read graphic stuff. Conversation. No, it's not. There is a, there's America Je used to understand that there was beloved, something called age appropriate content. Right. Yep. And here's my we question again. 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 
Ruby Bridges Goes to School is on the list of books that Moms for Liberty has attempted Absol to have removed. Absolutely not. It absolutely is. Let me ask about the people who are making the decision for their parents, because you have not answered yet why a liberal parent or an African-American parent We have parents who are Democrats no, no, no. who are members One of moment, our organization. But you're still trying to make decisions for all the kids. Here are some of the parents that are filing, uh, or some of the, the, the your advocates. Mm -hmm. Bridget Ziegler. The Moms for Liberty co-founder, the wife of the recently ousted Florida Republican Party chairman, Christian Ziegler, who allegedly was involved in threesomes, same-sex threesomes. Um, Mrs. Ziegler was, a, was removed from the school board at which she was a leader. Um, you've had she wasn't Lauren, removed from the school board. Okay, you have Lauren DePaula. Um, she was making book ban requests in Alachua County, but then records show that she and her husband didn't live there. They'd sold their home in that county. So the idea that because they sold their home and lived in a different county, or this one uh, woman turns out to be a whore, that that means it's okay to show kids dildo books? I mean, the, the argumentation is incoherent. It's ridiculous. Carrie Blair in Tennessee, who was um, arrested for property theft charges after allegedly stealing from Target. Skip, skip. Okay, don't steal shit from Target. But the idea that some woman stole some shit from Target and therefore you can give the kids these books, you're a lunatic. In Target. Why should those three people get to make decisions about what other children should be able to read? Other ch parents' children should be able to read. Do you know that I served as a school board member from 2016 to Are you going to answer my question? Yeah, I'm because going to. Because we don't to. have an endless time. Joy, I'm going to answer your question, but mm -hmm. I need you to understand that when I was an elected representative, I would sit on that dais. Mm -hmm. And how dare I, sitting there as an elected representative, judge a parent when they would come to the podium to speak and advocate for their mm -hmm. child? Because as we started this conversation, mm -hmm. we'll end it. Every parent has a fundamental and right so to direct parent, the of so the let's children. Make and sure I would that not stand in judgment a, joy a point of about a parent's if education a parent, one level, moment, one their moment, sexual one orientation, if a parent, their race, their if religion. A parent, that is not what America is about. I'm going to answer. Mrs. I'm going to ask my question, yes, Ms. Justice. Mrs. Justice, that's Thank fine. you. If a parent believes that their child should be able to read Ruby Bridges, uh, we child. believe that parents okay. that children should be able to read. Then Bridges how can Moms for hero. Liberty insist that the school board take that book away and then say that a parent who wants the child to be able to read it must purchase it? That's essentially putting a tax on parents who want their children to read the book. Your kids get to have books for free that you agree with, but children who want to read books, parents who want their children to read books you don't like, have to purchase it. That doesn't sound Joy, fair. Did you know that in the city that we're sitting in? Only a quarter of children are reading on grade level. That's a great grade. point. That's a great point. And so Let while me, we're having this conversation that's about books point. and libraries, that's two things point. should be happening. That's a great point. We should be talking about literacy rates and the fact that America's kids are not learning how to read, and we should be having vibrant conversations about what books should be in libraries. Absolutely. And let me uh, let me add one more point here. In Florida, the the law states that if a Moms for Liberty or other advocate demands that a book be removed then a process in each of those counties has to begin. The sometimes three and four people, person staffs who are being inundated with moms that for liberty requests. It is true. I have I've literally oh, spoken right. with people okay. in these organizations. Well, so I'm going to finish, I'm gonna finish my, okay. my thought. Go ahead. Were they not having to go through, and they actually have to read the full book to make a decision as to whether to make a recommendation for the book to be banned. Were they not doing that, what they would be doing 
is literacy education. No, they would, what they would be doing is literacy education. That is what they're not doing okay. because they're spending time on your book ban requests. And this is absolutely ridiculous. But it's argument. true. But it's not, Joy, because school districts do lots of things very, very well with at the very same little, time. With very and little, with very little funding. And, and, the pro little and, and you, bring, you actually make a great point mm -hmm. because there was no vetting process for a lot of these materials. And in the what library, is the so expertise of Moms for Liberty to do the vetting? Oh my gosh, normally what a school read. board would do, you were on a school board, you would hire experts and have expert voices come yes, in. Yes, but the experts uh, have been replaced by perverts. Uh, and so obviously we should not listen to them and they should be removed from their position. They, people who are sociologists, kids. people who are library Parents. science. Yeah, Parents. they're AIDS commies. They need to be completely removed. And those are the people who make decisions. One more thing. In no, they will not make the decisions now. Because you infested these places, they have no expertise, and they're illegitimate, completely illegitimate. Florida uh, versus New York. New York spends about $26,000 per student. 40000 26000 And sure. in Florida, it's about $10,000. So we're talking about much less money. The requirement, to, in some of these schools, they don't even have a school librarian because the school yeah, actually doesn't have I enough know. money. Isn't that they're, awful? Instead of spending their time no joy going through your book bans they could actually be focusing on hiring library science technicians we who don't have actually a funding do problem if you stop trying to fuck the kids they're going to have a lot more time and resources for normal stuff in american public education we have a priorities problem and the priorities ought to be that each program. parent including liberal parents should be able to make their own decisions about what their children Amen. read i think, I think we, we can agree, agree on that then i think that Moms for Liberty should not be making those decisions for them on their behalf. But okay. Tiffany Justice, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. We'll be right back. What a fucking crazy pro-pedophile bitch. Joy Reid, very pro-pedophile. Unbelievable. I thought Tiffany Justice did a great job. Uh, and I think uh, Joy Reid came off as a pro-pedophile adjacent. So uh, that's uh, mission accomplished, Tiffany Justice. Yeah, and like, you know, if some of the back, some of the shit they bring up uh, from these Moms of Liberty people are bullshit. Um, but, you know, if you, if you find a Moms for Liberty person that did something wrong, okay, she did, did something wrong and, and, you know, whatever the consequences are. But the idea that, oh, well, that means that we need to give these books to kids. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. Let me uh, read some of these super chats. We're taking them through. Uh, Streamlabs. I will put the uh, link in YouTube. I am hoping to have a bot that will be able to do it. I signed up for the stream elements just for the bot. I know they do other stuff, but uh, just for the uh, the bots. And uh, it's also at the top of the screen, uh, streamlabs.com slash uh, hard news network. Um, it's in the description in Rumble as well and uh, you can go to rumble.com slash user slash hard news network i'm using a bot i'm going to try to use a bot in youtube because i can't post links in the description anymore although that's uh, pales in comparison to youtube completely nuking the soft gentleman's monetization so the bathhouse has been nuked by youtube so we're trying to rebuild the bathhouse i have a goal it's a stream elements thing on the stream uh, on the screen, excuse me. So we're five out of 50. By the way, thank you to user number B4026AC9 for uh, uh, subscribing on Subscribestar. So I'm manually keeping track of the goal. I will update it as it happens. If you sign up, uh, it'll within the hour, I will 
update the goal. It doesn't update in real time because uh, because it's because Subscribestar is alt tech. Uh, it doesn't seem to work automatically with stream elements like a Twitch would. But anyway, it is what it is. We'll make do. So yeah, we're trying to uh, get back the um, the bathhouse. It was about 25% of our income, so we set a goal uh, for to get it from 74 up to 125. So that is on the screen. So we've had five so far. Thank you to the five that have signed up. And any other uh, way that you uh, uh, help to support the channel, I sincerely uh, appreciate it. Uh, I am going to roll out. Uh, it's it, it's fascinating. This happens just as I was like uh, about to roll out the the next thing. But I'm going to do it anyway because what are you going to do? Not do it? You're just going to do it. We got to do it. We just got to fucking. We got to grind this out. We have to survive this and we're going to just do it. So I have a, a, a thing I'm working on. It will probably start in the beginning of February. It's going to be a new show. It's going to be on off night. So the, the schedule remains the same. Uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the regular live stream. This show is going to... Um, I'm going to keep Sunday flexible because we'll, we'll, uh, tomorrow I'm going to stream uh, a full stream Sunday. But uh, this show, it, it will be a shorter show. Uh, not on Sunday, I mean the, the new show. Probably an hour, an hour and a half. It will be on Mondays and Wednesdays. So those are usually off nights. It'll be Monday and Wednesdays. It will be off YouTube. It will be on all the other platforms, though. And uh, it's going to be a completely different format, although the content's the same. So I'm covering the same, you know, whatever was happening that day, you know, some fucking filthy commie did something retarded. You know, we'll, we'll cover that. But it's going to be a different format, uh, and we'll see if people like it. And I'm also going to, because um, I had realized that now that this show has survived on Rumble and on Twitter and on a lot of these other sites... I, th I was thinking, well, wh what kind of show would I do? And again, I'm not doing any changes with the format of the, the Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. This stream will remain the same. But for this new show, what would I? What kind of show would I do if I was unrestrained from the standpoint of all the copyright bullshit? And I'm not going to be doing anything like blatantly copyright violating, but they don't care on YouTube. They don't care if you're doing fair use. If you play something that's in their system and it detects it after 30 seconds and they shut you down no matter what, even if it's fair use, they don't believe in fair use. It does seem like Rumble and Twitter get fair use. So I'm going to just see what would I do if I wasn't handcuffed by all this fucking copyright bullshit. So that's that's what we're going to do. We're going to see. We're going to see what happens. We're going to see if people like it. If people like it, we'll keep doing it. And if they don't, we'll figure something else out. It's no problem. Okay. Let me read some of these. We got, uh, let's see, uh, some guy says, uh, thank you, some guy, very generous of you, says, for the anti-commie fund, much love, HB, thank you, sincerely uh, appreciate the support. Uh, Biz says, uh, Haley would be a monumental mistake of a VP. Saw Rich Barris explain how the Republican Party has fundamentally changed. Haley would end Medicaid, Medicare and Social Security, and Barris said, that is not popular with Republican polling today. Yeah, she's a liberal. She's basically like a liberal. She's she's a uniparty uh, 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 warmonger. She's terrible. I don't think that she is going to be VP. Trump has also commented that he's not picking her as VP. Um, I'm concerned. I just don't want it to be Tim Scott either. So, um, Stefanik and uh, who was the other one that they were... Uh, 
There was another one where it'd be like, okay, it's not great, but it's not Nikki Haley. I, I hope it's a fire candidate like a, a Carrie Lake or a Tucker Carlson. I'll take uh, I'll take Ben Carson. I don't have a problem with Ben Carson. He's kind of like laid back. Um, maybe that's good. I don't know. We'll see. I just hope Trump doesn't make a deal with the devil. Mike Pence was a deal with the devil. I hope he realizes that was a mistake and uh, doesn't do something like that. That's what a Nikki Haley VP would be. Uh, so we'll have to see, but I don't think it's going to be Nikki Haley. Um, Silky Johnson says, HB, I love how the media, um, the not racists, group all black people together. They act like when a dumb nog steals iPhones to feed his family, all of them approve. Or when blacks suffer a crime by nogs, they say it isn't happening to those that live it. Yes. Yes, this is something that I call uh, nigger denial. <clears throat> you can not like the term, that's fine, but it is what it is. They pretend that uh, niggers don't exist. Uh, and w w the people who know that niggers exist more than anyone else are black people. Because some black people have to live with them, and they don't want to live with them. And they do, if given the opportunity, what everyone does is move as far away as possible from niggers as they can. That's all. That's all. It is what it is, but uh, to be a, a good liberal, you have to deny that they exist, and you have to pretend that they're all the same, there's no differentiation. Well, I would argue there is a differentiation, and I would argue that people like Chris Rock explained it completely. That was uh, bigger and blacker, was that the one? Anyway, that's, it is what, you know, it's funny, I, I go back and I look at a lot of these previous, the shit, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know, you just you go back and you look at all of the things. It wasn't that long ago, 10 years ago, the shit people said, we just, we have to break the Overton window. And I don't know, I don't think I'm going to have much part in doing that, but I'm going to do my part, however small it is. Okay. And I don't even, again, it's not about whether you like it. That's okay. You can be offended. It's just that people need to be able to offend. The fact that a person took offense to me is not at issue. I, that's your decision. That's an emotion. That's an emotional thing. And you have multiple options when you take offense. You can not watch or you can laugh uh, or you can laugh it off or you, you can do whatever you want. But the idea that a per, you can't allow offense and then because here's the problem. The people who are arguing you shouldn't be allowed to offend the list of things that you're not allowed to say is getting longer and longer and longer. And now it's starting to get into like crazy shit, like not allowed to talk about how only women can give birth to babies. And it's it, it's crazy. So anyway, pick whatever word that is against the uh, uh, pick whatever word that they don't like. There's a long list of them and just say it, say it with your chest. It doesn't have to be the ones that I say. Or you can even do it. You don't even have to be vulgar. You know, that's the other thing about this. You don't even have to be vulgar. You can just be, you can be pleasant. And if you just sit there and say things that they don't like pleasantly, you, that's fine too. That's fine too. Different people have different styles. You need the nice style. You need the style like I do. You need all of it, okay? And it's, it's not for everyone. And some people like certain things, no problem. But we've got to fucking break this Overton window. It's too tight. The window's too tight. It's not acceptable. So anyway, and by the way, there's other content creators out there that, are, that, I, that I see that have my full endorsement in their attempt to break 
the uh, the Overton window, and uh, and there's more of them. Notice there's more people saying stuff. There's more people having guests on that they're not supposed to. That's good. That's good. So hopefully we can take it to the next level. All right, let's see here. Um, so Johnson says, HB, is DLive still a thing? DLive still exists. We were banned on DLive for a long time, and then suddenly we were unbanned, which was weird. And now I think, yeah, I think we're streaming on DLive now. But uh, I think it's just uh, they lost everyone's trust, and, you know, they're, they're, they're full of AIDS. But I, we are streaming on DLive. Um, Suki says, you were getting real good numbers on that site. Maybe the soft gentleman, your rabid homosexual brother, can find an audience there. He does love a good bukkake. I can't believe the homophobia YouTube committed banning him. Yes, just a rabid act of homophobia banning the, uh, the soft gentleman's bathhouse. That's, uh, that's terrible. You know the thing about DLive? I don't know how real those numbers were. I don't know how real those numbers were because it was weird. We get probably live. Right now, we're probably doing 800 to 1,000 live combined between YouTube, Rumble, and the rest of the sites. Maybe a little more than that. But generally speaking, um, probably about 1,000 live. And we have like, um, we have, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Um, there's probably, I don't, I'll have to look. But there, we're on like nine different sites. So let's say it's a thousand, whatever. Um, now, when we move, so we we've grown a little bit since when we moved to. Well, something weird happened on D Live, right? So, I remember when we were banned. Uh, I think we were covering a debate or something. This was a long time ago, and we were getting. I was mainly on YouTube, and I was getting like seven, eight hundred, and we went to D Live, and we got twelve hundred, and I was like, where did that's. That's a weird, normally your numbers grow, especially in this environment, very slowly. And I, I'm very thankful that we, we are slowly growing, which is good from the standpoint of live viewers. We can't get any sort of um, uh, subtraction on YouTube because they shadow ban the shit out of us. But live viewership on uh, the other channel, it is slowly growing, so that's good. But that's way too fast. Like in one, like, in one switchover, we got 1,200. And so then I remember um, we were getting, yeah, we we're getting like 1,200 over there. And I was like, okay, well, that's great. And then um, I forget, oh, when we were banned, what was it, January 6th when we were banned over there? I think they did a clean house after January 6th and they banned everyone. So then after we were banned from there and we came back to YouTube, I was at 800. And I was like, Holy shit, we just lost 400 people? And I was bracing for impact. I'm like, oh, that's going to be. I'm like, there's going to be. And I'm like, 400 people? And I'm going through emails. I'm looking through things. Because normally you lose 400 people. You've said some shit that people don't like. And there's people. People will tell you. They'll send you messages. I'm looking. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? We lost 400 people? And then I'm like, well, I'm like, oh, obviously, that's going to probably be 10, 20% of the income. And at the time, every all the people that contributed were still there and i'm like what the fuck's going on none of the i don't think those numbers i think those numbers were juiced on d live i don't think they were real because losing 400 people there's no way that wouldn't have had a, an effect so i think our growth has been a slow and steady from that about 800 to i think we're at like a thousand live there's also a bunch of people that watch on the archive but uh yeah that exponential d live growth i don't think that was real 
I think there was something going on on that site that was not real. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. It just didn't. It just didn't seem organic. It didn't seem organic. If you lose hundreds of live viewers, you're definitely going to get people who are upset about something. There's no way they're all going to just not say anything. It just. It made no sense. It made no sense. So anyway, it's interesting that you bring up DLive. But yeah, we're still on there. Trovo, we're still banned on. So fuck Trovo. They can eat a dick. Um. You know, it's interesting, uh, as, you, you know, it's almost eight years now, when we were fucking around with these bullshit sites like Trovo and DLive, Rumble really wasn't a thing. And now, like, that Rumble's a thing, and now that BitChute will probably soon have live streaming, and that Twitter is not as aidsy, um, it's a different environment now. You know, I said this before, uh, we're going to go through a dark censorship period where it's going to be rough. And then we're eventually going to come out of that. And I think that's happening. I think we're kind of towards the end of the dark censorship time. But what I didn't realize is when we get out of that tunnel, so to speak, we're going to be operating in a less censorious environment, but in the worst economy that we've had at least since 2008. So it's kind of like you're jumping out of one thing and now you're going into another that you have to survive. And you're just going to have to grind it out. You're going to have to fucking work your ass off and figure it out and hopefully at the end of the day after all this shit is done we survive and that's it and i hope we do and uh it's just uh it is what it is there are a lot of consequences for these fucking people stealing an election because if trump would i mean the whole environment i remember when trump was in office this is the thing people tell you what's going on people tell you People send you messages. I remember when Trump was in office, people would send messages, be like, man, I just, you know, I, I, I just got a job and this and that, like positive, positive economic messages. I remember getting them from people. And uh, now it's, now it's, it's the opposite. It's like, shit is fucked. I'm sorry. And I, I totally understand. You gotta, you gotta handle your shit. And uh, yeah, you get people, they're like, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm, I, I don't have it, you know, too tight. And that, that's no problem. Uh, that's understandable. But it's night and day difference. Night and day difference. And they're going to tell you that the economy is good. No, I've lived through a good economy. You've lived through a good economy. A good economy is affected everywhere. Everywhere. Okay? Whether it's uh, sports card markets, Pokemon markets, whether it's Super Chats, whether it's, whether it's uh, GDP, all that shit is good. Okay? It's not what you're seeing now. What you're seeing now is very similar to 2008. Very similar. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a hell of a thing. They're, they're going to lie about it. The whole election season, they're going to lie about the economy. All right, good luck. Good luck on that. That's unbelievable. Okay. Soki Johnson says, uh, One good thing about sports was no matter your politics, you could sit and talk about it with people. Absent the age. Now you can. It reminds me of the Nine Inch Nails song. Ruiner. Quote, now the only pure thing left in my fucking world is wearing your disease. Yeah. Yeah. They they uh, they infected the sacred space of sports. It's sad. Because, you know, even now, now, while it's not as bad, the BLM stuff and the COVID stuff is mostly over. You'll go through maybe a multi-week period where ESPN or whatever will only talk about sports, but then something will happen, and then they bring the politics right back in. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's terrible. 
Resident misogynist says, HB, I heard about the FAA's focus on hiring people with severe intellectual and psychiatric disabilities. And to be honest, that isn't really news. All it means is they want the public to know that they're willing to hire blacks, feminists, and faggots. So no change, really. I mean, uh, th that is a point. Like, um, I mean, you see the guy uh, dressing like a woman. They already have hired mentally ill people but now i guess it's not enough and look it's one it's one thing you know if you're hiring people with mental illness for certain jobs i have no problem with that but nobody wants a mentally ill pilot flying a fucking airplane i don't even think mentally ill people who are flying if I, you ask a mental a person with a mental illness you know i don't know whatever it would be hey do you want a guy flying this plane with your same mental illness probably not Probably not. Again, it probably would depend on the illness. But this is the thing. Notice the, the, the wording. It wasn't like mild mental illness or shit that you can live with and function. No, no, no. They made sure to say severe. Okay, severe is like severe. Okay? And look, people with severe mental illnesses should be able to get jobs. Not flying a fucking plane. Okay? Can we not have them on a, flying a goddamn plane? Oh, my God. This is going to be... Unbelievable. This is like, oh, I was hearing voices. They told me to ram the plane into a mountain. By the way, didn't that happen? Was it... What was the guy who ran the plane into a mountain? It wasn't in America. I don't know. Whatever. It is what it is. All right. Let's uh, watch this video from Rachel Maddow's sister, and then we will get into some uh, breaking news. been a lot of really good reporting on the possible agenda of a second Trump administration. Oh, yeah. Largely He's mad. I, I figured this was going to happen because uh, they're very predictable. These are the most predictable people on earth. When Jamie Dimon, who I don't like at all, uh, but he did say some good things, and he pointed out accurately that the Democrats are rabid, rabidly insane. He didn't use those words. But basically, you're just your hatred of Trump and his voters is so over the top that it's just you're just you're hurting yourself you're hurting everything and you're very much disrespecting the citizens half the country you know and uh, that's true so now I guess it's the it's time for the punishment how dare Jamie Dimon say this thing terrifying it's a I'll be back in a minute. retribution based government or presidential dictatorship that crushed dissent triggers mass deportations, or for all those radical plans to essentially subvert American democracy, there is a central aspect of Trumpism that's very oh. old school Republicanism, and that is helping out the richest Americans and the biggest corporations. Now, you don't hear it from Trump on the campaign trail, and he heaps on the populist, authoritarian red meat to adoring crowds of, quote, everyday people. But as Jeff Stein of The Washington Post reported this month, behind closed doors, Trump is telling people close to them he would like to push through a big second round of tax cuts for the biggest corporations. If you were paying attention, this has been a dynamic of Trumpism all the way back to 2016. All of Trump's America First populism had him railing against the establishment donor class and taking back the country for the little guy and doing it with really dark overtones. The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington and for the global special interest, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. So that's what he said to voters. And then a week after he won that election, he went to the 21 Club restaurant in Midtown Manhattan, a former speakeasy frequented by the rich and the powerful, and he told the plutocrats there something completely different. 
We'll get your taxes down, don't worry. That was one of the rare promises that Donald Trump absolutely kept. In 2017, he signed a $1.5 trillion tax cut bill, largely for the rich and corporations. It was hands down the largest, the least popular piece of legislation he ever signed, and his most important. A plan that gave lots of breaks to the rich, to corporations, and didn't stimulate the economy. It also, and people forget this, it gave Trump his lowest approval rating until the Capitol insurrection. Trump is now thinking about doing again, because fundamentally, that is whose interest Donald Trump is looking to serve, even as he accuses his challengers of being captured by rich special interests. Nikki Haley has been in the pocket of the open borders establishment donors her entire career, and uh, she's a globalist, you know? She likes the globe. I like America first. She likes the globe. What makes that rhetoric especially rich is that at this very moment, the globalists, the global financial elites, are gathering together in the stately alpine ski resort town of Davos, Switzerland, for the annual World Economic Forum convention. So is the donor class fearful of what another Trump term portends for them? Nope. Not according to multiple U.S. executives in Davos who spoke with CNBC this week. One prominent U.S. business executive who asked not to be named said a Trump victory won't be the end of the world. Another U.S. bank CEO privately told CNBC that Trump is, quote, all bark and no bite. The bank chief then added, quote, he's going to win the presidency. Many of his policies were right. A point that Jamie Dimon, CEO of J.P. Morgan, had no trouble making on the record. He's kind of right about NATO, kind of right about immigration. Mm -hmm. He grew the economy quite well. China, China virus. Ta tax reform worked. Mm -hmm. He was right about some of China. As a CEO of a, of a multinational global business, what you think will be better for the business? I have to be prepared for both. I will be prepared for both. We will deal with both. My company will survive and thrive in both. I love Jamie Dimon's tax reform work. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, J.P. Morgan got an enormous tax cut like every other corporation it worked. The global financial elites of Davos will be just fine because the Trump tax cuts were great for them. As everyday Americans consider how a reinvigorated, revenge-seeking President Trump will stick it to the left and to immigrants, to gay and trans folks, to women seeking bodily autonomy, it is absolutely clear to me that while a second Trump term threatens American democracy and threatens a lot of Americans, it sure does not threaten America's Davos set. There was supposed to be a debate tonight, did you know? Oh, okay, we're back. Um... Okay, let's see here. Uh, what's the next one? Let's go to TYT. Oh, here. okay. Here's TYT covering Whitlock. Um, bring it on E. Michael Jones. They're going to be outraged. First of all, Joe Biden is not in charge of the government. This called Biden's menu, you can look this up too. There are 457 Jews who are running the Biden administration. They're the people who are in charge, okay? So there's no point in talking about Joe Biden. We have to be able to identify these people and we have to call them out and hold them responsible for it. 
That's just yesterday. Far-right commentator Jason Whitlock hosted author E. Michael Jones on his show, who launched into an almost cartoonishly evil and anti-Semitic rant about Jewish people. How did Whitlock respond? By nodding along and then calling Jones fearless. We're going to watch more of the reprehensible anti-Semitism in a moment, but first, here's a little info on Jones, courtesy of the Anti-Defamation League. Jones describes Jews as Quote, outlaws and subversives who use religion as a cover for social revolution. Yeah, uh, not surprised at all that the ADL immediately flipped out. And claims that Judaism possesses a particularly malignant spirit. Jones credits Jews with orchestrating currencies as varied and disconnected from the Jewish experience as the Protestant Reformation and the French Revolution. He also blames Jews for Bolshevism, Freemasonry, and an alleged contemporary Jewish takeover of American culture. Jones argues that mass killings of Jews throughout history have been understandable reactions to Jewish beliefs and behavior. He goes so far as to justify Eastern European pogroms and even the Nazi Holocaust on these grounds to justify those things. So that's the kind of trash disgustingness that Jones is. And with that background, Here's more of his horrifying rant on... See, here's the problem. You have said, you yourself have said, that a person ceases to become human when they say things that you don't like. So what would really be the difference then? You really don't have any room to talk about another person. On Whitlock's show. I'm going to change this, especially if you're black. Because the blacks have suffered more in this regard... Than, other, than any other group in this country. And I'm talking about the beginning of this with the Harlem Renaissance, which I've written about in detail. The Jews took over the blacks early on. They created an institution called the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. The Jews had taken control of the black population, they destroyed black nationalism under Marcus Garvey, and then they created this plantation for black people uh, known as sexual liberation. It was called jazz, it was called the Harlem Renaissance, it was always some Jew determining how you were supposed to be as a black man. Damn Jews for making the blacks do jazz, is what (laughs) I just said. He then went on to say that celebrities like Dave Chappelle and Kanye West are being yanked around by some vague group of elite Jewish people. Yes, yes, Kanye West is doing great work on our behalf. Exactly what I was gonna say. My God. Whitlock had the chance to condemn that garbage and this is what he did instead. But there's one thing you can't say, and that's what he said, the Jews. You can't say it, you know? You're not allowed to put those two words together. That was a profound statement on the part of Dave Chappelle. Mr. Jones, you are fearless. You are fearless. My God. And I know there'll be some people, well, how are you gonna let this man? The man is speaking facts and, and I know the intent of what he just said and I got no problem with it. Oh my goodness. Oh, what is happening? The blaze. How is the Blaze not going to get the call to fire Jason Whitlock, or at least get him? Has he apologized? How would they tolerate this? This is going. See, uh, and this is the thing: if by some, it, by if somehow the Blaze does 
kind of tolerate it, then the window has expanded slightly. I don't know. This is fascinating. Never trust a political commentator in a bow tie. I'm gonna Jake? look to see if Whitlock <laughs> yeah. apologized. Um, man, there's a lot there. Okay, so look, main thing here is, okay, the guy, Jones is a kook, we got it, right? Uh, horrible, anti-Semitic uh, loser, right? Idiot. Uh, I mean, look, look at the things he says. So, what, we're supposed to blame the Jews for jazz? How about a thank you? Okay, if in fact the Jews somehow invented jazz, gave it to black people, and then black people used it to you know, uh, bring joy to the world. Oh, the damn Jews! <laughs> Sexual liberation—that yeah, was. It's the a lot of uh, football posts. I don't really see. Let's see. Um, no, this is uh, so far. I don't see anything like that. The Jews, nice work. Okay, yeah, we have no problem with that. My okay. own sex life disproves that theory. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then. Jewish Americans helped in the civil rights movement, arguably more than any other group did. Okay, and then he twists that to they set they deviously set up the NAACP to help black people, which actually hurts black people. He's not even trying to make sense, right? So, uh, but so he's not the relevant guy here. Jason Whitlock, unfortunately, is slightly relevant in right wing circles. Yeah. He's a relatively well known right wing figure. Stephen A. Smith just launched into him about a week ago, mm -hmm. and that went viral. I didn't and see that. yeah, Whitlock and I have gone back and forth a couple of times, but I'm not going to do it anymore because this guy's. A, uh, yeah, this. What am I going to argue with a Nazi? I don't. Right. So. Yeah, and I yeah, all I see is he posted a clip of it, and he wrote, "Prolific author and Catholic authority E. Michael Jones," and then he quotes him. 1984 is about using brutal force to get people under control. There's a better way to get people under control, and it's called pleasure. Okay, this is going to be. In, oh, and he also posted about him. He said, prolific author and Catholic authority E. Michael Jones discusses how homosexuals have made their vice their identity. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. If, if he's not fired and he doesn't apologize, then he has slightly moved the Overton window because the blaze, <laughs> how is the blaze not getting a call? Oh, this is... Can you imagine, you know, this is the, the reason I just want to see, I just want to see the internet merge with the mainstream somehow. And uh, so any small little thing that could get us in that direction, I pay attention to. This is small. I'm not saying this is like a big deal, but it is something. It's something. I, for a second there, as he's rolling his eyes and stuff, I thought, oh, he's messing with him and he's going to say at the end, now this guy's a nut, sorry for having him on. No, he said it was facts and that he had the right intent. What's the right intent? That's the right intent? Intent for what? Intent to spread hatred, etc., etc. My point is he's Whitlock's on the blaze. So that's Glenn Beck's network. Yep. So you guys okay with this? Now look guys, there's bounds of reason, right? I, I know I I don't like cancel culture. I've been canceled yes, 18 do. different times, etc. <laughs> and I, I don't like it when the left does it. I don't like it when the right does it, etc. But there has to be some line, right? There has to be some line. So is Whitlock allowed to go back on the air tomorrow and then tell his audience again about how the Jews are deviously controlling blacks into creating amazing art? I don't know. <laughs>
<laughs> right? Or, but like that's the funny part because it's so absurd and over the top, right? But the essence of it is not remotely funny. And how many people believe that? Because Whitlock told him, yeah, that, that makes sense, this guy's right. So Glenn Beck's about to tell us who he is. Because either you're gonna do something, but and when- whoa, 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 you fucking bitch. What do you mean either you're gonna do something or not? What do you mean? You don't have to do anything. He didn't say anything illegal. You censorious whore. By the way, guys, it's, and then after they say horrible things about any particular group, and if they're fired, then they go, you see, they're controlling people. Yeah. No, brother, it isn't because- uh, Yeah, you, you make their argument. They make, well, they, they make, yeah. they're like, oh, they don't have any control. Get that guy, take him off the air, get his bank account. Yeah, they have no influence or control. Give me a break. They're controlling people. It's because you said something horrible. You and should be allowed to say something horrible. It, it, this, I hope the same would have been the result if you said it about any group of people. You but, say all sorts of horrible shit about white people and Trump supporters. But if you don't, you know, do anything about this, you're basically saying it's perfectly okay. And so, you know, you tell us the blaze and Glenn Beck, who are you? I mean, this is just this is a practice where Unfortunately, Jason Whitlock, you know, who used to be a sports commentator, which so, this, so again, this isn't this is a hoop. This is a AIDS commie hoop that they try to get people to jump through. Jason Whitlock fails to condemn guests' anti-Semitic garbage, so they set themselves up as a moral authority and they try to get you, excuse me, to jump through one of their hoops. Oh, do you condemn? You need to condemn this and you need to condemn that. Don't do any of it. Is what I remembered him as being um, has become has, has become a, a powerful force because of pushing fringe views, right? And it, I guess it gets to you know when we look at this particular segment, it's sort of the attempt to tear other people away from their solidarity with all people who have been violated throughout history and in an ongoing way, including Jewish peoples, right? So like. You think about someone like Ta-Nehisi Coates, on the other hand, who kind of said, we, we black people need to stand with all people who are oppressed. I mean, he was speaking about Palestinians most recently, but I think that's the larger sort of thing. So, you know, I guess the, the question I have sort of always the bigger question is, how did we reach this point in this country and with our media ecosystems and how social media? How did we reach the point in this country where someone is allowed to say things that we don't agree with? Media were fringe voices by being as fringy and outrageous and at times hateful as possible gives you a brand. Well, you helped create that environment. You helped create it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It didn't really, used to be that way, you know? It's really sad. And, you know, yeah. I can also just quote Martin Luther King Jr. when he said that anti Zionism is anti Semitism. That's just a code word for the two. And you just see it spreading these days so strongly. That means if you're not sucking the Jews' dick, you're an anti Semite. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. When anybody who. I don't give a fuck about the Jews, okay? You're not. You can't make me, okay? I'm not giving. I, I'm not Jewish. If you're Jewish and you want to give a fuck about the Jews, feel free. That's no problem. But what the hell? Why must I always be doing something for someone? It's so ridiculous. I must approve of this. I must condemn that. I must do this. I must do that. No, I'm not doing any of it. Not doing any of it. Who is afraid to say 
things about the Jewish people. They say it about Zionists, and which basically yeah. is just you know Israel's right to exist. And so um, it's really scary. It's 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 been the most disconcerting thing in the last three months that I've seen. You know, started with Kanye's. I mean, under that standard, Cenk Uger is a rabid anti-Semite. By the way, they they yell at each other. And a couple of years ago, when I went off here about how how I you know knew so clearly that he was going to be empowering millions of anti-Semites more, and Trump did so much for that as well. And then, Lie. and then October seventh happened, and and it has unleashed such hatred. So let me get this straight: October seventh, E. Michael Jones and Donald Trump are responsible for October seventh. That's hilarious. And every single negative um, stereotype and assumption and attack on the Jewish people on both sides. You know, they're both um, not white enough that they were that they were exterminated for that for that cause in the Holocaust. But then they're also white supremacists. I mean, there's not even any common sense thread between these attacks. It just is any insecurity that any people have, any ill in society. It's blamed on us for some reason. But um, it's okay. I. I just texted George Soros and had Whitlock canceled. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, then we're done. No, don't say that because then if they actually fire him, they're right, going to take it. It's going to go viral. I don't know. I mean, what's going on here? Is Jason Whitlock making the calculation? I'm going to have a guy on because Jason seems like he's had enough, and it does seem like look, people really didn't. Not everybody, but the way Kanye West was handled pissed off a lot of people uh it was so heavy-handed and and so over the top and unreasonable it makes me wonder so did 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 whitlock see that and then he 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 didn't like that so he wants to kind of like rebel in his way so he has on e michael jones calculating that well if the blaze censors him that's going to look really bad for the blaze because there's this big free speech argument on the right if that's his calculation more power to him that's that's fantastic uh that that's really that's good i don't know i don't know if that's the case but you know e michael jones i, I could not believe i was blown away i was blown away when i saw that i was like wow on the blaze What's next? Do another one. Hopefully someone else does something. Because, you know, it can't all be one guy. It's got to be someone else. So hopefully someone else brings someone on. Whoever, I don't care. Pick your guy. Pick whatever wrong thinker. I don't care. You can bring on Farrakhan for all I care. Just someone that's going to melt people's faces. Believe me, if I had any control over anything in the media, my career would be a lot further. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great I, point you were going to say. You're, I was going to say that. You're not wrong. Because, but no, guys, think about it. Why, why isn't, I mean, I don't know, we do have to debate these guys, but then why isn't every Jewish person the most successful person on earth? Yeah. Why did the, the council leave them behind? Okay, so it's insanity. It's total insanity. Retard, don't you understand? He's a Catholic, okay? What he believes. Uh, uh, you don't care when Muslim. How, okay, first of all, you know Muslims view non-Muslims as far as religiously, like in the books, not good. No one's saying, "Hey, those Muslims better condemn how they view the uh, infidels or whatever." No one's doing that. But the Catholics, oh, the Catholics, you better not have a problem with the Jews and anything they did, including what they did in the Bible. You know, not allowed to have a problem with that. Not allowed to have a problem with that. Now, I think. I don't know. I've said before, like I think it depends on the sect of Christianity, uh, or like the like a cult, like the Jehovah's Witness cult. And and I don't know. 
I don't know what the uh, I, I don't know how this happens, but yeah, I think some of the Christian sects, sects focus on Jews more than other ones. Uh, JWs, I got to find these pictures because uh, someone asked me, uh, I think something about how did the JWs view Jews. JWs have some of the most hilarious depictions of Jews that, that I've ever seen. Just, I mean, if, if the ADL ever got wind of uh, some of the uh, depictions of Jews in the Jehovah's Witness publications, they would probably f flip out. They would probably flip out. Like, absolutely. I, I got to find some of them. They're utterly hilarious. Okay, uh, let's finish this up. So I'm going to say one last thing about uh, these guys. Notice Whitlock said that Jones was fearless. Now, look, think about what that. Well, it is pretty fearless to go on a show at like that and start criticizing Jews. That's how you bring the Ayasauron right on you. Implies that implies the Jews are in control, and they're going to get him canceled. And so he's so brave for saying these things, right? So Whitlock definitely believes those anti-Semitic uh, tropes, conspiracy theories, etc. I mean, he couldn't be any clearer. So. Okay. Kanye West is living proof that that exists. There's more than that. You don't have to just go with him, but he's one recent prime example. You know, you keep him on air. I get it. I they, the ADL pulled off a heist. How many millions was it? They in broad daylight, somehow legally. I don't know how. The, it's it's extortion. It should not be legal. They put Kanye West had a deal with Adidas for millions of dollars. Jonathan Greenblatt comes along, just fucking takes the money. What a heist. But, you know, they, they couch it in all these terms. You know, Jonathan Greenblatt doesn't call it a heist. But they, they just, they, they fuck up the deal and then, uh, and the ADL gets all the money. What, are you kidding me? It's like, uh, it's like the heist from Goodfellas, but with, but with way more AIDS. Look, it's your business, but buyer beware. Apparently, that's the kind of stuff that happens on the Blitz. All right, let's get into some breaking news. All right, let's see. Let's get to some breaking news from the internet, from the Lord of the News, Gunfox. Let's have a look here. Massive attack on El Al-Assad Air Base in Iraq. Airstrikes hit Houthi missiles. It's been a very active day in terms of the Middle East. Uh, Al-Assad Air Base in Iraq, where U.S. military personnel and contractors are based, came under a massive barrage from Iranian-backed militant groups in the country. They're probably going to go on Hassan Piker's show later. The attack was so big that reports uh, stated overwhelmed Al-Assad's air defenses with multiple projectiles landing within its perimeter, causing injuries. Mass, uh, yeah, um, The Islamic resistance in Iraq, which is a blanket monitor for a number of groups hostile, to U.S. and Israel over the war in Gaza claim responsibility for the attack caused minor injuries to U.S. personnel and uh, seriously injured uh, one Iraqi. Statement issued by the Islamic resistance in Iraq reads, In the name of God the most gracious, the most merciful, Durka Durka Durka, Islamic Jihad, 
permission is given to those who fight because they have been wronged, and indeed God is able to grant them victory. In continuation of our approach to uh, resisting the American occupation forces in Iraq and the region, and in response to the Zionist entities' massacres against our people in Gaza, the Mujahideen of the Islamic resistance in Iraq attacked the occupied Al-Assad base in western Iraq with a uh, missile salvo, and the Islamic resistance confirms its continued destruction of enemy strongholds, and and victory is only from God indeed. God is mighty, all wise. Shout out to Hassan Piker. Unquote. It remains unclear what exactly was fired at the base. It does appear that whatever it was, or if it was multiple types of weapons and a layered attack, it taxed on site air defenses heavily. Either short-range ballistic missiles or heavy artillery rockets are suspected to have been used, both of which these militia groups possess and have used before. The U.S. has around 2,500 troops in Iraq as part of the anti-ISIS mission there. This would be the 58th attack on the facilities in Iraq since the war between Israel and Gaza lit off after Hamas cross-border terror attacks on October 7th, according to Reuters. It's worth noting that Al-Assad Air Base has been the focus of many of these attacks. It was a primary location that Iran struck in retaliation for the U.S. killing of Soleimani uh, in a drone strike outside Baghdad International Airport in early 2020. The reprisal strikes came via Iranian ballistic missiles fired from inside Iran. As we reported at the time, the base was left largely defenseless without a Patriot air defense system when those strikes occurred. It is believed the Patriot battery was moved into position at the base following the October 7th attacks on Israel in preparation for potential strikes from Iran and its proxies. Also, something to keep an eye on is a strike today by Israel on five Iranian IRGC commanders in Syria, something Iran is now saying that they will avenge. Mm. A thousand miles to the south and in around the Red Sea, it seems clear now that the U.S. is carrying out a sustained hunt aimed at striking the Houthis' anti-ship weapons prior to launch. Yet another round of preemptive airstrikes were carried out yesterday, with three missiles being destroyed. Another missile was hit just hours ago. We've highlighted just how challenging and resource-intensive putting up a major effort to stop most attacks on shipping emanating from Yemen before they occur by hunting for and destroying the weapons themselves. You can uh, read more about it here. Regardless, some form of this is now clearly underway. As always, these are developing stories. We will update with major information. And then CENTCOM made a statement. Um, Multiple ballistic missiles and rockets were launched by Iranian-backed militants in western Iraq targeting the Al-Assad airbase. Most of the missiles were intercepted by the base's air defense systems. While other impacted the base, damage assessments are ongoing. A number of U.S. personnel are undergoing evaluation for traumatic brain injuries. At least one Iraqi service member uh, was wounded. There have been ramblings in the last couple of hours about some major escalation in the ongoing crisis between the Houthis and you. Oh, I think this is this before. What order is this in? I think this is the previous reporting, and they weren't sure what was going on, if I'm reading this correctly. Uh, let's see. Um, see. Yeah, let's see. Oh, they redesignated the Houthis a terrorist organization. Um, 
In an update to an event that happened on the 18th, the loss of an MQ-9 Reaper over Iraq near Baghdad. It looks like it was shot down by militias using an Iranian weapon. Uh, the weapon could be the unique 358 air-to-air -air loitering munition, which would make good sense as it's thought to be in militia hands as well as in the Houthis' arsenal. It's a leading candidate for the downing of an MQ-9 over the Red Sea in November as well. Okay, interesting. All right, well, there you go. <clears throat> That's the latest with the uh, crazy muzzies. Let's get to some more breaking news here. All right, let's get to some more breaking news from the Internet from Gunfox here. <clears throat> here we have, uh, oh, yeah, Ass Willis is a uh, fucking whore. Man, can't believe it. All right, let's, this is, um, I might put this in a different, uh, put this in a different browser. It seems to be taking a long time to load. Let's try it here. See what happens. Yeah. How allegations of an office romance <clears throat> came to complicate the case against Trump. Oh, man. Paul T. Willis, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know why I said Paul. It looked like Paul for a second there, but uh, it's not Paul. Fanny, which is also, I call her S, because Fanny's like S. S. T. Willis. I didn't know it was T. S. T. That's hilarious. S. T. Willis ran for district attorney in George's Fulton County in 2020 with the slogan, Integrity Matters, She It, and frequently pummeled the incumbent, her firm, former boss, with accusations of ethical lapses. Soon after her victory, she set up a group to interview job candidates called the Integrity Transition Hiring, Commi Hiring Committee. Anytime AIDS commies label themselves something like that, you can assume the complete opposite is happening. One of its members was Nathan Wade, a lawyer and municipal court judge from the Atlanta suburbs, whom she counted as a longtime friend and mentor. Indeed, it was the personal bond that they shared that Miss S., was described as a key to her decision to hire him to lead the criminal case of a lifetime. Her office's prosecution of former President Trump for his efforts to overturn the 2020 election. She says, I need someone that I can trust. But in recent days, allegations have surfaced that Mr. Wade was not only a mentor to Ms. Willis, but also a romantic partner. The allegations appeared in a court motion filed this month by Michael Roman, one of Mr. Trump's 14 co-defendants in the Georgia case, in an interview with the New York Times, a person familiar with the situation said the two had grown close after meeting in a legal education course for judges in 2019, some two years before Ms. Ass hired Mr. Wade as special prosecutor in the Trump case. The two layers had at the times, excuse me, the two lawyers had at times been affectionate with each other in public settings, the person said. Mr. Willis has not addressed the allegations of a romantic relationship, nor is Mr. Wade. Ms. Willis's office said it would reply to Mr. Roman's motion in court filings on Friday. Credit card statements, including in the filing in Mr. Wade's divorce case, show that he purchased airline tickets for himself and Ms. Willis, uh, excuse me, Miss Ass, on April 25th, 2023, for a trip from Atlanta to San Francisco and on October 4th, 2022, for a trip to Miami. They appear to partially support the contention in Mr. Roman's motion that Mr. Wade and Ms. S. had made trips to numerous vacation spots together with Mr. Wade paying for some of the travel. Whether these new revelations will disrupt the Trump case or Ms. S. and Mr. Wade's role in it remains unclear. 
Mr. Roman's motion argues that Miss Ass and Mr. Wade violated the state bar rules of professional conduct, the county code regarding conflicts of interest and, possibility feder uh, and possibly federal law, calls for the case against Mr. Roman to be dismissed and for Miss Wade or Mr. Wade, Miss Ass, and Miss Ass's entire office to be disqualified from the case. In a letter to Miss Ass on Friday, the county commissioner who chairs the board audit committee, Bob Ellis, demanded documents from her in an effort to determine whether county funds paid to Mr. Wade were converted to your personal gain in the form of subsidized travel or other gifts. At the very least, at very least, the revelations have raised questions about Miss Ass's motivation for hiring Mr. Wade a legal generalist who appears to act as a sort of player manager for the prosecution's multi-lawyer team. A review of Mr. Wade's more than two decades as a lawyer by the New York Times also raises the issues of his qualifications and whether they were sufficient to justify his appointment to a job that has made him more than $650,000 in taxpayer dollars and catapulted him to the top of one of the highest profile criminal cases in the country. As a fixture on the legal and political scene in, in suburban Cobb County, Mr. Wade spent years handling low-level criminal cases, first as a prosecutor, then as a judge. But he yearned to take on weightier work, and while he landed some defending clients in a number of serious felony cases, his dream of being elected a supervisor, uh, or excuse me, a superior court judge, where he would preside over bigger cases, was repeatedly denied him by the voters. Mr. Wade's publicly available record as a lawyer, shows scant evidence that he prosecuted major criminal cases with no evidence that he's handled a major political corruption case or one involving the state's complicated racketeering statute known as RICO, under which all of the defendants in the Trump case have been charged. The realm of attorneys who handle Georgia RICO cases is small, and he is not uh, someone who was in that realm before the Trump case, said uh, Chris Timmons, an Atlanta trial lawyer, several former Georgia prosecutors said Mr. Wade's fee, $250 per hour, did not seem excessive, but some of them also questioned whether he had the qualifications. I can't judge whether it's a legitimate hire, but I think it's a legitimate question to ask why this particular lawyer was hired, said Danny Porter, a Gwinnett County District Attorney. Speaking recently at a historically black church in Atlanta, Ms. Ass said the Questions raised about her hiring of Mr. Wade were racist. She praised Mr. Wade's impeccable credentials and said they were being questioned because they were black. Now you're retards. Uh, that's it. You're fucking retards. That's why they're questioning you. Mr. Wade could not be reached for comment from this for this story, but his defenders point to the measurable success. The prosecution team is not so far under his stewardship. Prosecutors have obtained four guilty pleas from the original cast of 19 co-defendants and beaten back so far in effort to have the case moved to federal court, which would offer some advantage to the defendants. Gerald Griggs, a lawyer and president of the state NAACP, who knows both Mr. Wade and Ms. Ass personally, noted that as a defense lawyer, Mr. Wade brings a valuable perspective to a team that includes a number of veteran prosecutors. He says a defense lawyer can show you where the holes are to make sure your case is strong. Mr. Wade, according to an old job application, was born in Houston, studied at Texas State University, then went on to attend John Marshall Law School in Atlanta. He once told an Atlanta-area magazine, Cobb in Focus, his career path was influenced by his father, a Vietnam veteran, and early involvement in church activities that sparked an interest in public speaking. By the late 90s, Mr. Wade was in Cobb County, 
where he spent some time as an assistant solicitor, a prosecuting job that handles traffic cases and minor crimes. He moved to private practice to focus on civil matters, but told the magazine he's continued to do some prosecution work for local municipalities. Mr. Wade's civil cases have ranged from divorces to paternity matters, child support, car accidents, small claims, and personal injury issues. The criminal cases he handled as a defense lawyer included clients charged with aggravated assault and battery, armed robbery, rape, cocaine, trafficking, and financial fraud. He also used to run commercials for Jesus Christ bail bonds. Uh, that part wasn't there. What a great commercial that is. That's an all-time classic. Ron Coleman, a retired a Atlanta lawyer, said he faced Mr. Wade in a 2016 case in which Mr. Wade's client claimed she found glass in her food at a chain restaurant. A settlement was reached in mediation, and one of the things that Mr. Coleman recalled was that Mr. Wade was not as aggressive as some of the other lawyers he'd worked against in some cases. He says, I dealt with a lot of guys who would destroy you if they saw an opening. He didn't, he didn't strike me as having the kind of focus or intensity. In a 2021 slip and fall case in which one of Mr. Wade's clients was suing another restaurant company, Robert Jenkins, a lawyer for the defendant, said he found Mr. Wade to be both assertive and skilled. Mr. Wade had already made history in 2011 as the first black man to be appointed to a judgeship in the city of Marietta, Georgia. She, as an associate judge for the Marietta Munici Municipal Court, he dealt with small bore matters like traffic stops. He set his sight, sights on more. Politically, it seemed as though there might be a path. Cobb County's population boomed in the 60s and 70s with an influx of white city dwellers fearful of integrating Atlanta. Oh, for no reason at all. In the 1980s, it was represented by House Speaker Newt Gingrich, who in 94 led a national conservative resurgence known as the Republican Revolution. By the 2000s, demographic change was afoot as racial attitudes shifted and people of all kinds sought the same suburban item. As it gained residents, Cobb County became increasingly integrated, with black residents growing to nearly 30% of the population. For years, Mr. Wade was a regular at county Republican breakfast meetings as he served for a time as a delegate to the county convention. Mr. Uh, Jason Shepard, who co-chaired the Cobb County <clears throat> Republican Party at the time, Mr. Shepard said he once helped distribute yard signs for Mr. Wade during one of his numerous failed bids to be elected to higher judgeship and called him charismatic, energetic, and more on the Republican side of law enforcement issues. 2016, in 2016, during one of his unsuccessful attempts to run for Cobb County Superior Court judge, he was supported by Ashley Merchant, the lawyer who filed the motion this month on Mr. Roman's behalf that seeks to have him removed from the Trump case. The motion questions Mr. Wade's qualification, but in a Facebook post in the midst of a judge's race, she praised him for an extensive resume. Uh, according to the Cobb County Board of Elections, uh, Mr. Wade ran four times for Superior Court judge between 2008 and 2016, and he lost them all. Mr. Wade found himself embroiled in Cobb County politics in a different way in 2020 when he was accused in a lawsuit uh, of, uh, filed by a local NBC affiliate of heading an investigation of the county jail that, according to the suit, was in fact a ruse by a longtime sheriff at the time, Neil Warren, a Republican who keeps reporters from accessing documents about a string of jailhouse deaths. No investigative report ever publicly came to light. The Cobb County Sheriff's Office said it had no such report on its files and it was unable to comment on any work Mr. Wade might have done on the jail. Mr. Warren did not respond to numerous calls for comment. 
When Miss Ass won election in 2020, she instilled high hopes for a fresh start at the Fulton County District Attorney's Office, which is the largest such office in Georgia and handles most of the criminal cases in Atlanta. Her predecessor, Paul Howard, who had been in office for more than 20 years, was burdened with a recent ruling against him from the state's ethics commission, a sexual harassment complaint of which he was later found not guilty, and questions raised by Miss Ass about whether he played politics in his handling of a high-profile police shooting. Miss <clears throat> Ass, a single mother of two, I can't believe it, who had been one of Mr. Howard's courtroom stars, handily defeated him in a Democrat primary runoff in August of 2020. In heavily Democratic Fulton County, there was no Republican opponent on the general election ballot. She would become the first woman to hold the job. In her speech, she said, y'all, we made history. You have my word during my tenure as district attorney, we will be a beacon of justice and ethics in Georgia and across the nation. Bullshit. She took office in January of 2021. The next month, she opened the criminal investigation into Trump and his allies and began building a team to prosecute the case. Some of them, like the lawyers Donald Wakeford and Dasha Young, were experienced prosecutors who had left the office, but rejoined as full-time employees after Mrs. Ass' election. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> she also contracted for outside expertise, bringing on John Floyd, a lawyer widely considered <clears throat> Georgia's premier expert on racketeering law. She hired Anna Green Cross, a former prosecutor with extensive experience trying murder cases, who was a key player in the DA's office. Miss Willis also needed a special prosecutor and turned to Mr. Wade to help her find one. She said she told a number of more experienced or well-known lawyers about the job first, but they turned her down. At least one of them was concerned that trying Mr. Trump could open the door to personal security threats. What a crock of shit. Um, in court appearances, various members of the Trump prosecution team have taken turns handling <clears throat> presentations before judges in state courts. Many of the complex legal issues that have arisen have been argued by prosecutors other than Mr. Wade, but much of the word much of the work, the Trump prosecution team occurs behind closed doors, which makes Mr. Wade's full contribution difficult to discern. He ain't doing shit. He's just banging this fat pig and going on vacation. Um, another person who clashed with Mr. Wade was Brian McAvoy, a lawyer for Brian Kemp, who Mr. Trump had telephoned late in 2020. Uh, McEvoy described a breakdown in communications between him and prosecutors as they discussed the terms of a potential interview for the governor. McEvoy said Mr. Wade's demands that Mr. Kemp meet with prosecutors within a specific time came off as threatening. Miss Ass weighed in with an email to Mr. McEvoy, accusing him of rude and disparaging conduct toward her staff and was beneath an officer of the court main. One of the most awkward moments Mr. Wade has spent in the spotlight came when a number of co-defendants in the Trump case complained to the presiding judge that they had received auto-generated mailers from a local law firm that was trying to drum up business. Our lawyers have an abundance of experience handling cases in the state and local courts of Metro Atlanta, the letters stated. The law firm was Mr. Wade's. Amazing. So, yeah, this, this will be interesting. Um, some... Uh, Low IQ retards are going to uh, try to prosecute one of the most powerful people in the country. Well, we'll see what happens with that one. It's going to be fascinating. Uh, I'll be back. Give me like 30 seconds here.
All right, let's get to some more uh, breaking news here. Here's some more uh, breaking news from the internet from GunFox. Appreciate the support, sir. Why congressional Republicans need Trump to be cleared of insurrection? What, what do you mean cleared? What does that mean? Cleared of insurrection? What kind of bullshit aids is that? In a little under three weeks, the Supreme Court will hear oral arguments on whether Donald Trump should be allowed to remain on the ballot in Colorado, his lawyers submitted a brief Friday that's filled with a rehashed scatter shop of arguments as to why he shouldn't be disqualified. But I direct your attention to an amicus brief filed on behalf of nearly 200 Republican members of Congress. While the GOP lawmakers' amicus brief is better drafted than most of Trump's filings, it can't be ignored that there's a deeply self-serving element to their arguments. That's especially true for those members who, under the Colorado Supreme Court's ruling, could also credibly be described as having engaged in insurrection and thus theoretically be disqualified from holding office. Yeah, if they allow Republicans, if they allow this to happen, they're going to remove all the Republicans that they can. Section 3 states, in part, that if somebody has previously taken an oath, blah, 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 we know all of that, we know all of that. But what, but then, ha, um, Section 3 also gives Congress the power to buy a vote of two-thirds of each house to remove such disability. The self-interested lawmakers give up the game with this line when they say, although not directly relevant to Trump, the Colorado Supreme Court would give itself the power to judge the qualifications of those who, who would be elected. Those especially would be troubling for Jim Jordan, Gosar, and Andy Biggs. The three of them were knee-deep in plotting to overturn the election. Yes, yeah, so was Maxine Cigar Store Indian Waters and... Uh, Who's the pubic hair toupee guy? Whatever the fuck that guy's name is. Jamie Raskin. Oh, what a horrible person that guy is. <clears throat> um, it's their inclusion as signatories on the amicus brief that makes this particularly odious. The GOP lawmaker's main claim is the Colorado Supreme Court arrogated power from Congress in its decision... Uh, and because Section 5 says the Congress shall have no power to enforce by appropriate legislation the provisions uh, of this article, the 14th Amendment. Its provisions aren't self-enforcing, as several top conservative legal scholars uh, have written. They say, oh yeah, the top, oh, the top scholars, top scholars. They say an 1870 statute that provided a mechanism for blocking former insurrectionists from holding office that was repealed in 1948 is proof that Congress changed its, its mind. Building on that idea, the brief also makes the convoluted argument because Congress has the power to revoke the disqualification. It's wrong for the courts to find someone is disqualified in the first place. Congress do, does have the power, but the problem is under that scenario, we'll have to run all the way through the primary and general elections before there's a chance for Congress to act too bad, you bitch. While totally constitutional and fitting within the revised Electoral Count Act's auspices, it's still a very, uh, very tight time frame for Congress to toss out electoral votes on the grounds of its disqualification and would depend on a Democrat-controlled Congress. The members who... He just gave up the game right there because he, he just wants to win. He doesn't care if Trump actually did this. 
The members who directly aided Trump's efforts are especially interested in this case, but the effort to file the brief was led by Steve Scalise and in the Senate, Ted Cruz. Um, he never endorsed Trump's wildest conspiracy theories, but he was caught on audio hoping Biden's win would be uh, Biden's win would be reversed. Oh, how dare you want Trump to win? So it's grounds for removal to just want Trump to win. I'm telling you, these people are going to remo remove every possible Republican they can if this if this holds. And, and there's a good chance it doesn't hold. The other signatories to the brief include Mitch McConnell, whose decision in 2021 to vote against conviction in Trump's second impeachment allowed Trump to run again in the first place. The fact that the, the Senate acquitted Trump became one of the main planks to Trump's argument that he's immune from prosecution. The congressional Republican filing also attempts to frame Trump as a potential canary in the coal mine for courts around the country who might use the Colorado's court's definition of engaging in insurrection to toss from the ballot candidates who've merely questioned the federal government. Oh, they'll do that. Beyond another attempt to normalize Trump's behavior in trying to throw out the election, these arguments necessarily downplay the attempts by several of the brief signatories to do the same. Jordan, Gosar, and Biggs were well aware of what Trump was attempting to achieve, and despite their oaths to support the Constitution, they still backed him. Yeah, because it's completely legal to do what he did. Fucking retard. Dozens of other signatories voted against certifying Biden's win, even after the rioters had stormed the Capitol. So what? The goal of their brief isn't just to keep their party's standard bearer on the ballot, but also to absolve themselves of their own sense. They haven't sinned, you bitch. And to inoculate themselves from calls that they too face accountability for supporting Trump's attempt to steal the election. Yeah, that's all made up. All made up. What a lunatic commie. What a lunatic commie. All right. Very good. That was breaking news from the internet from GunFox. If you have an article that you want read on stream, 10 and up, details in the description uh, in Rumble. Uh, can't put it in YouTube anymore. So rumble.com slash user slash hard news network. And if you click the description. Also, I'll just briefly mention before we get back to videos, uh, YouTube has nuked the soft gentleman's bathhouse. Uh, they took the monetization away from the soft gentleman YouTube channel, which was about 25% or so of our uh, income depending on the month and so we're trying to rebuild it we have a goal on screen uh, uh, where I think we're at five out of 50 I haven't checked yet I'm, I'm manually updating it so if you if you sign up it'll probably be done within the hour uh, the update so if you want to help us with that uh, rebuild the soft gentleman's bathhouse after this homophobic attack from YouTube you can go to subscribestar.com slash hard dash bastard I'll post the link uh, in the chat on YouTube. You can find it in the description on Rumble, or you can go to Rumble and click the red subscribe button. And so, uh, yeah, there we go. YouTube being asshole. What else is new? All right, let's see. Where do we leave off here? Um, oh, yeah, now, so you might recall, I think this has happened twice before. Chank and Ben have, like, gone, they have yelled at each other at levels that is not often seen, although Anna and Cenk have yelled at each other at levels uh, like this before, too. But apparently they have another one of these knockdown, drag-out arguments over uh, Jews in Israel. And Cenk can't control himself. New, pretty harsh pushback in Israel this morning after Secretary of State Anthony Blinken's call for a separate Palestinian state. Blinken explained this was key to ensuring regional support for Israel's security and Iran's isolation. The Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu pretty much flat out rejected that idea. The state of Israel must control the security of all the land which is west of the Jordan River. That is a truth that I'm saying to our friends, the Americans, 
and have also blocked an attempt to force upon us a reality which will hurt the security of Israel. The Prime Minister in Israel must be able to say no, even to the closest of our friends. That's Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu forcefully rejecting the Biden administration's push for a two-state solution following the end of this war, whenever that will be. The U.S. is saying, however, that that is not the final word, citing that they've been able to change previous hardline positions from the Netanyahu government even during this war. The tense back and forth reflected what has become a wide rift between the two allies over the scope of Israel's war and its plans for the future of the beleaguered territory. We obviously see it different, White House National Security Spokesperson John Kirby said. Netanyahu spoke just a day after U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said Israel would never have genuine security without a pathway toward Palestinian independence. Earlier this week, the White House announced that this was the right time for Israel to lower the intensity of its devastating military offensive in Gaza. In a nationally televised news conference, Netanyahu struck a defiant tone <coughs> repeatedly saying Israel would not halt its offensive until it realizes its goals of destroying Gaza's Hamas militant group and bringing home all remaining hostages held by Hamas. Saudi Arabia's foreign minister said the kingdom is ready to establish full relations with Israel as part of a larger political agreement. Quote, but that can only happen through peace for the Palestinians, through a Palestinian state, he said. More on the story in a minute, but I'd like to check in and get your initial thoughts, Cenk. Yeah. So first on Netanyahu, I was led to believe that from the river to the sea was a genocidal phrase. In fact, I've condemned that phrase. I condemned it when Palestinians use it. I'm now going to condemn it when apparently the terrorist Netanyahu uses it, saying that he's going to do a genocide and ethnic cleansing from the river to the sea. That's How my understanding. How dare you call one of our parents negative things, genocidal? the phrase from the river to the sea you just heard it with your own eyes and your yeah, own ears but there are parents it's obviously okay when they do it they can do whatever they want they know what's best for us Cenk. because you heard him okay and you saw him. so uh now it's it's not just him ben gavir the national security minister says that they're going to drive the uh, gazans out now it all makes sense actually why did they start in the north what led them to believe that there was more Hamas in the north? And what I said on the first day, which is why wouldn't they just go to the south? They've got tunnels, they just go. So what's the point of destroying the south, north? You destroy the north first, you push them into the south. Now they're destroying the south, they haven't slowed down at all. Biden asked them to slow down. Biden's the weakest man in the world, we'll get to that in a second. So now their new plan is, yeah, drive them into the Sinai Desert. And so, and now he's making it clear and he says two state solution, no way. And so there'll be no Palestinian state. That's not a partner for peace, that's not an ally. Uh, so, okay, uh, he says we get to say no, that's true. They're an independent country, they can say anything they like, right? We also get to say no. It's unconscionable to send them any money. $3.8 billion so that you could do genocide and ethnic cleansing? No, hell no, I mean, look, if they start driving them into the desert, I'm, I'm considering pay, stopping my, paying taxes. I don't want my money going to ethnically cleanse people, what? Well, I thought we said never again. What is this? <laughs> Total, utter monster, okay? It's, it's unconscionable to send them any money, none, zero, zero, zero. But look at the pathetic Joe Biden. He's all, oh, we're still trying to convince him. What, but you by asking pretty please? Is that your strategy? 
That's the strategy used with Joe Manchin. Is Joe Manchin slapped him around like this, and now Netanyahu's slapping him. Right? Anybody can slap. I'll slap Biden around. You loser! You're at 33 percent. You're going to lose to Trump too. See, this is Chenk is, is such an asshole. He's going off about how he wants the Blaze to cancel uh, Whitlock because he had E. Michael Jones on. He just repeated some shit that the very same people that uh, go after E. Michael Jones consider to be rabid anti-Semitism. But he thinks it's okay when he does it because he's a fucking moron, Cenk Uger. Watch when he uh, starts to slap you around. I don't want that to happen. But the guy's the weakest person in America. So what are you gonna do? He just told you, ha ha, I'm not gonna do a goddamn thing you say. I'm not gonna do the two state solution and I'm gonna drive into the desert. Now what are you gonna do, Joe? And Joe's like, oh, pretty please, pretty, pretty, pretty. <laughs> Shut up. Do something. Do something. Are you the president of the United States or are you not? This is ridiculous. So there's there's no defense for any of this. Uh, and and so, but we'll continue. We won't do anything. We won't do anything to oppose Netanyahu. I don't know what happens when they actually, I mean, look, the United Nations says the starvation has begun. 85% of Gazans are already displaced, homeless. And now 25% of them are starving. That's 500,000 people. So America has blood all over its hands. It's because of Joe Biden. It's because of all the politicians in Washington. But now 60 have sent a letter, 60 Democrats saying, oh, come on. Jesus, are we really gonna support the ethnic cleansing of the Palestinians? Led by Jamie Raskin and Ayanna Presley. Bless their hearts, at least there's a pulse there, but the rest is un unconscionable, Ramesh. Yeah, thank you. Um, I couldn't agree more with many of the things you just said there, Cenk. But I think, I mean, first and foremost, um, I just wanna express how sort of powerless uh, I feel outside of attending protests and sharing my voice about this disastrous situation and the, the sanctity and sacredness of all life, um, including our brothers and sisters in Gaza right now and our brothers and sisters in the West Bank who are also being terrorized through a settler colonial project that has existed for So it looks like it's gonna be two on one, two on one. Plus years. Um, I think the question is, is if you kind of look around the world at different countries, the vast majority of countries around the world, the vast majority of Americans, believe it or not, um, just the vast majority of all of us want this to end, want a ceasefire, want a ceasefire now. But if you look at how popular that opinion is versus who actually has the actual leverage to stop this, it's just one person. I mean, it's really just one administration from all I could glean, which is President Biden and our government. I mean, we are enabling and are complicit in, in this situation right now. And you can't say you want a two-state solution when you unconditionally back a genocide occurring um, to the poor Gazan people um, and you're not doing anything about it. So actions speak louder than words, right? I mean, I'm not talking about, I'm, I'm, I, I, I totally understand the illegitimacy on certain levels of Hamas, but I'm wondering what a vision, I, I just wanna ask that question and Ben, I wanna hear your thoughts on this. What is Biden's vision of a two-state solution. Like, is there, what vision is there that any of us could have of a two-state solution when one part of the two states has been utterly destroyed, all its people increasingly are being displaced, and well over 10,000 children have been murdered, you know, or killed? 
whether it's self-defense or not. I don't think it's self-defense. It's deeply disproportionate. So, so it's sort of like if, if it's our country and our leadership that has the only leverage to end this, why is it that they're so um, insistent on continuing to unconditionally support this genocide yet state they want a two-state vision? So it's sort of like I have to so question whether they want a two-state vision and if so, what would that look like? I'll be happy to answer that. Please. There's so many things I disagree with that both of you said Good. that I would love to, to address all of them. First of all, Ramesh, you just said you understand in, in certain ways the illegitimacy of Hamas. They're a terrorist organization that rapes people as a as a matter of of public policy and as the way to resist and get the change they want. Rape and shoot nails into the vaginas of women and take women and babies and children hostages and still holds them hostage. So sure, I'll respond in, to that. Sure. So in some it. ways you see the illegitimacy. I would say in every damn way possible you should see the illegitimacy. You both called it a genocide. It is not a genocide. Uh, the, the International Criminal Court will decide officially whether they think it is or not. It's a sham accusation. It's ridiculous because <laughs> it is it is Israel defending itself. I was oh, just, this I, is going to be great. <laughs> got back yesterday from Israel. I was there for because these guys can't control their emotions. And Cenk Uger, anytime you disagree with him, he flips out like a fucking baboon. Ten days during the ten days that I was there, there were over approximately 170 missiles launched at Israel. There were nine on the ground terrorist attacks. There were Israelis murdered yeah. in the streets while I was there. There were rockets that hit Tel Aviv near where I was. I didn't have to seek shelter because it wasn't the exact part of Tel Aviv I was in, but friends of mine did. Um, if you are at the mercy of a terrorist organization, at the mercy. You mean the IDF as the terrorist organization? No, I do not mean the IDF as a terrorist organization. The IDF is yeah. defending itself against this genocidal monsters, these genocidal monsters that are Hamas. And it's well documented and everybody understands that it's an incredibly difficult situation with an incredibly unique set of circumstances of how densely populated it is, how monstrous Hamas is by using their own people as human shields, by, by putting all that? of We're still using that because it's a fact, Jenk. Oh, fact. What you're still using is genocide okay. and ethnic cleansing, neither of which make any sense or hold the muster of fact. It's absurd. It right? is not ethnic cleansing because if you've ever been to Israel, have you been to Israel? I can, why would I go to a barbarous uh -huh. country that right. imprisons five million Palestinians and never lets them go right. so and brutalizes them, murders them at every turn? If you've been so to why Israel would I go to that country? Are you insane? No Israel. one go to Israel. You should never go to Israel <laughs> it's until they end the occupation. It's and then an we love them and we go back. It's an incredible nation and it's the only democracy in the Middle East that <laughs> has <laughs> democracy. And you all the time use that as the example of why they should be held to a different standard than Hamas. You talk out of both sides of your mouth on this issue constantly. You say they're a democracy, so that's why they have to be held to a different standard. Then I call them a democracy and you laugh mockingly at yeah. the only democracy that is our allies in that region. It's so ridiculous and egregious. And despite all of the evidence shown and all of the tactics that the IDF takes under the advisement of what it needs to do to try to attain its objectives militarily, it does a litany of things that no other nation does. It's an average of 2.5 civilians killed to military combatants compared to a typical 
ratio of other wars that is much higher compared to American wars that's 10 to 1, 12 to 1. Yet those numbers do not bother you. You say what that do you mean they don't bother me. I did a decade of shows those, against those, that. Those, <laughs> those numbers don't affect your opinion of what's going on now, I meant to say. And you then also just make up that they're clearly trying to get the Gazan people into Egypt and displace them when that is not true. There have been some insane statements from some elements in the Israeli government that are not the official position of the government. That is not what the statement he of just Netanyahu said from the river to the sea. He said, he, he said from the river to the sea, they need to have control of their security. But Mark, what are you talking about? That's oh, not that's what exactly what the Palestinians say. When no. we say from the river to the no. sea, they say it's, it's political. That's but when you say Muslim, exactly not oh, genocide. No. You know they didn't actually no. do it. That when is, it's Israel, when they're actually doing that the is genocide. Such an ignorant no, no, no. From that, the river to the sea, as they're in the middle of the genocide, you think no big deal. No big deal. That is such an ignorant statement. When 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 the Palestinians say from the river to the sea. They literally are saying without Jews and Israelis living there. How do you and pushing know what they're the saying? Sea. Because Where that's, is this monster because is that, actually killing because them, that's, butchering because them. Because that's why you've condemned you've the statement. you got a theoretical no, statement on one so, side and on the other so side you butchering. So why did you condemn the statement? Because you know that's what it means. That's why you condemned then it. Then why don't you condemn Netanyahu, that monster who just because said from the river to the sea? Because he's not saying that they need to oh, just place the Palestinians. Oh, get out of here, Ben. You're the most biased man in America. And I do, and I do condemn Netanyahu. Muslims can't say. But the Israelis can no, say it all day long as they as they no, do it. As they, they do it. To, they They're need, murdering they need Palestinians to, they need, as we speak. They need to disavow a fundamentalist belief that wants to kill all Jews as a disease and not allow them to live. That might not bother you, but it does bother me as an Israeli Jew. That's a, such a weak, weak excuse. The, I'll tell you why. My people, yes, please tell Yes, me. I'll tell please, you why. Please. Because you always hide, like as if Israel's a tiny little country. It and is. And they're so a defenseless. Tiny little country. Chink, so you better watch out. He's going to get himself canceled. Oh, oh my God! And I'm gonna laugh and laugh and laugh. Anything against the all-powerful Palestinians, who they imprison and take away their water, power, electricity, murder them at all at them. all terms, etc. We're no, 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 no. If someone was actually trying to kill the Jews, Ben, I would line up in the front line with you. Are you crazy? They of just did that on October 7th. Exactly. So you go and, and they we just talked did it about how I was there. They just killed a bunch so of people. So why don't you there. care about Palestinian lives, Ben? Of course I do. 24,000 dead, 10,000 children. Of course you I <laughs> No self control whatsoever. You don't care about no, them. You, you don't care about them at all. Jenk, you can shout all you like, but you are the one condemning them to murder. So why don't you care about their lives? Condemning them to yeah, murder? You're condemning them oh, to a never-ending cycle. Poor no, Israel Palestinians. Is being, Palestinians. being made. Is being Palestinians. made to kill them. Palestinians. You are condemning Palestinians to murder. Because every time I suggest that you put any pressure or the world puts any pressure on Hamas to stop, you say, they're terrorists. You can't ever tell them to stop. So you can only tell Israel to stop. Which, as you know, for a goddamn fact, means that this war will end, Hamas will regroup, they will kill more Israelis, and Israel will kill more Palestinians. And that's what you want. That's what you're advocating that's for. Insane, Ben. That's insane. exactly what you're advocating for. I want a two-state solution so where you I. actually have peace. So do I. But not Netanyahu. That, that's you? bull.
a monster. That's a horrible statement he makes, and that, 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 that should okay. not be the position. Terrorist, right? But so you add, no, not terrorist. Of course he's all. a terrorist. He just said from the river to the sea, and he's actually doing he it. He said for he's security. He's 20 times the terrorist I will be is. with you if he actually encourages He's doing it, man. What more do you need? 48,000? Not one person's been displaced out of Gaza. Are not you one. insane? Out of Gaza. Oh, not out one. of Gaza. Sorry. Not one. It's squished into but a little corner when they're being bombed, bombed, bombed. That's what you're saying he's doing. Why doesn't Egypt allow any refugees? Why because that's uh, the displacement. No, voluntary, voluntary displacement, like happens in every war. At the, begi there, at the they're, beginning they're of voluntary? the Did you just war. say that was a voluntary displacement? What was? The, 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 no, if in the, the possibility of going into Egypt would be voluntary. Like in the first month of the Ukraine-Russia war, 5.9 million people were allowed in. But for some reason, the, the, the Gazan people's neighbors, their fellow Muslims, don't allow them in. Not one person. They condemn them because to death. that's the ethnic they cleansing when you drop no, them from their home. During war, one temporary yes, displacement. One thing. One thing. So, Ben, I, you, you and I agree that there, we have no support of, or we don't, we don't, we agree that the Netanyahu government is extremist and is, and is disproportionately violent. Do you agree with that? I agree they are extremists, okay. and I agree they are not a partner for peace. So and I do not agree they are disproportionately. Not a okay, I fine. agree with that. Fine. No, let, let's let's. But proportion let's is not a standard we, used in sure. war. You try to win yes, a war. It is. Sure. No, so it's but, not. But it's I, what but war but crimes curious, are all about. That no, but, it is but not. I'm, it's I'm about appropriate. How, I'm curious how there can be a future with a government that has absolutely no interest in a two-state solution. There needs to be an election. There can't be a. There can't be. But but and how can that future even come to be when both the U.S. is unconditionally backing? And the Netanyahu government, because it has so much leverage, because we're not doing anything, backing. it's is not doubling down backing. on its, it's extremist it policy. Blinken is saying there needs to be two states. Saying, he hasn't that, done that, 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 that. Action. Action. Show one piece doing. of action. They've one piece of action. They convinced Netanyahu's government to do a temporary ceasefire, to release Palestinian what prisoners for hostages. Those were positions he was not into uh, into agreeing to, Why and they convinced him. Those are the things they convinced him to do. So you can yell all you want, Jenk, and you can sweat about it. Netanyahu wasn't even going to do that deal where they released their own That's hostages. That's my understanding. That's so correct. Netanyahu is such a terrorist monster. He yeah. wasn't going to release the Israeli hostages. We had to talk him into it. No, he we was not. We had to talk him into releasing his own hostages, getting his hostages to back. Congratulations to us. Releasing we convinced Israel to get their hostages back. But we have to we have to understand that people in Gaza are trapped there. They have no basic services, and they're just being attacked writ large. I understand. So how do you suggest I, Hamas gets removed from power? Right, what so, do you suggest? So, so I have no, 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 Hold on. I before before I have no defense of a Hamas, but I do want to understand in context how they came to be. We do know they were democratically elected. I'm not saying they're exactly. a, 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 any. Yeah. So then, but, do the but, people but, have but, any but, responsibility but, for that? If they're do the Israeli people well, have responsibility? Are you in favor of, of terrorism? Ben. Are you saying because Israel's a democracy, they're responsible for the terrorist Netanyahu and they should be attacked? But most people do in Hamas civilians now. have no responsibility. Yes, I want them to vote the right way, both in in Gaza and in Israel. But if you start saying the civilians have responsibility, you're Saying terrorism is okay. The nation bears ben some degree of responsibility for its but, leaders. But that's what Hamas says, Ben. Be careful. Jenkins, Ben. Half the population in 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 Gaza was not even born right. when they when these folks were elected. Sure. All they've known is a world of cages and deprivation and education and that makes them want to kill Jews as well. I don't know how much what of cages? this is education. What cages? Oh, the, oh Gaza is an open air prison, right? You wouldn't agree with that? No, I mean, it's I, blockaded. I mean, I, I, I've, it's it's all. It was next to impossible in the times I've spent. I've been in the Sinai, so not in Israel, like full honest, full disclosure. But in the, in the only way you were invited in there many times. Oh no, I was Who invited to Gaza. Who cares about being yeah. there? I've been uh, we can, we can all read. We all have eyes.
I have no, it's not about that. It's, so, it's, it's about trying to understand the situation and condition within which Palestinians are living. Right. And trying to just sort of and have some I, compassion I, for I, that. I have I'm not, tons I'm not of calling, compassion I, for no, them. No, no, I'm not calling you anything, but, if but you've noticed. I, I, I appreciate yeah. it, nor am I you, but I have tons yeah. of compassion for them. But I've been trying to explain forever these terms that get thrown around, despite as many times as you and I debate about this, Jenk, and you don't have an answer to this, then the next time I'm on, you still say ethnic cleansing. It is not ethnic cleansing if the two million Arab Palestinians in Israel proper are treated with full rights. It is simply the existential threat coming from the government of the people in Gaza. If you can't separate that, you can't ever have an intelligent conversation about it that's gonna ever evolve. Okay, hold on, hold on, he's addressing me. So Ben, look, we've yelled at each other, and we've said nasty things about each other, including in this segment. But let's be clear, okay? So when you say that it's not ethnic cleansing to drive 85% of the people of Gaza out of their home, that sounds ludicrous. It's You might think it sounds fine, and Israeli supporters might think, oh yeah, I got 100 talking points. And it sounds great to us, but the rest of the world, I know you don't believe me, but the rest of the world goes, that's not ethnic cleansing? What the hell is ethnic cleansing? They are losing the narrative. Uh, it does seem like a lot of people are fed up with the Israeli government. A lot of people. 85% of people out of their homes, destroying and 70% of the buildings. Punishment, right? And, and, and no, now destroying not. the graves, which is the next story we're gonna get to. So if that's not ethnic cleansing, I don't know what your definition of ethnic cleansing it is. It is while trying to remove Hamas, who you will admit, fortifies itself in every bit of buildings. I was just there, I spoke off the record for over an hour to battalion commanders, who explained that in 80% of homes they go into, there are weapons found, there are Hamas properties found there, tunnels under all kinds of Did homes. Did you get to speak to Gaza? Who are suffering? No, I wasn't able to get into yeah. Gaza. Yeah, I know because oh, yeah. I did go to the West Bank. Because I did go to the West Bank. Into Gaza, they I did go to the West you Bank. Too. I did go to the Those same battalion commanders would have killed you, just like they killed the Israeli hostages. And oh, you're walking around in Gaza. Da, 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 da. Does, oh, oops, oh, I, I, I accidentally right, killed 24,000 right. people. Does that not prove the fact that they've also killed their own people? Does that not prove that it's just the incredibly dense facts of this area? They're not, if they're, right, they're so no, able no, to intentionally exact opposite. No, they're not even asking they're not even asking who are you what are you a threat no just kill on on oh damn it it was Israelis. we meant so to murder Muslims god damn it I'm, we made a mistake I'm so happy for you that you've never been in war and never had to deal with the decision of in the moment trying to in the decide. moment against shirtless I went, guys I cowards I went, I went cowards terrorists shirtless guys they asked them to take their shirts off to make no, sure they didn't no, have the Israeli suicide hostages. belts on them. the Israeli hostages uh -huh. they, they had no shirts they had a white flag and the IDF murdered them right because they they thought, oh, good Muslims, let's kill them. And oh, I, damn it, it was Jews. We didn't mean I to kill you visited, guys. We only meant to murder Muslims. And I just visited wounded troops in a hospital in Israel, a hospital that is still treating Palestinians who are wounded as well as they always do, because Israel actually acts with with morality in what it does. And even when trying to take precautions going <laughs> into morality? areas, this this young man was shot too that I spoke with, shot in both legs while his commander was murdered sitting there in a the field when they're Not trying murdered. to go. murdered, he was a commander in the battle, he, he, he died in battle. Right. Okay, now is that terrorism too? Being what? He killed in battle? Is being killed in battle terrorism? Like you're saying he was murdered, he was killed in battle, right? Well, which terms are you gonna use? Because you're calling it murder on one side, so I'm gonna call it murder on well, the no, other no, side. No, 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 murder is civilians. Uh -huh. When you murder civilians, okay. right? Not when uh -huh. you kill soldiers. Sure. Okay, anyway, it's a small point, keep going. Sure. So. These people are trying to stop 
an existential threat that has continued forever. Do you think that only the Israeli people should suffer in fear forever? Uh, no, do you think? Why do you laugh at that? Why do you laugh at that? There were nine terrorist attacks while I was there. That's okay with you to continue forever? So how does it stop? So how does it stop? But Ramesh, you go, and then I got to tell her how it actually stops. Look, look, I understand, and I understand where you're coming from, Ben. I, I mean, and I also don't claim to have the specific knowledge of being there, but I do think it's important we understand where Hamas came from and how these sets of actions are creating Hamas's more and more Hamas's, so to speak, and the recognition that there has been a calculation made by the IDF and or the Israeli leadership that it's worth going after this densely populated area Killing now 24,000 plus people, 10,000. Of which 9,000 are Hamas fighters. Sure, sure. Yeah, For, no, so so sure, the calculation sure. was total that idea X percent. Propaganda. So you believe okay. Hamas numbers? You no, believe I don't terrorist believe either numbers. numbers. I but that's what you cite all the time. You cite it all human the time. Human rights And they groups. are using Hamas's numbers. Yeah, yeah, but, but either but way, no, according either way. to you, no Hamas. You go like this to me during a debate. No, no, no Hamas has been killed. How many? None? Guys, guys, guys. I don't know. I trust the human rights groups. The number is 9,000. No, it's not. So you accept numbers from the other side, yet you don't and you also, and you also yeah. wait, hold on. Very important for the record. You also say the world agrees. The world does not agree. Jamie Raskin, who you just cited, who I had coffee. Jamie Raskin is not the world. He's a pubic hair wearing lunatic. With just three or weeks. Pubic hair toupee wearing lunatic. Although they're not, they're a lot better now than they used to be. I think someone got to him. They're like Jamie. Look, these wigs. You got to wear a regular wig. What's with the pubic hair? Ago. Also, it's as like I, I agree like with it. what he's now I putting like up it. to make sure that Gazans do not get displaced, he also refused to, to sign a ceasefire now only agreement that didn't oh, call that, that didn't Raskin. call for the release I, I was, of hostages. And the entire European Union just passed a non-binding resolution 312 non to 131. That's all they can pass is sure, non-binding. Sure, sure. It's not their country sure, to make sure that a cease, permanent ceasefire happens only with the immediate unconditional release of all hostages and Hamas surrendering. So a big yeah, part of the right, world agrees the only way to end this cycle of violence is for Hamas to stop yet no one puts pressure nobody puts pressure on the terrorists only on the people being attacked but, over and over and over I, again. I, I, tr I just submit to you that the acts that the IDF have have committed are also terrorist acts and I also submit to you that there's been a calculation made that it's worth killing this many civilians to get this many Hamas members, whether it's your stats or or Jenks stats. War is and, terrible, and, and, no and, doubt. And, no, no, no. Yeah, but 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 the but yeah, the yeah. war could be stopped right now if, if Israel Hamas made surrendered. a decision. But 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 what Correct does it mean? But what does it Correct mean for not. Hamas not to correct. surrender? They're never going to surrender because what? they've been emboldened by all the things that Israel has done. Their to people are being Gaza killed, and they have no chance to win. So why would they not surrender? Why would they not surrender? And most countries in the world support a permanent ceasefire. Guys, guys, there's only release of hostages. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I, I support. I That's, what I support. <laughs> That's what I support. That's what I support. Let me give you the actual. I'm fine with all that, except I don't think the Hamas surrender thing yeah, will it's ever nonsense. happen. Uh, right. What do so we they mean should be allowed to kill no. Israelis forever and then no. Israel should just be allowed let to me kill say what Please. the damn answer Please. is. Right, go ahead, okay, so, okay, look, guys, there's only one way that this ends. Number one, America has to put tremendous pressure on Israel, take all the money away Absolutely. instantly. Absolutely. Number two, the Israeli people. It, it, I believe in their morality and their decency. Please, I'm begging you, Israeli people, Please. okay? Vote Netanyahu and the right wing government now. Put yes. in Benny Gantz or whoever it is and go towards a two state solution. So, now how do you get the two state solution so that Israel can be safe? and can live in peace. The whole point of Israel was for the Jews to be safe because they've been slaughtered all across the world for time immemorial. I agree it with It was supposed that. to be a safe haven. Absolutely. So how do you do it? You get somebody, whether it's Benny Gantz or not, to go 
and work with the Palestinian Authority. The Palestinian Authority, at that point, putting pressure on Palestinians, not Hamas, because Hamas is never gonna bend to pressure. But Palestinian Authority can, that is a reasonable way to go. You get the entire Arab world and America to put pressure on the Palestinian Authority to do a peace deal with the Israeli government. And that's the two state solution. Then you take the Palestinian Authority and you put them in Gaza and say, Hey, they just got you a state. The problem they is, just, is many Gazans don't respect the No, I know, I know, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hamas will throw them off rooftops again like they did in 2007. Listen, listen, no, Hamas, of course, is gonna fight Palestinian Authority. That gives, they you a, they, that gives you a sense that maybe you could do a deal with the Palestinian Authority. And so will yeah. they try to throw them off rooftops? Of course, but that's why the Saudis, the Jordanians, the Americans all have to help the Palestinian Authority establish that authority in Gaza. And, and to your point, Ramesh, yeah. will they have credibility going in? No, because right now they look like they work with the occupiers in the West Bank. Yeah. But yeah. if they were able to Agreed. deliver a Palestinian state, then they would have the credibility to be able to right do the to deal. to live in dignity, in peace, of course. with medical Care, of course, with as do Israelis. Of, right, course. of course, they do. Of so course. everybody, has, point, every human, every human being has, should have that right, right? Yes, yeah, that's what super, we should protect. Of course, super last thing, not the killing of people. Ben. It's of not course. a question. I'm just saying one last thing. Okay, look, Ben. Do not misinterpret all the yelling back. I'm irate over the deaths of those Palestinians and how they have greatly suffered. I was irate over October 7th, and now I'm irate over this. And yes, this is 20 times the, the numbers, etc. But Ben, we are not the, the number one reason I'm angry at Israel is not just because they're you know, brutalizing the Palestinians, but because they are going further away from peace and security. Because it, this is gonna just lead to more war and more anger and more terrorism and more violence. It's and never going to stop until, to until you right. make a deal. And if you say, hey, they did blew it in the past and we've had that debate, I got you, I got you. Today's a new day, go but to Hamas the Palestinian Authority no, now. Hamas has no power or even any respect as Ramesh said. So the problem there being, you can't make a peace deal with people who aren't in but you need to remove Hamas from power. But we never said Hamas. Palestinian Authority has no respect or even no, any standing no, in the polls. Now you're being, no. It's true. It, it, could, be, no. it could be any, it could just be just any, well, you don't want to deal with that. that, that, that no, I do, but the only way this works is you remove the Netanyahu government with elections and you remove Hamas. You must do both, you must do both. That's why the European Union agrees with that. Okay, yes, you guys decide what you think is realistic. We'll be right back. What a divisive issue on the left. Oh, man. I, I don't recall a time where I've seen knockdown, drag out fights like that. But I will point out the absolute hypocrisy from Cenk Uger because what he just said there is no different. You know, it's funny. The people that want to cancel E. Michael Jones, what Cenk said there is no different than what they considered to be rabid anti Semitism. And they would cancel. So, like, that you would try, you would argue to cancel E. Michael Jones when you're saying virtually the same shit just according to your leftist ideology? Get the fuck out of here. It's different. I'm not saying it's exactly the same, but it's considered rabid anti Semitism. If you in any way criticize the Israeli government, that's like rank anti Semitism according to these people. And so he's calling on those people to cancel the Blaze and E. Michael Jones, and he's engaging in the very same thing. What an idiot! He doesn't even, he doesn't even get simple self-preservation that you obviously argue for the other guy's ability to speak because you don't want them to go after you. But he's such an idiot. I wouldn't be, you know, he's very vocal. 
He goes on a lot of these shows, like that the homosexual from the UK, whatever the fuck his name is. His show's called Uncensored. <laughs> yeah, okay. What's that guy's name? Whatever the hell his name is. Anyway, he goes on there. He takes on rabbis. He went He went off uh, against Rabbi Shmuley. Rabbi Shmuley, he can bring down a lot of problems for you. If you disagree with Israel, if you don't, if, if you look at him the wrong way, he'll fucking, he'll, he'll try to fuck your shit up. He tried to fuck up Anomaly shit because Anomaly said something he didn't like and so he listed Anomaly among Jew haters. This is like vicious shit. You know, it's one thing, you know, if you call someone an asshole, it's whatever. But when a fucking rabbi calls you a Jew hater, there are going to likely be severe consequences. Okay? So Chank might get caught up in that. Um, now, I'll defend any person who is pro-free speech from any of that shit. Chank, if that happens to him, he can eat a dick. <clears throat> he can eat a dick because he's censorious and he would deserve it. So we'll see what happens. But it's all very interesting. Now, the fact that Chank is on the left, though, does kind of shield him a little bit. But... Uh, you know, we'll see. This is what a fascinating, what a fascinating subject. By the way, thank you to Greg Silverado for signing up. I have adjusted the goal on screen. Uh, so if you're joining late, YouTube has committed a rank act of, uh, of homophobia. They nuked the soft gentleman's bathhouse. The soft gentleman's bathhouse uh, was about 20-25% of our income. It was a monthly membership option that was on his YouTube channel. They nuked the monetization. And uh, and so we're trying to rebuild the bathhouse. And so I've updated the uh, on-screen goal. There's two ways you can do that. One, I've put a link in the in the chat on YouTube. You can go to, into the description on Rumble and click on Subscribestar. You can do it through Subscribestar. Or if you go to Rumble, rumble.com slash user slash hardnewsnetwork, click the red subscribe button and uh, that would be the other way. Uh, I can't post links on YouTube in the description, but I can post them in the chat. How fucking retarded is that? It's so retarded. So I can post a link in the chat, but then I can't get these bots, these, these uh, I'm trying to use stream element bots and it'll let me, it'll do it. If I have it write the word test, it'll do it, but it won't do the links. Maybe because they're links and you can't do links through the bot. If you can't do links through the bot, then what the fuck is the point? Anyway, so I'm still fucking around with that. We'll see what happens. And uh, it's such a simple thing. And they, they, they nonstop fuckery. Anyway, maybe does Streamlabs have a bot? I don't know. Maybe Stream Element sucks. I've seen people use it. I'm not using it for like monetization, unless I was like forced to, like if some other stuff got nuked. But um, I guess I'll look into other bots. I don't know. I, I have no idea. But uh, what a bunch of hates. Anyway, it's election season, so there's going to be all sorts of fuckery. So the soft gentleman, he's despondent. I don't know. He's I don't know where he is. He might be dead. Who knows? We'll see what happens with that. And uh, but. Uh, yeah, link in the description on Rumble uh, for all of that stuff. Okay, um, here is, is this Pac-Man or is this uh, TYT? Or I think this is still TYT. The president yes. of the United States, and I'm not talking about like myself, Trump's I'm talking about any argument. president, has to have immunity. Because if you take immunity away from the president, so important, you will have, oh, you will have a minute. president that's not gonna be able to do anything. Because when he leaves office, the opposing party president, if it's the opposing party, will indict the president for doing something that should have been good. If they don't have immunity, no president is going to act. You're going to have guys that just sit in office and are afraid to do anything.
<laughs> so Donald Trump is, of course, still pushing for full immunity for, for uh, the president against all of the charges he's facing, 91 indictments uh, at present. And we are waiting to find out exactly what's going to happen with that. Um, but he isn't just doing it in video form. He's waking up in the dead middle of the night to post on Truth Social about it. And in these posts, I think there was actually something interesting. So see if you can spot it in this first message. He says, in all caps, mind you, a president of the United States must have full immunity without which it would be impossible for him or her to properly function. Any mistake, even if well intended, would be met with almost certain indictment by the opposing party at term end. Even events that cross the line must <laughs> fall under total immunity or it will be years of trauma, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Is that the first acknowledgement from Donald Trump of illegal acts having been committed? That he says, even events that cross the line. He's never admitted that he did anything wrong previously. He's saying that this is all made up, it's election interference. I think that's an indication and admission that they did go too far. It shouldn't matter, there should be no consequences, but that illegal acts were committed. More implying it was accidental. He tripped and fell and inadvertently <laughs> caused a terrorist attack on our capital. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, you know, but at least he looks healthy, John. He looks terrific, and we, we, we got to give him that. But I'm glad he's taking this issue on because anyone who studies history knows that our founders really believed in this and thought that a president should have full immunity from any crimes they commit because our founders really missed having a king. And liberals mm -hmm. don't want you to know this, but this is what it was all about. If you deprive presidents of full immunity, that's going to keep a lot of criminals. From ever seeking high office, and I don't really—I mean—you'd think the deep state would figure that out. That's what they're depriving us of, and I think that's really unfortunate. So, yeah. thank you for pointing that out. Yeah. I just—how does he say that with a straight face? Like <laughs> the cross the line thing, I think, is more about. I'm with you. It's oh well, sure, it wasn't as graceful as we wanted. We thought we were just going to go in and just peacefully remove the ballots and replace them with better ballots, and I. I I don't think it's an admission of guilt, certainly at a time where he's facing all of these you know, various criminal cases. Everything is being hyper scrutinized, mm. even down to his language. I think, I think this is just, well, it wasn't as polished as it could have been. Mistakes were made, maybe they shouldn't have broken the windows. I think if you want to read into that, like they could go in there, but just you don't destroy the property. I mean, he's in court right now arguing both that Joe Biden has the right to assassinate him anytime he wants, mm -hmm. and that Kamala Harris has the right to seek to seat false electors in 2025 if Biden loses. He's fighting for Democrats to do that right now. This is the Republican Party 50 years after Nixon. We have gone mm -hmm. from I am not a crook. To a crook is not a crook. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I thank you for reminding me of that. Every once in a while, I'll get caught up, like in the the, the the fact that Joe Biden isn't polling so well, and I have to remind myself, Harris can just give him the election anyway, and I feel a lot better. Uh, it's also remember to these polls are polls of people who answer their landline phones or answer their mm -hmm. cell phone when they don't know who the caller is. Not necessarily the most accurate cross section of America. That is entirely possible. Um, it just. Like you brought up two of the, the, I think the largest hypocrisies on the right. Like Donald Trump should be immune from any prosecution. Should Biden? No, of course not. Of Especially course as not. vice president. I don't know if you know this, but you can impeach a president for stuff he might have done as vice president, oh, but not for stuff go. he actually did as president. <laughs> exactly. You understand? Uh, that's that's a that's a weak spot in uh, in Biden's uh, legal uh, fortunes. But yeah, it's just like <laughs> they do, they don't mean it. They don't. And I, 
It's one of the most frustrating things about discussing politics because politics is obviously an incredibly consequential topic. You know, it determines the life and death of so many people. And we are raised to believe that, you know, there's like there's people on the left, there's people on the right, there's people who are pro-life, there's people who are pro-abortion or whatever. Like, yeah, and there are some people who mean what they say and others who don't give a damn about what they say. It's all just what am I accomplishing right now as I'm saying it? I am not stating a principle. It might seem like I am. It might, it might look like the things people do when they're expressing an actual value or principle, but they're not. They don't think that Biden should be immune from prosecution. They don't think that Harris can overturn the results of an election. They don't mean any of this. They don't mean anything they say. They're not against abortion. Okay, if they Who were against the abortion, fuck is this guy? Uh, they would be for sex ed and access to birth control. They're not against illegal immigration. If they gave a damn about illegal immigration, they would start locking up the white people who hand out all the jobs and put up the gigantic help wanted <coughs> sign at our border that no wall uh, can ever hide. Which uh, white people would that be, sir? If Republicans wanted undocumented immigration to end- Can you name names? I like it when they name names. Tomorrow, they could do it. They don't care, they need the issue. They don't mean anything they claim to fight for. There's no sincerity whatsoever. It's the entire right. agenda, all conservatism means at this point, is owning the libs and blind obedience to a reality show landlord. That's conservatism. Yeah, absolutely. It's a cult of unmanly obedience. Yeah. <laughs> and think back to the early Obama years, the freakouts about just conversations around the Affordable Care Act, which we now see is still, it has still protected the the private healthcare industry. Amen. The signs that we saw likening Obama to a dictator, <laughs> that he would basically Prayer just- against care. Yeah, increase the, the coverage age to 26. That is like, it's a bridge too far, he's a dictator. The signs that we saw, especially during the Tea Party movement, the conversations around him, even just down to him- the, It's such a piss poor argument when they're like, oh, they don't care about it. Well, so what's the, so what does that mean? So because a person doesn't care about it, it's okay to do the fucked up thing that they're complaining about? That doesn't make any sense. That's ridiculous. If someone's raping someone and someone says, hey, stop, you're, you're raping them, you wouldn't respond, well, you don't care that they're being raped. Well, that doesn't really matter. The person's being raped. It really doesn't matter if the person pointing it out cares at a sufficient level. How, how is that even relevant? A person's being raped right there. Okay, the issue is the rape, not this level of caring about something. It's such a bullshit argument. They make it all the time. Picking people for specific issues and giving them like the car czar. Do you remember yeah. the freakouts over just the word czar? He used the word czar. Yeah. Yes, because they didn't know that Reagan and Bush had had czars <laughs> right. the entire time. And mm -hmm. then the, the, the Biden crime family, we see the same sort bro, of argument. Dude, like, you're obviously you're dying your hair. It's over, okay? It's over. It looks ridiculous. What, what are you doing? Humans against You get gray hair, what are you going to do? The, it's there. His alleged illegality, they don't have any consistency. Not that that surprises no, anybody. He, he's, he's a feeble-minded dementia patient who doesn't know where he is and a criminal mastermind so shrewd he's never left a bit of evidence. It's a fascinating <laughs> character, gentlemen. I think you're so... It's just total bullshit. Sure. Very skilled. Yeah, and, and again, you know, all the anxiety we had under the Obama years when we were hearing about Fast and Furious and everything, but he's immune. He can do literally whatever he wants. He when yeah, cannot break the law. When Alex Jones was talking about Jade Helm and everything, Obama can invade Texas. He can do literally whatever he wants. Why so did, who gives this guy his haircuts? Oh my God. Bill Clinton. I think they secretly hate him. And say he didn't technically lie under oath. What was he thinking? Bill Clinton could have just lied under oath and had um, his opponents killed, and it would have been fine. Donald 100%. Trump says so. We learned. Um, 
Obama, retard, Obama had an American citizen and his son killed via drone strike. Thanks. Yeah, man, how 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 the right has moved. By the way, I was just randomly thinking recently about Jade Helm, uh, Trump and his and his like inner circle of who's going to be in the, the White House in the second term are talking about deploying hundreds of thousands of soldiers to the border and building a network of internment camps. Yeah, and Alex Jones used to get freaked out because there was like an FBI officer in Texas. There's been a lot of movement since then. Socialist internment camps. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I guess they're not worried Fucking about Fucking retards. All right. Anyway. That's a triple homosexual lineup. Trump ramps up, oh, here we go. Racism with new nickname for Nikki Haley. Please let this Nikki Haley being a person of color become a consistent media narrative. I'm begging you, because this is ridiculous. Nikki Haley is a passing white woman. I know she's Indian or whatever. She passes as white. You know, they throw out all their rules because passing as a white person, that used to be one of the leftist rules. It still is, right? But now when it comes to Nikki Haley, oh, no, 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 that's out the window. This is a person of color. It's not only is she a passing white woman, she, um, she's like part of the elite. So the idea that she's going to play the race card, okay, I'm a black man. If this is how we're going to do it, I'm black because I'm part Sicilian. I'm Calabrese and Sicilian. And the Sicilians were conquered by the Moors. And according to a True Romance, the scene with Christopher Walken and Dennis Hopper, the Moors, and I quote, are niggas, unquote, okay? So there we go. So I'm going to do a whole thing where I'm going to... What, what is that called? I have to find out. I'm going to look it up right now. What is that shit the pharaohs wear? I'm going to get one of those with like a scepter, okay? And it's going to be uh, the Nikki... The, the, the Nikki Haley Black Power Hour. That's what we're going to do. All right, here we go. This is because uh, he said Nimrata. While Nikki Haley is traveling what around the country downplaying weird. the history of racism, Donald up. Trump is ramping it up in his attacks on her. So uh, something that you're probably already fully aware of if you're on Twitter or you follow his true social is that Nikki Haley's birth name is not Nikki Haley. It's Nimrata Nikki Ranhawa. Um, that is just a name. That's all that is. Sorry, to me. Some people find it to be far more compelling than just a name. In fact, they think that's checkmate. That's a slam dunk. Nikki Haley's done. And so <laughs> uh, every right winger on Twitter who found this out, suddenly it was their favorite shiny new toy. And they could not stop tweeting about Nimi's. You no, know her name wasn't Nikki. And uh, N E M E S. Nimis. Nimis. Nimis were pieces of striped headcloth worn by pharaohs in ancient Egypt. It covered the whole crown and behind the head and the neck. All right, Nimi's. <laughs> I'm gonna look that up on Amazon now. Donald Trump eventually picked up on that too. And so he transitioned to calling her by her birth name. Uh, that started to bore him. And so he moved on to more fun versions of it, including anyone listening to Nikki Nimrata Haley's whacked out speech last night would think that she won the Iowa primary. That is notably <laughs> not her name. That's that's just a word you made up. It's yeah. not the name, but it's closer to the name. Not a primary either. No, no, not a primary. <laughs> uh, it was a caucus, interestingly. Um, he won it, but he doesn't know what it was. 
that name was too close to her actual name. <laughs> he's grieving. So he moved from, on. He's grieving from the funeral, John. Please give the guy. Oh a yeah, I know. He's devastated yeah. on Melania's behalf. He's uh, he's overwhelming with uh, compassion. So uh, yesterday he uh, tweet he bleated this. Governor Kristen the now failing governor of New Hampshire, where I'm beating his endorsed there candidate, Nimbra, by big numbers. <laughs> I'm not going to continue. I think There's we can stop there. Oh, he uses available. it again later on. It wasn't a weird auto. 15 bucks. That's not bad. That's not her name. It's not even close to her name. But it is very close Excellent. to being about as racist as he thinks he can be in this primary, I think. He's focusing on a version of her birth name to say that she's suspicious in some way. She's a foreigner, an outsider. Forget the fact that she's lived there her whole life. She's served in elected office. She literally was in his administration. And also, she is not deserving of the minimal respect to actually say her name. I'm not even saying Nikki. If you want- You're arguing Nikki Haley deserves any respect? That's crazy. I say Nimarada, you could do that. He's not even doing that. She, in the same way that Harris hasn't deserved Tucker Carlson ever learning how to pronounce her name, he has it's moved Kunt on- Mala. Her name is Cunt Mala Harris. You have to get the pronunciation right. Onto a mocking version of it because she is not deserving of the same sort of compassion the white people are. Who the fuck? What do you mean? This is not about compassion. This is about mocking powerful people that deserve it. That's it. Well, it's not like the Trump family ever changed their name, John. Get the guy a break, will you? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, n none of this is a surprise. I mean, this harkens back to Elizabeth Warren and Pocahontas. Donald Trump is now, I think, the only president to equally offend American Indians and Indian Americans. We should give him credit for that. It's not easy. Ooh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Every Native American was offended because people rightly pointed out that Pocahontas lied. So let me get this straight. You're speaking on behalf of all Native Americans. I imagine there's Native Americans that are cool, and there's also ones that are fucking assholes, okay? It's like any group of people. You have people that understand things, and then you have retards, okay? I imagine there's some Indian retards, some Native American retards that think uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren is a wonderful person. Okay, that's retarded. She is a lying, uh, ridiculous individual. You're telling me if you're if you take your Native American shit serious, okay? You, you wouldn't be bothered by her lying. She lied about being Native American. It was totally made up. She lied about it to get positions that were supposed to go to Native Americans. So that's more that's that's not offensive, but Trump calling her Pocahontas is offensive. I mean, this doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't even make sense. <clears throat> but yeah, you're you're pretending that an entire group of people thinks a certain way, retarded, absolutely retarded. You pull off. <laughs> I just wonder what people like her or Vivek Ramaswamy think they're going to accomplish by trying to run in this party. The reactions from- well, he, he got 8%, that's pretty good. goers in Iowa who explicitly said, they don't trust. It, was, it felt reminiscent of birtherism. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't, I don't think he was born here. He's not, you know. Well, yeah, but part of the reason that people thought that is because he said that in a speech one time. That's not unreasonable to walk away from that. You know, it's one thing if he corrected himself immediately because you can misspeak and people that misspeak correct themselves. He doesn't correct himself. So it's like, all right, all right, Obama, that's a, that's a hell of a thing. He said you're from Kenya. He says it. So what are people supposed to, I'm not saying it means he's definitely from Kenya, but it's not unreasonable for people to see that video and go, oh, I wonder if he's from Kenya, because he said he was from Kenya. He's explicitly talking about his race or his, his ethnicity. And you know, it, 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 it just also the reaction after he dropped out, the Babylon Bee, which is a 
pretty staunch defender of all things conservative, posted a story saying he could be the head of the White House 7-Eleven. That's right. Which is just like explicitly an, a racist trope. Yep. And what does that do? What the hell does that even mean? Labeling it a trope, it doesn't matter. It's a thing, it's a stereotype. There's a lot of Indians that own 7-Eleven. And he was good natured about it, which is, which is good. That shows that he can take a joke. When you have people, both of them, have tried to say like, no, this isn't a racist party. We're not a racist country. Well, no, no, see, they should stop doing that because you're jumping through their hoop when you defend yourself. I'm not a racist. No, no, fuck that. It's not even real, okay? It's a power move by Democrats to try to get power over you, okay? So, so I think the counter argument, the better counter argument is to point out what they're doing and then, and then, um, you know, you say, uh, you're exploiting people and you're exploiting racial divisions for political power. I think that's a much better argument than defending yourself saying, oh, I'm not racist. First of all, these people are gonna think you're racist no matter what, because it's not about whether you're actually racist, it's about having power over you. Have systemic racism here. Look at your own base. Look at the party you're trying to operate within. What are you doing? I'll never understand it. They I know. I don't. They know. It's the presidential loser industrial complex. <laughs> you run for president to get a job. Mm -hmm. They I both guess. know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. And like Tim Scott, they've got to spend their entire life playing dumb about the elephant in the room. Racism for this party in this century is the denial of racism. And that's how you get ahead. You're, I mean, when is Tim Scott ever? confronted racism. And the only time Nikki Haley's ever done it was when she took down heroically the flag of an enemy white supremacist nation. Okay, so from that's totally made up. The South is not an enemy white supremacist nation. You're out of your mind. South Carolina capital. But she only did that to change the narrative so we wouldn't talk about AR-15s. We talked about a flag mm -hmm. instead. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And look, I would say if I'm trying to, like devil's advocate, they're conservatives. Well, she is at least. Ramaswamy apparently was a liberal like two years ago or whatever, but it's way easier to grift right-wingers. See, this is a stupid argument. They, they've been making arguments like this recently on Twitter. AIDS commies are so crazy and have such a high level of degeneracy that they're causing people that used to be liberal to just run screaming to the right. <clears throat> That's what's happening. So yeah, you can find someone with a post from eight years ago that says something different. Um, but what kind, so what? That's not their position now. Their position now is that they understand. You could have taken, if you could get quotes from me from 2010, oh my God, I used to watch the Joy Reid show for real. I was like, oh, he had his hands. I was a fucking retard. You, what do you, if you, look, it's one thing to point out someone's previous retardation, but to act like it invalidates their current position, as long as they're holding their current position without any sort of hypocrisy, and acknowledge their previous position. You got to acknowledge the shit you said, and you got to point out that it was retarded, or however you want to do it. But, that, but people change their mind. You know, people were once pro-gay, and then when they saw all these homosexual activists trying to fuck the kids, now they're not, okay, because that's generally, people aren't for that. Because we were explicitly told, oh, they're definitely not going to do that. And while I, I don't think they all do, clearly part of the political movement of the LGBT involves pedophilia. That is absolutely the case. So, yeah, what are you going to do? When people find that out, and, and, and you could argue something like that's happening with, uh, with Israel. <laughs> You're losing that battle, too. You should probably be nicer. <clears throat> I would say to the people, the, the Zionists and the 
especially like the propagandists, uh, you should probably try being nicer because this whole like destroy people for disagreement thing, not working. All it's doing is making people look like martyrs. You're losing the public debate on that at a level I've never seen before. And uh, you might want to try the whole nice thing. You do it sometimes. Like when a black athlete, you know, when, when uh, what's that guy's name? Deshaun Jackson. I forget what he did. He said something. I don't know, I probably posted a We Was Kangs thing, because some of them think they're Jews. Uh, and um, he was offered a lunch and a trip to the Holocaust Museum. That's much nicer than just taking someone's shit um, and put it, or putting, putting them on a list for being censored. You know, it's nicer. Now, granted, some people are going to tell you to fuck off, but it's at least a, a nicer way to try to deal with people. But this whole smash everybody into the ground thing, it's just not working. Especially as, you know, there's more and more alternatives for people to talk. You know, if you wanted to uh, drive your critics into the darkness, um, just look at what's happened over the past, what, two weeks? Brother Nathaniel on the Alex Jones show and E. Michael Jones on Blaze TV. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's working. I don't think it's working. I think everybody knows that by now. Um, she's a conservative. <laughs> Dave Rubin told me that once. Go on, please. Yeah, apparently, and he's been very successful with it. Uh, they pr maybe they think. Look, I hate that it's a racist party. I hate the racist comments that I have to deal with. But maybe by running, I can shift it a little bit. Maybe. I mean, she got twenty percent of Iowa. She's going to do. What's better. the racism? What is the racism? They don't want illegals coming into the country. Guess what? There's a lot of black people that don't want illegals coming into the country. You have Charlemagne, <clears throat> what's his real name, Jerry? <clears throat> Got this guy, Jerry, who is talking like uh, what would be labeled a white supremacist a couple years ago. And he's talking on behalf of black people. This guy doesn't give a fuck what happens to the white people. And this is the thing, I don't care. If, if you want to just focus on the people in your group, I don't have a problem with that. Just stop trying to get me to suck your dick. But uh, he's talking about how all these black people are calling his show, talking about how illegals are coming into their neighborhoods and taking their shit, and they don't like it. And that's an, that's an explicitly Democrat thing, to, to have the illegals do this. And uh, they don't like it, so he's speaking out. I, I wonder if his, his house is going to get raided by the FBI. In New Hampshire, maybe... You think Nikki Haley did something out of altruism for minorities know. in I'm her just, life? I'm trying to be fairer <laughs> than they will ever be to us. I understand that. Um, listen, I think we can just go by her positions what did on the you issues. Do? What have you done that's altruistic towards black people? You talked about them while drinking Starbucks? <laughs> yeah, you know how many bank accounts of black people that helps? <laughs> An old black couple that needed medication suddenly had the money for it because this faggot talked about black issues while drinking Starbucks with his white liberal friends. Oh, amazing. And, you know, there is amazing. a chance that she could be the nominee of the party. I mean, there's a very good chance with 91 criminal indictments yeah. that this guy drops out. I love so in how a way, they pause. They all pause, you notice? They always pause. They're always like 91 criminal indictments. They all say it the same way. She's really running to be vice president because that's going to be the job either way. He was way. found Wait. liable of sexual assault. For Trump to fall. Mm -hmm. do you, I mean, do either of you think, though, that he would pick her? He seems to be... You know, ratcheting up his attacks on her, he doesn't seem to trust her. I think they had a falling out after, maybe, after her tenure and ouster from his administration, after that wrapped up. She's been a little bit more critical of him lately. I, do you think that he would pick her to be vice president? Because I, I just, I don't see it happening. I find it hard to believe. I think it would probably be, be wise on his part, so no.
<laughs> but no, I, I think that it would help to reassure some of the establishment Republicans that, you know, hey, maybe if he dies, a normal, reasonable, relatively reasonable person gets into office, and and it would distract, it would dissuade a little bit of the attacks against him for his rampant misogyny and racism. I think it would be a better choice than a Green or a Stefanik or a Carrie Lake or something like that. But I don't know. That you know, it's funny they call him a misogynist. <clears throat> He's hired a bunch of women that have had like very successful careers in his businesses. Now look, does he sometimes hire them? I think a lot of times. Hire them partly because they're hot? Absolutely. But some of them do a good job. You know, like, is it... it look, women are attractive. That's, I mean, not all of them, but a lot of women are attractive. It's part of the deal, okay? It's, you could say it's not fair, it's just how it goes. It's a, it's a curse and a blessing. You can get farther than a man can uh, in some instances, and, and uh, it is what it is. But like, is it the end of the world where the guy, he hires women, women have very successful careers uh, 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 doing things in his organization, and part of the reason he hired them is because they're hot? Is this a sin? I, I just, I don't... If someone gave me a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and then two years later, after I became successful, they said, you know, part of the reason they hired you is because, you know, I don't know, they... they Let's say they were one of these homosexuals that wants to suck my cock, okay? And they were like, yeah, they just wanted to suck your cock. And, and I was like, well, they're not going to suck my cock. Yeah, but they thought there was a chance. That's why they hired you. I'd be like, well, you know, it's a little weird. But ultimately, it, it, it's really no harm, no foul because I was successful. So it's like, okay, you know, as long as you're not like now we're going to cash that check because you're never cashing that check. You know, as long as there's not any sort of sexual harassment, lit, like actual sexual harassment. Um, like, is it the end of the world? And, and what I'm outlining is even wor is a little worse because that's more of the it's a little bit of the sexual harassy type rather than you know you're just hiring the woman because she's hot. I mean, maybe that's like mildly. I don't think that's really sexual harassment. Look, you're either hot or you're not. Okay, that's why I liked Haba's answer when Patrick Bet David brought it up. She acknowledged that yeah, she's gone places because she's hot, and she was like, and I'm glad. I would think that if I was an attractive woman and I had the success that she did, I think I would probably make the same argument. Wait, would you rather not win the genetic lottery? That's the other thing. Would you not have rather won the genetic lottery? And again, I'm not talking about like if people are grabbing your ass. They should not be grabbing your ass. That's ridiculous behavior. But they act like you see these whores in the gym. This is the most ridiculous shit. There was a woman wearing yoga pants. Now, I remember when spandex came out, and I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. I remember when spandex first came out, I, I was blown away. I was like, holy shit. And then I was horrified because some men were wearing it. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you wearing spandex? This is for women. What are you doing? Your cock's out. Everyone can see the outline of your cock. What are you doing? Anyway, that's a whole other thing. Then someone invented yoga pants. Yoga pants are like the closest thing you're going to get to a naked ass. I love yoga pants, right? So this fucking whore puts these yoga pants on with her whole ass out and is in the middle of the gym. She runs a camera. You know this. Some of you have already seen these videos. She sticks her ass out in like full doggy style position, you know, because you can kind of get away with it because you're like doing exercises. And her it's basically her pink naked ass right out there. And obviously men are looking. And then she's outraged, and she keeps a counter for how many men look, as if it's an issue. They're like, why are these men looking at you? Because you're dressed like a fucking slut, and you're putting your ass out in front of everybody. How retarded 
is this going to get? By the way, speaking of this type of shit, you know what was, you know how I've talked about, this is what is so phenomenal about Sean Strickland. Because I can guarantee you, he's never seen this show. He, he has never seen anything. Remember a couple times I've talked about how ridiculous it is in the office where you have to pretend like you got these women dressing with super tight skirts, their tits are out, and you got to conduct business as if that's not staring you in the face. Well, Sean Strickland does a press conference with this girl. This girl's got her, I wouldn't even say her tits were out, but she was definitely like, she had some cleavage showing, right? He's being interviewed by her. She's a UFC interviewer. He brings up the dynamic. He brings this dynamic up. Apparently her boyfriend was recording the video. So he says right to their faces, you know, isn't it weird? Something like, isn't it weird that, you know, you got your tits out and I have to act like I don't, like I, that that's not happening. This guy is a national treasure. I hope he won his, I think he's fighting soon. I hope he wins. I have never seen someone bring that up. I've never seen someone bring that up. These, you have women dressing in ways that are like, by the way, I don't really have a problem with it, but that you have to like ignore it. And I, again, I'm not saying that like you should be able to touch breasts or anything. I'm not arguing that. I'm arguing that it's just a thing that exists, okay? I don't even have a problem with having to put on this charade because I think it's kind of fun. I like sneaking glances. You'll almost never catch me. I've been caught a couple times, but that's okay. <clears throat> it was it was uh, by people that... Anyway, I'm not going to get into the whole thing. It wasn't like a stranger. Um, we, we ended up in a thing anyway, so it kind of didn't matter. It was kind of funny. But I usually don't get caught. It's fine. I'm not saying... You know, it's like men have to control themselves, okay? Men have to control themselves. But the bottom line is this is a, dyna is, this is a dynamic that exists. It exists. It's part of life. And I like the fact that this guy just started talking about it. It was hilarious. So we'll see if they complain about that. They're probably going to say, oh, it's sexual harassment. It's pretty funny. So anyway, these gym girls, this shit's got to stop. Like, I don't mind. Like, make your ass out gym videos. That's fine. I have no problem with that. When, I, when they show up on my feet, I'm like, look at that great ass. But stop playing victim. You can't dress like that and then act like look it's one thing to dress like that and if someone like touches you or rapes you that's unacceptable you know remember the old thing where it was like oh you know they the, these guys said that how was she dressed after she was raped and yeah it was fucked up you know don't rape it doesn't matter how they're dressed don't rape fine but now it's you can't even look bitch do you understand we don't have a fucking choice do you understand that we don't have a choice now we have a choice whether or not to stare you, you, but when something comes into your field of vision, you can't, it's just impossible not to at least glance. And it's not like, look, it's one thing if a guy got into the thinker position and is really studying that ass, that would be weird. We're talking about what she counts are just quick, quick casual glances. And the only reason you see them is because you got a camera on these people. That's a violation of like, what would you call this? I think it's a violation of the deal between men and women. I think we have a we have an uh, uh, an unspoken deal, which is you're gonna dress sexy. We're gonna notice, but we're gonna try not to come off like creeps. 
you're breaking that deal when you make videos like this, and uh, I don't know what that's going to cause. Uh, actually, it's causing uh, some of these whores to get kicked out of their gyms and have their membership revoked, and I think that's appropriate. I think that's appropriate. Get the fuck out. You're causing problems for everybody. Anyway, it's very interesting. That she's the sort of person he wants, but remember, he did pick Mike Pence. He didn't yeah, choose like a fire. That was a big mistake, and I think he knows that. So I hope he doesn't repeat it breathing you know radical the first time so he went for the most revoltingly false christian he could find and he did That's quite true. well and he doesn't need that anymore because now the fake no, no, christians no. he's have a fake patriot i don't think he's a fake christian i think he believes a lot of the shit that he says uh, uh he even like won't have uh, lunch with women who are not his wife which by the way that's a good idea i don't like mike pence a little bit that's a good idea uh but do what you want but um no, he's just a, he, he was just not a patriot. He uh, he he didn't have the backbone required uh, to do what was what was needed, and uh, and what was needed was completely legal, completely constitutional, completely legal. He didn't have what it takes. Have their messiah. That's true. You know, but it's interesting. All the media were the bad guys to me on the Iowa caucus results. If Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis were one person, and honestly, we're not that far from that, uh, it would have been a fifty-one forty-nine caucus yeah. result, right? I mean, this was not a landslide by any means. 86 it was a landslide. What are you talking about? It was a record-breaking landslide. Percent of Iowa Republicans stayed home. About 7% for Trump, 7% for the other ones. So 93% of registered Iowa Republicans did not vote for the president of their party for their incumbent president. Yeah. Nikki Haley is a bit of an outlier here, but it, she's another symbol of the fact that this guy's got problems in his own party. Mm -hmm. He's literally their president, and he can only get 51% of the vote in a state as white as Iowa. That's a hell of a narrative. We'll see what comes out of uh, New Hampshire. All right, let me uh, read some of these super chats. We're taking him through Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash hard news network. We're also taking him through Entropy. Uh, entropystream.live slash app slash hard news network. Also, YouTube uh, nuked the soft gentleman's bathhouse, which we were using for a uh, moderate portion of our uh, monthly income, about 25% or so, depending on the month. So we're trying to rebuild the bathhouse. You'll see on the screen on the bottom left, we have our uh, a goal. And we're, I appreciate everybody that has signed up so far. I haven't uh, checked... So uh, this number might not be completely accurate. It, it, it might be higher. Um, anyway, if you want to help us do that, subscribestar.com slash hard-bastard, or you can go to Rumble, rumble.com slash user slash network and click the red subscribe uh, button. I was going to... So these, these kind of membership things, we've had two drives so far, I think where we hit our goals and then uh, what was supposed to happen in the first one is uh, Soft Gentleman, my left-wing homosexual brother, uh, was supposed to write a book called What a Bigot Would Say. It's a guide on how to be a, a virtuous liberal. And so we hit that goal. That book came out and that you can download. Uh, you can go to Rumble and click the description. You can download that via PDF for free. Uh, then we did another one, and we uh, hit that threshold. And so for that one, I wrote a guide on uh, propaganda techniques from the corporate media. You can also download that one. So I was going to do, as the third one, a, a new show to see if we could tie that in. But then, of course, the uh, bathhouse 
uh, gets nuked, and it's kind of a setback. But I'm I'm just gonna go. Th- I've been doing a lot of prep for this uh, show, so we're gonna just do it anyway. We're just gonna we're just gonna fucking throw everything out there, and grind our hardest, and we're gonna see where we end up. So we have a new show coming. It, it, it does not change anything as far as the format of what we're already doing, right? So the, the streams will remain Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern in this exact format. The new show is going to be a, a different format. Same subject matter, though. Still politics. I'm not covering shit that... It's not like going to be a video game show or anything like that. Same, same shit. So whatever... You know, if you watch the show, there's things that happen on the days that I don't stream. So obviously... On the show, we'll be covering those things and, you know, anything else from the previous night or whatever. So same same type of content, but completely different format, shorter. It'll be about an hour uh, to 90 minutes. At the end of the show, we'll have a, a segment where, you know, if people send Super Chats, we'll read them and we'll still still do that. Uh, but a completely different format, and uh, we'll see if people like it. If they don't like it, no problem. We'll we'll do it. Di- you know, we'll try something else. But um, it's it's uh, it's off of YouTube completely, though. And part of that is because of the ridiculous copyright uh, mechanisms that they have, that they make fair use almost impossible. And so, um, so that's basically, it's, it's going to be without those restraints, and we'll see what happens. So again, first week of February, they will air uh, Monday and Wednesday. So I normally don't stream Monday and Wednesday. This show will air probably 8 Eastern, 7 Eastern, something like that. And, uh, and so, yeah, so, so look for that in the future. And again, if you want to support our efforts, subscribestar.com uh, slash hard-bastard or on Rumble. Or if you go to Rumble, any of the, uh, any of the um, different options, Super Chat, we have all the links there. Uh, also, if you're not able to donate, it, it, which is understandable in this economy, uh, watching, absolutely helps whether you're watching live whether you're watching on the archive uh also and i think this is what i'm going to really ratchet up with the new show the new show is going to generate a lot of clips uh and i'm going to i'm going to uh, going to try to go hard on really having lots of clips available on twitter uh bit shoot on all the sites and so when that happens feel free to share those on all the social media that would be a way that, that you can help that does not involve uh, finances. Okay, so we have a super chat here from Hog Mama. Hog Mama says, "Hey HB, Hog Mama checking in. How's it going? I want to tell everyone today about where I live. I live down in South Florida in a little trailer park named Hogland Trailer Estates. Hogland is unique. It's the only weight restricted trailer park in the world." 600 and up is the rule. That's right. If you're not 600 pounds or more, Big Betsy, the gal who runs Hogland, will throw your skinny ass out. Every year, Betsy brings in a cattle scale, and we all have to weigh in to make sure we're not too thin for Hogland. It's great living around other women of my size. You might be wondering how big gals like us fit in trailers. Honestly, I was wondering about the smell but okay anyway well we all got double triple and even quadruple wide trailers my grandson added a a ramp to my trailer for my electric scooter and made the front door twice as wide for my big sexy ass to get in and out my grandson even installed a hydraulic lift in my bedroom to help me get out of bed i tell you hogland is paradise 
for a big lady. Well, there you go. If, you, uh, if you're 600 pounds and you want to live in a trailer park, check out Hogland. Although apparently they're sticklers. You got to make sure you're over 600 pounds. So uh, I guess there's a lot of eating uh, when it's time to weigh in. That's a hell of a thing. Very interesting. All right. Well, there you go. There you go. What's the... Um, yeah, I, I, I saw, like, they have these houses. You just, you can just, like, order a house. I'm sure you could do this up here. But I see this a lot uh, where I go. Well, maybe not a lot. I see this somewhat where I go when I'm down in Florida. You can just order a house, and they fucking deliver the house on a truck. And bang, you got a house. Boom. That's it. That's pretty fucking easy. I like easy. I like easy. I don't need... Uh, look, my apartment's very small, and I don't give a shit. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's not like the smallest one ever. It's not like New York, okay? But it's a one-bedroom. For me, it's fine. You know, if I had a, a ton of people in here, it'd be a different story, but it's it's fine. Um, yeah, these houses, I, I, I saw one. It, look, it, it looks like it's a house. It's a house. It's one floor. And apparently, if you have to get the fuck out of town, you could just move your house. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'm a fan of that. And I think they're cheaper than uh, regular houses. All right, let's see here. Um, now we have uh, Silky Johnson says, uh, HB, ben, ben Glebe strikes me as one of those convenient kikes. Again, I'm quoting. An asshole that gets his panties in a twist when he gets a chance to lord over people and try and force them to suck the cock of the narrative, though I'm sure he loves the baby penis sucking. Yeah, the thing about those knockdown drag out debates on TYT like that, it's just so fascinating how neither side can acknowledge the fucked up shit that, that their side does. That's all. It's just really, it's just, um, I will say Chink to, to a degree does. Um, but I think a lot, I don't think he says a lot of the things. I think he believes a lot of the things that Hassan Piker believes about the situation. Um, but he, he won't say some of those things. I think I could be wrong about that. But yeah, Ben particularly, his inability and like, look, you're gonna, you gotta come up with better arguments. First of all, when he says, well, those are Hamas's numbers. Great. Uh, let's cut the number in half. Now let's, like, even if you cut the number in half, that's a lot of fucking casualties. And um, it's a more honest answer to say, yeah, fuck them people. We're going to build a theme park. We're raising Gaza and we're going to build a theme park. You're at least being honest in that situation. But this whole, like, oh, most moral army in the world, very compassionate. Okay, you can keep going with this, but people are looking at this and they're like, yeah, okay. Most moral army in the world? What does that even mean? There's no most moral army. That's like, uh, that's Democrat labeling. That's Democrat labeling. You know, they'll be like, oh, this is the election integrity project. <laughs> yeah, but they're stealing elections. It's the complete opposite. Anyway. All righty. We got, uh, Silky also says, HB, it warms my heart that even though you and your rabid homosexual brother disagree on many things, you stand up and defend his right to speak his gay mind. And call out YouTube for their evil homophobia. Maybe he should start uh, What's in My Ass channel. <laughs> yeah, just don't talk about anything political. Because, yeah, I mean, this is, it's election season. They're coming for everybody. If they're coming for the soft gentleman, they're coming for everybody. Holy shit, it is a hell of a thing. 
Yeah, rabid act of homophobia from from YouTube. Holy shit. I think there was a breaking news here. Let's uh, let me check here one second. Uh, uh, P. Oh, okay. One second. Uh, Mojack420 says, uh, I caught withdrawal consent on YouTube that actually talked about the Holocaust and not sucking the kaikok. Also, a Christian channel was reading from Martin Luther's The Jews and Their Lies. And then he also closes this super chat with, um, and I'm quoting, nigger faggot, unquote. Um, interesting. Yeah, I think, um, oh, and, the, and there's, is there a, uh, and good luck. I wish you Godspeed. I hope you figure it out. There's an organization I forget what they're called, but they're trying to have an open debate about the Holocaust. There's like an organization that, that's trying to do that. Look, everything should be openly debated, including that. So I wish them the best. And you got balls of steel. Because like, the shit that they're going to try to do to you is going to be crazy. So good luck on that. And uh, yeah, more people are talking. More people are talking. It's really, I mean, you know... When I was watching E. Michael Jones, I'm familiar with him. I'm not as familiar with Whitlock. I know Whitlock was a sports guy, and he's not really AIDSy. Uh, he says things. He was with uh, Clay Travis. I don't really mind Clay Travis. For, like, sports and stuff, I think he's fine. Uh, you know, whatever. But when E. Michael Jones is saying what he's saying, I'm, like, looking at Whitlock, and I'm trying to figure him out. But at the end, when he was like, when, you know, you, you're going to, after what he said, the host you're going to see, because a, a cucked host, a cucked host is going to go on the, I condemn it. But by the way, it's not up to you. Like that's the whole rigmarole about condemning. It's not even up to you. E. Michael Jones is responsible for what he says. Okay. So if you have a problem with what he says, you should talk to him about it. Talk to Wicklock about things he says. Just because this whole thing about you're responsible for the words of your guest, it's a trap. It is a censorious trap. It should be rejected. So I'm watching him. I'm like, all right, what is he going to say? And he's like, sir, you're fearless. And I'm like, okay. All right, I'll take that. That's, yeah, okay. You're, you're fearless. And it, well, what did he say? You're speaking the truth? Holy shit. Okay. I don't even care about that. You you don't have to agree with them. But just don't cuck. Don't cuck. And so far, I don't think he's cucked. So now we wait to see. Because definitely calls... There's no way calls have not been made to the blaze. That's impossible. Man, if you can get away with that, then what's the next thing you can get? You gotta, you gotta expand this fucking Overton window as far as possible till it breaks. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay get to some uh, breaking news here uh let's see first we have uh, let's look at this one second what was this one? Oh, this guy by the way who's this guy what's his name damien hold on a second oh Look, I, gotta I don't put care this. if things oh, no, are no, no, three years old uh, yeah damon amani so from what i understand this guy makes these videos they're pretty good where he puts himself on the tv shows and says like funny shit um, someone's going after him now because I think he's reached a point in his um, it, it, he's reached a point in popularity where they're starting to go after him. I don't know if it was Media Matters or USA Today, but these are clearly memes. 
This is clearly satire, and they're fact-checking it now. And you know what that means? You know, if you get fact-checked on, like, Instagram or Facebook, they reduce your visibility. And I think also on Twitter. Twitter's got to fix some shit. Anyway, let's see what he did with this one. Look, I don't care if things are three years old. Uh, I don't want to forget. And I think Americans have a very short attention span and we have a very short memory. And I think... Anna, I actually agree with you on the decreasing attention span. But it's sure interesting that you have all these selective memory options where you choose not to forget about the January 6th while you have forgotten all about the BLM riots. We don't need to remember that, right? I mean, down the memory hole, when the rioters literally tried to take over the White House, to the point that the Secret Service had to move Trump to the White House bunker. Do we care about that? Do we need to remember that? How about when the Rui Wade protesters took over the Wisconsin Capitol? That was as recent as 2023. And you're not Joe Biden, and you can't blame your dementia for forgetting about that one. That's awesome. What? That's very well done. You know what I love? My favorite is when people take this seriously. There's people that think this is real. There's that comedian. Um, did I mention this already? I, I might have mentioned this. Uh, who, who's the guy? Oh, he's um, shit. What the hell is his name? He did the he did a really good parody of the Hanukkah song um, about Jews. What the hell is his name? Anyway, he did it. He did it. He, he, oh, he's Ryan Long's uh, co-host. I think, you know, it's funny. Their show, I think, is called The Bathhouse. That's hilarious. Whatever the name of uh, Ryan Long's co-host is, he did something similar to this. He had a press conference where he dressed up as a New York official and um, started talking about the Jew tunnels. And, and, there were people that thought it was real. That's that is that's my favorite. Uh, oh, Danny Polishnuck or whatever the hell his name is. Danny, yeah, Danny. I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Um, yeah, and he's he's he starts off the press conference normal, and and he has like people standing behind him, but it was like obviously a green screen. But people thought it was real, and uh, he starts talking about like blood libel and all this stuff. Fucking hilarious people took that serious. That's fantastic. Oh, also, speaking of the Jew tunnels, did you see the fact check from one of these outlets? They were like, there were no mattresses. What do you mean there was no mattresses? It's in the video. We all saw the mattresses. You're going to just say there's no mattresses? Hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. You can, you're better off explaining, come up with an explanation. Oh, they were trying to build a fort. They were teens, and they were building a fort. Remember when you used to build a fort when you were a kid? Same thing. That's a better argument than just telling me that what I saw doesn't exist. That's not going to work. Anyway. All right, let's get to some breaking news here. Breaking our parents' news from Mojack420 here. Dozens of Israeli settlers stormed the Alaska Mosque as Gaza turmoil continues. Oh, man, this is... Amid Israel's ongoing offensive in Gaza, dozens of Israeli settlers stormed the Alaska Mosque compound in Jerusalem on Wednesday morning. The Palestinian news agency Wafa said the settlers entered the mosque in separate groups under the protection of Israeli forces. According to eyewitnesses, the settlers conducted provocative tours within the mosque's courtyard and performed Talmudic rituals near the Dome of the Rock. 
<clears throat> Known as the Temple Mount to Jews, the Alaska Mosque holds immense religious significance to both Muslims and Jews. This has made the mosque a long-standing flashpoint of conflict between Israel and Palestine on who has the right to worship on the Jerusalem site. In addition, Israeli forces detained 55 Palestinians, including three women, during raids at Palestinian-owned homes in the West Bank and East Jerusalem this morning. The news agency said the Israeli settlers engaged in acts of violence and attempted to seize Palestinian lands near the northern Jordan Valley. Yeah, but they warned them first. <laughs> The settlers also encouraged... They didn't mean to. <laughs> These settlers also... And by the way, it's just as retarded when the fucking pro-Muzzies are like, oh, they're, they're just... Uh, oh, they're all colonists. They're all uh, colonists, including the babies. Get, yeah, okay, whatever. Anyway, it's funny to watch them argue. These settlers uh, also encroached on farmers' lands and attacked sheep herders in the area of Nabi al-Ghazal all while enjoying the protection of the Israeli army. The situation has been deteriorating for a month now, marked by widespread destruction and tragic loss of life among Palestinians. The Palestinian death toll uh, due to Israeli aggression has tragically surpassed 10,000, with the majority of fatalities occurring in Gaza. The Israeli military's actions have led to the destruction of over half of Gaza's residential units, displacing approximately 1.4 million Palestinians. In addition, the occupation forces launched hundreds of attacks on medical facilities in Gaza, while hundreds of displaced individuals sought refuge, resulting in 16 out of Gaza's 35 hospitals being inoperable. Well, there were guns in there, so no problem. All right, thank you for that breaking news from the internet from Mojack420. If you have an article that you want read on stream, 10 and up, details in the description on Rumble. Aunt Jenny says, hardest of bastards show on off nights. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Like I said, first week of February. And uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see. Okay. They're upset because a Trump supporter said a lot of profanities and they had to bleep him out a lot. Sounds like my kind of guy. Would you rather have four years of Donald Trump as a dictator like or four years of Joe Biden as a president? Four years as Trump as a dictator. How come? From all that I saw him do, I just, I like everything he does. And Joe Biden, I haven't really approved of nothing he does. He seems like he likes to back down on everything and he can't hold his power. Donald Trump did say, as we talked about this on his first day, uh, he was going to be a dictator. And would you rather have four years of Donald Trump as a dictator or four years of Joe Biden as a president? Uh, four years of Donald Trump as a dictator, if he's going to make the country better, you know, I believe what Donald Trump says. And, you know, if he says it, then I'll go with it. And if he wants to be a dictator, then so be it. He'll, he's the president of the United States of America and he would be my president. And you, ma'am, would you rather have four years of Donald Trump as a dictator or four years of Joe Biden as a president? I think Joe Biden is not a president. I think that he... Um, is told what to do. I think that the government, there's a huge, big, more issue going on than just him. Like, you know, he's um, being told what to do. I feel like like they're just trying to control, you know. Um, and I think Trump would be, I mean, I love Trump. I think everything he says is honest and he's looking out for each and every one of us and the country. So all this does 
is show how bad of a president Joe Biden is. Okay, that's because people would rather have a dictator than Joe Biden. And part of the reason is Joe Biden acts like a dictator. He's locking up his political opponents and not just his political opponents, his his political opponents, voters. So what difference would there really be from the dictator standpoint? Okay, so all it's showing you is that Biden fucking sucks. Country's best interests. Donald Trump said on day one he's going to be a dictator for a day. No, he's not going to do that. He's just he's just riling his enemies up, his political enemies up. I think that's true. It's the it's the Rosie O'Donnell uh, joke. It's he said it just like he said. Only Rosie O'Donnell, only for a day. And then he said he would drill and uh, what was the other thing? Secure the border. Yeah, that's that's fine. That's all he's doing. What he's going to do on the first day, all that stuff Joe Biden did on his first day, signing all kinds of things that stopped everything that was good for this country. He's going to put them things back into place where they should have been, not taken away. Would you rather have Donald Trump as a dictator for four years or Joe Biden as president for four years? You can't even call Donald Trump a dictator. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, by the way, I'm not. I'm just saying, would you rather have... Donald he's Trump going to be a dictator. He's going to go in. He's going to do the job. See, I like I like the people not accepting the framing of the question because the question's a trap. Don't don't accept the framing. Good job. That's supposed to be done. He's going to do what's right for this country, not what's wrong for this country. Hypothetical. How about they investigate the Democratic Party, the Clintons, the Bidens, and a whole bunch more? The only reason. Some of these people are even in the news is because they're stupid. They leave their laptop. If that laptop was never been found, That's it true. wouldn't be an issue. That's true. They're stupid. They're so arrogant because nothing happens. 100%. They got caught and nothing happened. You got all the evidence in the world and still nothing happened. So how is that a deterrent from anybody doing more of the same? When there's no accountability, they just run wild. And there's going to be even more. Can we talk then about the 91 indictments against him and how those sit with you? You got your bleeper ready? They're bullshit. How's that? They're bullshit. They're media concocted bullshit to influence the... It's 100%, 100% accurate. ...election. The people that don't pay attention, they hear what you just said, 91 indictments, felony indictments. Well, he must be a criminal then. They're bullshit. A lot of people think it's the most important election of their lives. Is it that way to you? Yes, sir. And what would it mean to you if Donald Trump were to lose again? It would suck. <laughs> How come? Because he's a good president. I believe in a lot of stuff he believes in. Like what? Tell me, tell me a little bit about what, what, what you liked about him, why he was a good president. Well, he, put this, he got us back on track with a lot of different countries. He, he did a lot of things with the different stuff in the United States here. Brought stuff back, pipeline, all that stuff. And what, what did the pipeline accomplish? Well, it's a lot more that we do our stuff here instead of trying to get it out of the country because then we have more problems bringing it back and getting a lot of our stuff back into the United States. That's true. So what, what's the controversy in this video? All these people, very reasonable, but now they got to paint them as evil and dangerous so we kind of have a i don't know 
this is like the Sudafed. This is this reminds me. The tactic reminds me of oh look at that open drawer with the Sudafed. Trump had red stuff on his hands, and they're all like, oh, it's syphilis. Uh, really? Syphilis? Donald Trump has syphilis? Do we have any answer dead? on what, what's on Donald Trump's? Like, Donald Trump has, has uh, his, his hands are yeah. bleeding. Looks like he has is a sore. No, is it magic marker? Because it looks like he has a sore on his index finger there. I don't know. I, maybe yeah. it's magic marker. The internet has uh, gone into full sleuth mode uh, to basically figure out what the hell is wrong with Donald Trump's hand. Now, as former President Donald Trump left Trump Tower for the E. Jean Carroll testimony yesterday, uh, people were quick to notice the red splotches on his hand, which literally looks like blood. He literally has blood on his hand. Um, now, some people were quick to make jokes saying that it was the jelly from the jelly donut that he ate, ketchup from last night's McDonald's run, red ink from secret documents. Uh, but some people, like Democratic operative James Carville, took it in a completely different direction. Let's watch. If you go to the Drudge Report, and I think it'll still be up, there's a story that talks about Trump having hand cuts, and you can link to it. They don't look like cuts to me, they look like sores. And I've asked a number of MDs what medical condition manifests itself through hand sores, and the answer is immediate and unanimous. Secondary syphilis. Oh, all right. My I God. think I think there's a good chance this man has to clap. You know, maybe the picture was doctored or whatever. But and then ketchup uh, dripped down the wall. But I, maybe this story will go somewhere. Maybe it won't. But I'm telling you, at one o'clock Eastern, I'm humping this thing like a young dog on old furniture. I okay. Uh, <laughs> wow. I've yeah. This is going to win you the election. I've never heard the phrase secondary syphilis. I didn't know what that was. It's universal. Every doctor agrees. Every, every doctor. They okay. just look at that picture and they go, secondary syphilis. So apparently, it's not a different type of syphilis. It's the same disease. It's just a different like stage of the disease. Um, and according to the CDC, a reddish rash can be down on one's palm during the secondary stage. And it's sometimes so faint that you won't, it's not secondary syphilis, guys. Like It's it's not even on the palm. Well, hold on, hold on. Now we're gonna have different theories and we're gonna give you facts here. This is okay. so dumb, okay. So I, I looked up famous people who had syphilis. Oh my God. Is this dog fucking the other dog on her shirt? There's dogs fucking on her shirt. Uh, okay, and Donald Trump was the first one to come out, so it must be oh, true. Oh no, I don't think they are. I think they're walking next to each other, but from a certain angle, it looks like they're fucking. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, so uh, th these are theories: uh, Christopher Columbus, uh, Al Capone, Hitler. Now the Al Capone one is pretty much confirmed. Uh, and but what happens? This has ties to Hitler. Of course, it does. Everything does. It was a possibility. What happens at the very end of syphilis is you lose your mind. It, it uh, you become deranged, etc. That's part of the reason why they thought maybe Hitler had it, but Capone definitely did, and uh, etc. So uh, Donald Trump, a little deranged. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Okay. In all seriousness, where the hell did he get syphilis from? Okay. So I look. Actually, wait a minute. He did have unprotected sex look, with the, uh, you know, with I don't uh, care. adult actresses. I don't and care. Stuff. That, you don't have any confirmation of that. Right, anyway, seriously, guys, this is the. Look, I, I think it's possible Donald Trump fucked horse, but uh, I think it's implausible that he fucked them raw dog.
Donald Trump, the germaphobe, is going to fuck diseased whores, sex workers, raw dog? I don't. I find that hard to believe. The only serious part of the part of the story. I'll get, There's we'll get, a serious part to the yeah, story. Yeah, there is, okay. and I'll get back to why he. I think he has uh, the marks there on his hand. But the serious part is, if Biden had that right now, every MAGA guy would be convinced for the rest of time that he had syphilis, plus gonorrhea, plus AIDS, etc. Yeah, they would, and we would make fun of them. That's right. Yeah, and we, That's right. They, we would see them as unserious people. So That's like, right. why so, do we want to join that cohort of unserious people? No, my point is, A, we don't want to join them. Correct. Okay, Correct. so be care like, don't listen to James Carville. Like, I, Carville, when he says Biden can't win, he's right. He's talking about facts and numbers. In this case, totally making up secondary syphilis and saying all the doctors agree, okay? Mm -hmm. So don't be like MAGA. On the other end, MAGA, do you see what happens when the shoe's on the other foot or the bloody hand is on the other hand? Like, when you guys make coup. What did we make up about Joe Biden? Cool stuff. You all believe it 100%, right? Mm -hmm. Like, but what? When they give me an example. They say it about Trump, I guarantee you every MAGA guy's outraged. I can't believe it, how dare you make up things? You I don't care, you make stuff all the, you make up stuff all the time. What, 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 it's just par for the course. It's doing 24 seven, right? So uh, like we're full blown idiocracy at this point. I know. So you I, are. I think that's why I'm so like, look, I don't care if people are having fun, whatever, do you, do you have fun? I guess I'm just sick of the circus, you get what I'm saying? Like I watched that. MSNBC segment with like a billion, like really you need a, a panel of 25 people to discuss Trump's bloody hand. They, they sound so stupid and it's just embarrassing. Like I'm sick of the circus. I just, I'm at a point where I look at the country and I look at everything that's falling apart and I want things to get better. But they're never gonna get better because everyone's distracted by the sideshows. Who gives, who cares about his bloody hand? It's, he probably well, there is a second serious point there. There, okay, because all of these politicians are super old, right? So Mitch McConnell had bruised hands, and so people are like, "Oh, well, that's weird. Why does he have bruised hands?" And then people are like, "I oh, don't worry about it. It's probably not a big deal." And then a couple of weeks later, yes, he had that neurolo likely neurological issue. Right. Yeah. So he had some issue. People said, "Oh, it's not that big a deal," and then it turned out it kind of is a big deal when he started freezing in front of the press conference. So look. These health issues for these 200 year old politicians are an actual problem. But I don't think this is one of those. And mm -hmm. the political system has secondary syphilis. That's, that's, yes, that's the yes, real problem. Yes, absolutely. Okay. The, the entire system has become syphilitic clowns. So, okay, now what's the real answer? Probably very likely what the doctors actually say is dry skin when it's cold is. Very, very normal, and sometimes it could do that. It'll crack. It'll, it'll crack, etc. Mm -hmm. And sometimes blisters, etc. But the other thing is, Donald Trump plays golf, and so that looks like the part you'd hold the golf club if you had dry skin and you have friction from the golf club. That's exactly what your hand would look like. The easiest explanation, by far, the most likely. Mm. Man, I gotta say, winter is really not friendly to your skin. Oh yeah, I have incredibly dry skin. Oh god, yeah. it's the worst. Nothing helps. Anyway. And then I hold up my hands, they're all bloody. <laughs> Secondary syphilis. Anyway, we No, gotta... totally fine, totally fine. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right, okay, next one here. Judge threatens to kick Trump out of the courtroom. His response is fantastic. I think this is, is this Pacman? A uh, judge, Judge Lewis Kaplan, threatened, failed former President Donald Trump with throwing him out of the courtroom as his attorney continued to embarrass herself day after day. We'll talk about that later. 
and Trump in the midst of this attacking E. Jean Carroll, the plaintiff on Truth Social, a humiliating 24 hours in Trump legal world. Let's take it from the top. Judge threatens to kick Trump out of E. Jean Carroll defamation trial if he disrupts court. Trump told the judge he would love it. He would love it if he threw him out of the courtroom. Uh, the federal judge presiding over Trump's defamation trial yesterday warned Trump he has the right to throw him out if he continues making audible statements during the proceedings. A quote, Mr. Trump has the right to be present here. That right can be forfeited and it can be forfeited if he is disruptive. Mr. Trump, I hope I don't have to consider excluding you from the trial. I understand you are probably very eager for me to do that. Kaplan said Trump responded while waving his hands. I would love it. I would love it. And Kaplan says, I know you would because you just can't control yourself in this circumstance to which Trump responded. You can't either. You can't either going with the I know you are. But what am I retort of sandboxes and playgrounds around the world? Um, he always has to have the last word like a petulant child. And Trump wants an excuse to be a victim. That's at the end of the day what he wants here. That's what he means by he would love it. And Trump going right on truth social and attacking E. Jean Carroll while this defamation trial was going on. Trump posting, quote, now that E. Jean Carroll has admitted to illegally deleting and destroying mountains of evidence, as well as it seems unlawfully owning a gun and buying ammunition, if Judge Lewis Kaplan does the right and patriotic thing, he will immediately dismiss the current election interfering witch hunt trial and reverse the unfair and biased result in the first sham trial, which was forced upon a very popular and successful president of the United States of America, me, the crooked Joe Biden directed conspiracy of hoaxes and scams is falling apart like a rotten house of cards. Make America great again. And Trump following that up. And again, the, these very statements may become evidence in the defamation trial. Quote, I've said it once and I'll say it again a thousand times until this ridiculous hoax was revealed to me by the fake news media. I never heard of Eugene Carroll, never had anything to do with her, never would want to have anything to do with her, never brought her into a locked changing room of a crowded New York City department store directly opposite the checkout booth. And then he goes caps lock and never touched her or in any way would want to touch her. The whole story is a made up and disgusting hoax like the now fully discredited Russia, Russia, Russia hoax and all of the others. This one is also conceived, funded and carried out by Democrat operatives like her lawyer, who I just beat in another scam case. OK, he goes on to attack people. Um, remember that uh, it has already been determined that Donald Trump liable name E. Jean Carroll and uh, did sexually assault her. In fact, the judge saying he is civilly liable for raping E. Jean Carroll. This very post, this very message may subsequently become further evidence of defamation. Yes, it's defamation to defend yourself against lying Skeletor. After the break, I will tell you about. So the next one here, Trump humiliated in court melts down afterwards. Yeah, real, real meltdown. Alina Habba is one of failed former President Donald Trump's attorneys. She's representing him in a number of different trials, including the E. Jean Carroll defamation trial. She had a very bad day in court yesterday, humiliation after humiliation, leading to Donald Trump stepping out of court 
and just saying, I'm the one who's been damaged here. I should be getting money. This entire thing should be ended. So let's take it step by step. Five major humiliations, blunders, problems for Alina Habba in court. There's a Newsweek article that enumerates them. First and foremost, she failed to properly introduce evidence. And um, Judge Kaplan explained to her, you can't read from documents that aren't in evidence and then told her she seemed to need a refresher about how to introduce evidence. This is the problem when you have TV lawyers working for so you. In you're court. not allowed to introduce evidence. And then when you try to make your case, they say, hey, you didn't introduce that as evidence. It often backfires. Number two, <clears throat> she was told that to speak to the judge, you stand up in his courtroom. She was then told to sit down when he determined that the period for arguments was over. She just remained standing and remained arguing, and she was told to sit down by the judge. Judge Kaplan elsewhere said that they are going to do it his way in the courtroom. Sounds like the judge is on a power trip room, not the way Alina Habba wants to do it. And that's all that there is to it. And then lastly, Judge Kaplan had to explain to Habba, it has already been determined that Trump sexually abused E. Jean Carroll. You can't now argue that they did not. Right. So you, you can't defend yourself, can't argue that he did not. You can't argue as a defense that that didn't take place because that has already been found uh, as part of this trial five different times and in five different ways. Alina Habba was completely and totally humiliated. I'm going to put up a little bit of a transcript on the screen for you here. This is Alina Habba not understanding what hearsay is. This is during direct examination of E. Jean Carroll. Um, there was a question to E. Jean Carroll. Do you remember when you wrote those? And E. Jean Carroll says, yes, in 1996 on A Dog in Heat and Mr. Right Right Now is 2003. How did those books do? Both of those books are still earning royalties and they also look dated to me. What's the name of the last book you wrote, Ms. Carroll? What do we need men for? And why did you give the book that title? And E. Jean Carroll says, because for 25 years I was writing the Ask E. Jean column and women had been writing into me complaining about men when I knew they really loved men. So that was a really confusing thing. At this point, Alina Habba uh, objects. She says, objection, your honor, hearsay speculation. She's talking about what women believed that wrote into her, which is, of course, ridiculous. E. Jean Carroll was asked, why did you write it? She's not testifying to the truth of what the women said. She's just saying this is what I heard from from women. Doesn't matter whether what the women said was true or not. The court explains, first of all, when you speak in this courtroom or any other courtroom in this building, you'll stand up. Alina Habba says, sure. The court says it certainly isn't hearsay. What else did you say? And Alina Habba says she's stating what they really felt speculation. And the court says, well, that's not offered for the truth of the matter. Is it Ms. Kaplan? To which Ms. Kaplan says it is not judge. And the court says, all right. The question was, why did she give the book the title? She's entitled to explain that. Alina Habba says, sure. It is stunning that a lawyer who is trying cases doesn't realize that it isn't hearsay. Now, it would be a different situation, for example, if there was a factual matter related to whether women who wrote to E. Jean Carroll 
genuinely felt that they didn't need men. Right. Then we would be talking about the factual basis of it. And then you might have a hearsay objection. But E. Jean Carroll is just saying I titled the book in this way because of the things women wrote to me. Whether the women writing to her genuinely felt a particular way isn't actually relevant here. Total and complete humiliation again for Alina Habba. So then Trump comes out and he's just furious and he says, I've been damaged. They should be giving me money here. Oh, the big take today was that she deleted and destroyed massive amounts of evidence. And we think that the both trials should be thrown out because (laughs) it's ridiculous. I don't know. Throw all of it out. He's already been found to have defamed her and to be civilly liable for sexual assault. And he's like, I just throw the entire thing out. They should be thrown out. And I frankly am the one that suffered damages. I should be given money, given damages. There you go. And that's where that is. And with that being said, I'm heading out to New Hampshire. Thank you very much for being back. (laughs) So that was a meltdown. That was a meltdown. Can you imagine Trump has think think of the sick nature of this. Trump has fans who cheer for him outside court proceedings in which he's been determined to be a civilly liable rapist. Yeah, but faggot, they don't believe that they don't believe that they show up and they cheer for the guy. It's a sick world out there. And the next question is, is Trump actually sick with something? This is a wild story. Let's what a crack of shit. Um, Visibly disoriented Trump brags about async cognitive test. The panic in New Hampshire does not seem to be abating for the failed former president, Donald Trump, who is now totally made up. You're just making shit up regularly speaking there almost daily rallies now in New Hampshire. So because you're having rallies in a place that you're having a, a, a vote coming up, you're panicking as Nikki Haley has surged and has tied Trump there in one recent poll. Trump speaking yesterday in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, visibly disoriented, bragging about acing a test in which he was determined to be cognitively fit because he identified a giraffe and a tiger, uh, a very, very strange speech. And the entire context, of course, continues to be Trump insisting that Biden's demented, but that he is cognitively sharper than ever. You only need to listen to a couple of these strange rants to realize that is very much not the case. Believe it or not, I don't feel I feel like I'm about 35 years old. I actually feel better now than I did 30 years ago. Tell me, is that crazy? I feel better now. And I think cognitively I'm better than I was 20 years ago. I don't know why. I said, doctor, you know, Dr. Ronnie, right? Ronnie, do you know Ronnie? Ronnie Jackson? I said, should I take a cognitive test? Because for a while in the way they were saying, this guy is so brilliant, he wants to take over the world. The next day, that wasn't working. This guy is like, unbelievable the job he's doing. We have to stop him. He's a genius. That was- <laughs> People were shocked at how much of a genius Trump was. Remember that, guys, when the generals thought he was so smart. Then they said, this is one of the dumbest human beings ever. And that wasn't working, but I didn't like that one as much. I mean, that was bad. So I asked Doc Ronnie, who is, as you know, the White House doctor for Obama, for Trump. I mean, great doctor. He's also an admiral in the Navy, highly respected admiral. Now he's- right. So he gets off track with Dr. Ronnie Jackson's credentials, but eventually he gets back to it and he brags. Listen, guys, I really did ace that dementia test. Perfect score. But 
But I said, yeah, well, I'm good at tests, so what's the story? He said, well, the problem is, you know, people will find out, and uh, if you do badly, it's not a particularly good thing. You don't want to have some guy get like, uh, like a disaster. I said, well, is that a hard test? It can be hard. I said, look, I got to take it because I got to shut it up. And I took it and I aced it. I think it was 35, 30 questions. And let me tell you, you know, they always show you the first one, like a giraffe, a tiger, or this, or that, a whale. Which one is the whale? Okay, and that goes on for three or four, and then it gets harder and harder and harder. And then it's it gets really, really hard. At one point, you have to, I believe, draw hands on an analog clock for like 11, 10 a.m. or something like that. And uh, remember five words also. Really tough test. And if you're trying to convince people that cognitively you're doing really well. well again, I Joe don't Biden, there's no chance he could take anything like that know that you should be delivering word salads like this one but we're also going I mean, this is total interference for what's happening to joe biden going to place strong protections to stop banks and regulators from trying to debank you from your you know your your political beliefs what they do what what is incoherent about this he's going to hopefully be able to fix the problem of aids commies debanking their political opponents they're gonna debank you from your political beliefs. They want to debank you and we're going to debank. Think of this. They want to take away your rights. They want to take away your country. The things you're doing, all electric cars, give me a break. If you want an electric car, good, but they don't go far. They're very expensive. We are going to debank. Think of this electric cars, not convincing, not convincing that he knows what is going on while talking about caucus results. Trump gets sidetracked and starts talking about how he used to drive a Rolls Royce. And again, I get that the pressure is getting to this guy. Ninety one felony counts, defamation trial. Nikki Haley now is tied with you in New Hampshire. In a That's totally made up. St. Paul, you've got a bloody hand that people think is syphilis. I get that the pressure is getting to the guy, but maybe that's a reason not to make him president again. Close to seven o'clock. I said one more. You just won the Iowa primary, you call it the Iowa caucus. I said, how did I win the caucus? I just got here. You know, the doors were still open to the army tank that I drive in. You know, we drive in, we have, we have windows that are like this thick. I've never seen anything like that. I call it an army tank. Good, yep. they sh you sh need to have maximum fucking security. But we just, I used to drive a Rolls Royce and now I drive in an army tank. But you know, the <laughs> army tank costs more money than the Rolls Royce, so you know. Cultists stood in line in the bitter cold and snow for hours waiting to hear this. Trump again claiming you need ID to buy bread. What? Have you ever been carded for pumpernickel, ladies and gentlemen? Same day voting and voter ID, right? Voter ID. You don't have voter ID. Why do the Democrats fight voter ID? They have voter ID. They have ID on everything. You buy a loaf of bread, you have ID. You, everything to get into a store. But they don't want it for one reason, because they cheat. They want to cheat. I have to tell it's completely true. They do cheat. Tell you, I bought a beautiful sourdough the other day. They forgot to ID me. It could have been completely inappropriate for someone my age to be buying that bread. And yet they let me walk out of the store with it like it's nothing. And then finally, this disoriented moment where Trump talks about corn in a really weird way. 
is continuing to raise questions as to what exactly is going on with Trump's brain. Learn that, and you know, we have more liquid gold and wealth under our feet than any other nation. We have more liquid gold, oil and gas, more liquid gold. Well, I just met non-liquid gold. You know where it was? Iowa. It's called corn. They have, it's non-liquid. That's my take. You have more non-liquid gold. They said, what is that? I said, corn. They said, we love that idea. You know, that's a pretty cool thought, isn't it? Yeah. That's a nickname in its own way, but we came up so with... So making up a nickname for word. corn means you have cognitive problems, according to David. But not being able to speak at all like Joe Biden, that's totally fine. Heard for a new couple of words for corn. There you go. Non-liquid gold. So here is his coverage of Trump's hand. Let's have a look here. Donald Trump's hands were covered in blood or bloody blisters yesterday when he entered a courtroom in New York. Take a look at this image wherein you can see Trump's hands bloodied in multiple places, visibly bloody marks. Are they blisters? Is it just blood? Is it a cut? This is really strange stuff. Now, immediately speculation went to syphilis, secondary syphilis. In fact, syphilis can cause skin manifestations, including exactly these types of blisters or bloody lesions. Now, syphilis is a sexually transmitted infection. It's caused by a bacteria. It has different stages. In the second stage, the secondary stage of syphilis, you can get these skin rashes and they can be anywhere on the body, including the hands. Sometimes they come with sores, sometimes open wounds. And you can also get with that fever, swollen lymph nodes, a sore throat, patchy hair loss, weight loss. There is speculation that Trump has indeed lost a bunch of weight, um, the rash. Uh, quite frankly, it can look exactly like this. It is treatable with antibiotics, often penicillin, depending on whether one is allergic to penicillin. The earlier you treat it, the better. And immediately speculation. And we're being clear that this is speculation going to syphilis. Now, there are many other possibilities here. Could Trump have had a nosebleed right before being photographed, wiped it with his hand, I guess didn't know he had blood all over his hand and then is waving to people. Sure. Is it possible that it's the result of a physical injury of some kind? Uh, maybe it is interesting that when Trump left the courtroom, you could still see traces of it, but it was mostly gone. Was it wiped off? We just don't know. Is it eczema? Is it psoriasis? Is it a burn? Is it a blood disorder? Was it frostbite? Is it an allergic reaction to some kind? Did Trump burn his hands carrying those pizzas in Iowa a couple of days ago? It is unclear what this is, but it is absolutely and completely bizarre. Will we get an answer? It's not completely clear. Is this indicative of some kind of more serious illness or problem? Genuinely don't know, but it is being looked at extraordinarily closely. If you have an opinion about what this is, by all means, please let me know in the comments and also let me know in the comments. Will we ever definitively find out what is going on with this? Sometimes it can be tough to maintain an emotional connection with your significant other. You might work in different places at different times. There might be a kid in the way. 
it can be hard to find time for date nights, especially because kids demand so much attention. What the Which fuck? Which is why I love our sponsor, Pear. He's, what is, he's shilling for date night? which is the app for couples. Oh the my app God. Will prompt you with a daily question oh, or shit. a game or a guided conversation, all oh, designed That's by okay. leading that psychologists. The, uh, and the point is deck. to just have a deeper connection with your partner, boost intimacy. Are you, are you fucking kidding me? He's shilling for dating apps? Build a deeper knowledge of one another. My girlfriend and I will use the prompts on Paired throughout the day to stay connected. For instance, we answered a prompt about what we remember most from the early days of the relationship. It really, <laughs> I don't believe this for a second. really helps us learn new things and there can be funny moments as well. An independent study found that couples using paired saw 36% increase in the quality of their relationship and Bullshit. giving a paired subscription as a gift is also a really great idea. You can try it free for seven days and get 25% off a subscription. Go to paired.com. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you to Damien Gershwin and also user 2123BF7C for signing up on Subscribestar. I have updated uh, the number. Appreciate everyone that signed up. If you missed it, YouTube nuked the soft gentleman's bathhouse, which was one of the membership options, and that's about 25% or so of our revenue. So we're trying to build it back up. On the bottom left, we have the goal uh, to get 50 memberships. And uh, so it, it, it'll, I don't know how long it'll take, weeks, months, whatever, but however long it takes, it's fine. And uh, but we've made great progress tonight. I appreciate everybody that signed up. Also, uh, I I'm I'm gonna go in. We're just gonna go into 2024 guns blazing. So uh, February. Well, let's figure out what's the first uh, day. February 5th. February 5th will be the debut of a new show. Now nothing's changing as far as the stream. So that'll be Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, 6:30 Eastern. There will be a new show Monday and Wednesday, completely different format off of YouTube. Um, and it'll be f for about an hour or so. And then at the end, we'll, of course, read Super Chats. Uh, so that'll still happen. And uh, and yeah, we're just going to go in guns blazing. And I think the key thing about this is going to be um, getting the clips from the new show and having them go as, as uh, all over the internet if possible. So we'll ask people to share them. We need to have uh, people who watch the show. You know how Salty has the Salty Army? We need something, but you, you should name yourselves. I don't think I should name you. I think you should name yourselves. So I think we, we need a name uh, for the viewership. And uh, so, yeah, think about that. And then we'll, I'll solicit the audience at, at some point for, like, names that they like. And then I'll run a poll. And then people can decide. And, uh, and then we'll have a, a portion of that group, whoever wants to, uh, when the clips go out. I'll put clips out each day of, of the new show. And uh, the show will have a better production value than the current stream. Um, and, but nothing crazy though. It's still, you know, let's, we're talking about real basic shit, but, uh, 
but uh, yeah, and then if you want to help with that, you know, you you can uh, put them all over social media, and uh, I think yeah, we're just gonna we, we got to uh, yeah, we just have to put everything into it, and uh, and see what happens at the end of the day. Uh, but again, thank you very much, everybody, who uh, signed up. Okay, so who did this? Hold on, is this Pacman or someone else? Oh no! This so this is um, so now they're fucking with these people. This is Trump Town. Apparently, in... there's something called Trump Town, and now they're gonna fuck with the people who live in this place or something. Boone's Mill, Virginia, and this guy owns this store. He has a hot, a piece of material uh, memorabilia, I should say, that is unique and um, a little weird. Not gonna lie. <laughs> mugshot was really hot and this stuff lasts probably about two months it stays really hot but the first week that we the mugshot came out we sold like 2,000 t-shirts what's that <laughs> that's uh trump's balls okay <laughs> whitey taylor runs a busy trump store in boone's mill a town no keep going <laughs> For fewer than 500 people in southwestern Virginia. We visited so, CNN is doing a hit piece on a guy that has a Trump store. Week after Christmas, with the Iowa caucuses just days away, Taylor predicted Trump would win the Republican nomination. Pause it just one business. second. There is a Rittenhouse is welcome in our house thing, and I just think like that merchandise is going to age very funnily as uh, oh my god as Rittenhouse gets George Zimmermanified and less and less people care about him. Like, yes, we, I don't think can, he's getting a cut of that. We can pause for a breath here because I think I heard a uh, uh, Bender choking on something while we were playing that. Um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't expecting like they were just the generic like truck nuts or whatever they are i know <laughs> but the guy was like those are trump's balls <laughs> i love buying yeah i love buying that and thinking they somehow like molded trump's balls in like plaster to get the perfect like yeah. and i know this seems a little on the nose but this man's name according to the report in mediaite is literally whitey taylor oh <laughs> whitey taylor out of boone's mill virginia that's, that's, that's about what you'd expect yeah it's like placeholder uh, i know right exactly <laughs> it literally it sounds like a character that would be in huck finn or something like that but um also why is uh he thinking so much about trump's balls like i got i i love the mercy didn't think about Trump's balls. He was asked, "What is this product?" And he said, "Trump's balls." Scenarioness of it, like yeah. if he was thinking about Trump's balls, he would have said to the woman, "You know the thing about Trump's balls," and then he would have talked about it. He's like, you know, it, it's hot for about two months, and then you got to everything that every argument they make almost is, "Oh, that person's a homosexual." Uh, nobody cares about the, even the like when the mugshot. And they have more gay people on their side. Are you kidding me? Came out. People like Crowder and Candace Owens are like, this is the biggest political moment in history. Yes. I like guys like this who have a better grasp. Of like, yeah, it'll be good for about two months of merch sales. Well, he says it's still hot. He says it's still hot more than the other rest of the merchandise. Um, but he's, you know, look, he's a capitalist. Yeah, the, the written house is welcome in this house stuff isn't selling that hot anymore. <laughs> no, you might get a sale on that. Yeah. Might throw that in. Free shipping. <laughs> we, the mugshot came out. We sold like 2,000 t-shirts. What's that? <laughs> 
<laughs> That's uh, Trump's balls. <laughs> Whitey Taylor runs a busy Trump store in Boone's Mill, a town of fewer than 500 people in southwestern Virginia. We visited a week after Christmas, with the Iowa caucuses just days away. Taylor predicted Trump would win the Republican. So people are posting some names already. Hard Mafia. I like that. Of course, I'm Italian. I'm biased. Hard Army. Glorious Bastards. I like that. Um, I'm going to write some of these down. And uh, I'm only in... I'll, I'll go to the other ones. Uh, this is the Rumble one. Um, yeah, I'll write some of these down. These are very good. Republican nomination, and then business would really boom. Can only get these here. <laughs> How much? Twenty dollars. Customers were bullish too. What the superfans bought offers some insight into what they want politically. The merch is not just simple campaign slogans. It's defiant, even vulgar, aimed at buyers who enjoy being mad at the state of America so and think there's one guy who will bolts. fix it. When yeah. Trump was indicted for all these different things, did people stop buying his merchandise? No, they bought it more. Why? Because they knew it was like Russia collusion. This is all just all bull made up bull Yep. Now he has gained a lot of people because yep. of this administration that we have now, yeah. You get we, people coming and saying Oh that? yeah, definitely, yeah. They'll just come in and say, Never again will I be that stupid, you know. I wanna gargle these truck nuts. Hi, welcome to the truck store. What have you observed about what people are looking for? People want to Sorry, uh, I'm gonna have they, to uh, rewind that just a little bit. Uh I believe I saw a flag that I want to uh, zero in on. Well, oh, yeah, well, you do that. I, just want to but I hope it's the most offensive flag that you could possibly think of. Ellie, um, there it is. Okay. Um, stars and bars. I think you can see a little friend, uh, the stars and bars. That uh, good. That flag's awesome. I'm, I'm glad it's there. Is, oh, no, no, uh, that was really visible in the first, in the very first shot of the, oh, really? the whole yeah, segment. Yeah, yeah I don't, don't think that's shocking. I feel right. like, you know, this store could use some anti-Obama merch. I know he hasn't been president for a long time, That's but true. I feel like that would just fly off the shelves. Right. Not even a like, single, oh. like, racist little bobblehead of Obama. Yeah, where's Hillary with, like, with a push-up bra or something? I, I saw a Hillary belongs in jail, uh, you know. Uh, they need to have the McDowell, Hillary, well, there's multiples. There's Hillary as a stripper. <laughs> That's fucking phenomenal. Uh... Uh, the uh, sitting on the prison toilet uh, that's also fantastic the one where she's a stripper she's first of all fat and disgusting and uh, she has flies all over her <laughs> uh, lawn sign but that was it no locker up none, no, none of that no yeah Hillary, just, crooked Hillary yeah I just this like guy making a shrine to another guy and then like imagining what his balls looks like. Those are Trump's balls. He tells them. I, I do. I do like that CNN <laughs> asked him for his like. <laughs> I do like that CNN asked him for his like a political analysis. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure Trump's gonna win the primary. I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, what do you expect from the guy that runs the Trump store? What do you think? Yeah, I think Nikki Haley's gonna pull this one out. We're yeah, really right. bastards. That's good. Did I say that? Anyway, right? uh, here's a That's cast good. iron uh, rendition rendering of her tits. Here we go. <laughs> about what people are looking for. People want our economy better. They they're very scared. I think because of the way things are going, they feel like. Um, where we're at right now is not is like stagnant. A lot of people like Glorious Bastards. Glorious Bastards is great. It's it ultimately has to be up to the audience though. So we'll do a poll at some point. I'm still uh, uh, looking over for names, um, but uh, yeah, we'll do like one big poll. 
and uh, and then the audience can decide. Were you interested in politics before Trump? Yes, and you know, it's strange, because I've always been Democrat. Really? <laughs> yes. So I yeah. am a firm no, believer in believing in a person. A lot of people saying glorious bastards. That's a lot. And you know what? Why don't we just run a poll? Let me work on this. Uh, what's that called? Straw poll? Let me run a straw poll. There's a lot of people who want that. System that's going to make positive changes. I think in the past, I made some quick judgments about my voting. And so I'm very more selective and it's more thought put into it. Sounds What's like coming up right now? Who knows? The more the Democrats talk about uh, mega crazy people, then, it, you know, something will spin off of it. Within a hundred percent. Sorry, I agree with that. They need to stop talking about MAGA, which the premise of that is uh, Republicans have a giant popular base that's really excited. And keep talking about just Republicans, the freaks that everybody already knows that they hate. And when when somebody like Biden says MAGA, what they're doing is saying like, I'm actually like, I wish I could just deal with the uh, representatives here. It's the uh, plebeians, the mob that's forcing them to right. act in ways that I don't like. And it is extreme. It's political poison, in my opinion. What's that flag with the the uh, Christmas tree yeah. on the back? Would you say? Which it's like one? a flag with that? like a Christmas tree in the back. Yeah, like, like, like next to the Gadsden flag. It's like Did a, you see uh, it now? Oh. Yeah, it's right there. Like, next oh. to, like in between the Gad. I don't. Um, something. Appeal to heaven. Appeal to heaven. Appeal. Oh, like a Christmas tree. That, that's a very confused flag. But I mean, yeah, it might it's be because like the Oath Keeper's dog whistle. For, <laughs> I don't yeah, know about No, yesterday we played a clip of. I guess a, it was a flag used during the revolution up here per Wikipedia. It's uh, okay, uh, but with a Christmas excuse tree. Excuse the hell out of me. The appeal to heaven flag draws its meaning from the British philosopher John Locke's second treatise on civil government. Oh, Honestly, we should get that uh, flag and have like Sam tear it in half in the war on Christmas or something. Yeah. Um, we we did we yeah we played a clip yesterday of uh, Charlie Kirk saying that Taylor Swift had moved away from conservatism because she grew up on a Christmas tree farm and now she's against Christians. You know because. <laughs> is that true about her that she grew up on a Christmas tree farm? I, I don't know. Like I, I, I had heard that backstory. when I first. That was like the first thing I remember hearing about her is like, oh, this country music woman who was born on a Christmas tree farm, and all the women in North Dakota were loving it, and I was rolling my eyes. But mm. I think it's true. It's quite a uh, elf-like backstory. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a Hallmark movie backstory. Like she has to go back from like her big job in the city at a newspaper to run the family Christmas tree farm, and like a sexy lumberjack is on there, and you know. But secretly, she, but secretly, she's a pop star. Yeah, um, that, yeah, it's Hannah Montana, but yeah, same same thing. All right, well, um, I mean, don't girl explain to me, okay? Um, Emma knows the spy movies, not the uh, <laughs> not like other girls, okay? Not the not the secret pop stars movies like uh, Jim and the Holograms and the Hannah Montana movie. Totally. All right, demonizing normal people as usual. Here is uh, uh, Kyle Kalinske getting in on it, the guy that dresses like a homosexual prostitute from Miami. All right, y'all, so in honor of the new year, uh, we're going to watch a couple videos here. The Young Turks posted a, uh, a thing the other day. It's Michael Shore out at Trump rallies interviewing Trump supporters. And All right, I'm going to post links uh, periodically in the chat to the straw poll for the name of the audience. And they've said some. Well, they've said some wacky things. Let's just say that. 
and I wanted to go through 2023's craziest Trump supporters, uh, and we can mourn together about <laughs> the state of the country. Of Donald Trump as a dictator, or four years of President Biden reelected. You, you know, you don't have to like the words that come out of the man's mouth, but sometimes in life we all need a good paddling from the principal to to set our life on the right track. That was oddly sexual. That was oddly. Is he saying that Trump is uh, paddling us? He's the principal, or Trump needs to be paddled by the principal? Now, now, is he going to describe all the different ways he can be paddled? Okay. And this country does need a little bit of that. It, we need a little paddling. I mean, I was a problem child growing up, and it, oh, this is get this is dark. This is dark. This is this is like weirdly sexual and dark. And this poor woman sitting here like. Don't give away our secrets. How is being a problem child sexual? You're insane. Secrets. Stop giving away our secrets. Don't nobody need to know you're into some freaky stuff. Good leadership to set me straight. So I I think our country does need some of that. So I I hands down believe people wanted it four years ago, three years ago. So, But they didn't vote that way, right? I don't know about that. Do you, you think it was a stolen election? No, with, without a doubt. We, the other day, Donald Trump said on his first day he's going to be a dictator for... So again, I'm putting a, the poll in the uh, different chats on the audience name, so vote for the one that you like. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I like that. Would you rather have Donald Trump as a dictator for four years or re-elect Joe Biden for four years? I would rather have Donald Trump... I'd like to see the repeal of the Roosevelt Law so that he can be a president for a lot more than four years but we this country needs a dictator i hate to say that but it's the truth so again i think this is more of an indictment against joe biden than anything else Uh, at least he's saying what they really think because i don't think he's just indicative of himself i think this is like par for the course for a giant number of trump supporters if they were being honest they would say what he's saying yeah no we don't support democracy in no way, shape, or form. It's not like... You don't believe in democracy. Hey, we have institutions and they're flawed, but I support them. To them, it's like we have institutions. We shouldn't have those and just replace it with Donald Trump as an authoritarian. Thank you for saying it. At least he's saying it. Props for the honesty. Donald Trump said in a speech that on day one for a day, he would be a dictator. What do you think of that? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I, I don't know. Would you rather have four years of Donald Trump as a dictator or four years of Joe Biden as a president? Trump. As a dictator? Maybe. <laughs> okay, this one's not the brightest issue. Would you rather have four years talk, of uh, Donald Trump as a dictator or four years of Joe Biden as a president? Donald Trump all the way. Even as a dictator? Yes, yes. Even coming out of Slovakia? Yes, yes. This makes, okay, I wish there was a poll of Trump supporters now. I don't know if there is, but I wish there was to ask just point blank period. Do you support a dictatorship over democracy? Because we're getting a lot of yeses here for that. We're getting a lot of yeses. Rather have four years of Donald Trump as a dictator or four years of Joe Biden as a president. No, we have a dictator currently, so. No, so why not have uh, Trump as one? Okay, all right. I got more for you. Let's go. Tell me about the shirt you're wearing. I'm pretty. It says hang Biden for treason for everybody listening podcast style. Much speaks for itself. Is that something you would really like to see happen? Absolutely. Even with that. Why does she have like a 
like a 2005 Jersey Shore tan seemingly in the middle of winter. Why, why, what's going on? That's very bizarre. Fix dangling over it. What would Jesus think of that? Absolutely. He's, been a, he's not just a trader now. He's been a trader for decades. Everybody knows it. But, but again, you have Jesus hanging over, hang for Biden. Would Jesus be cool with it? What's the penalty for treason? Death. Oh, is that what Jesus said? <laughs> Jesus said, hang Joe Biden, or the penalty for treason is death? I'm pretty sure Jesus was a pacifist. Jesus. Tell, um, tell me that. Uh, thank you, Tessa, for posting it in Entropy. So I think yeah, all the major chats uh, should have it. Put him in prison for the rest of his life. Lies. I like how Michael Schur was able to. Lord of the News, Gunfox likes Glorious Bastards. It just seemed Glorious Bastards is getting overwhelming support. Talk her down from Hang Joe Biden to. By just... the way, whoever came up with that, uh, uh, props to you. I'm not sure who, who came up with that. Uh, you can post uh, in one of the chats if you want. Put him in prison for the rest of his life. Oh, okay. Thank you. What is it about Donald Trump, forgetting Joe Biden for a moment, that you like so much? What did he do for this country? What did he do for the entire world? world? What did he do? He's giving you the floor. Say, what did uh, Trump do that you love so much? Lower gas prices, taxes, uh, everything. Everything uh, was phenomenal under Donald Trump. Uh, everything was. Everything was. Everything. Absolutely everything was. And now it's <laughs> What What are we supposed to do with this? What are we? There's nothing that you're going to do. You're going to fucking take it. You're going to fucking take it. That's what you're going to do. You're going to tolerate it, you whore. What are you supposed to do with this? Look, I, I value changing minds and persuasion and discussion and debate as much as... No, you don't. No, you don't. Anybody. And I put my, my record up uh, on changing people's minds up against anybody's. But what am I supposed to do with this? You're supposed to do nothing, bitch. People are allowed to have opinions that are different than yours. I don't even think it's theoretically, hypothetically, philosophically possible to move somebody like this. Of course not, because you don't have to move them. They're allowed to believe what they want. There's plenty of people in this world that are not gonna agree with you on things, and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. She said literally everything was great under Trump and literally everything is shit right now. I don't know. I don't know how to get through to somebody like this. I don't know. I have no idea. Right now, specifically to you. So what are you going to do? You're going to hurt them. That's what that means. When they say, what do we do with these people? That means they're going to try to hurt us. That's what that means. That's a dog whistle. That's a dog whistle. Everything's bad. Look at all the wars going on everywhere. And what about the wars under Trump? What about when he illegally assassinated a top Iranian commander nearly sparked? How was that illegal? What are you talking about? That wasn't illegal. Working a war with Iran. What about when they tried to coup Venezuela? What about when he increased drone strikes over 400%? What about when he kept us in Iraq? What about when he kept us in Afghanistan? Trump what about kept us in Afghanistan? All of his aggressive, hawkish actions. What about hiring John Bolton, who is the worst neocon in the country, and Gina Haspel, who is directly involved with torture? Anything? No. See, but Trump's wars don't count because of stuff and things. Biden war, Biden's wars count. Do you blame President Biden for the for the wars that are going on? Absolutely. And the Democrats and Obama. I'm, 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 Obama calling the shots right now. It ain't Biden. Biden's. So it's Obama calling the shots? I believe so. Yeah, that's a good chance. What did he say at the end of his second term or after his second term? He said if he could have a third term and have a bug in someone's ear and run it from his basement. That's, he definitely said that. That would be good enough for him. And okay. That's true. All right, let's do more. Tell He's just going to dismiss it. He's just going to move on. 
but um, if, if Donald Trump does not win, what do you what do you do? I hope that I'm going to die. <laughs> you want to die if Donald Trump doesn't win? I don't want to live like this anymore. You like our country the way it is now? Hard for me to give credit. He's to a commie. He loves it. A person of, um, like Obama, for for all the reasons that, that I think are true about him, that that is not in the mainstream media. Like what? Um, well, uh, him and his favorite beau, uh, Michael. Um, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I meant that Michelle. Uh, I could go on. There's, there's no sense of going further. Now. All right. I mean, his wife. I mean, the person that he, he cooperates with. Yes. The mother of, of his his two daughters. Okay, say what you want, but I don't believe that for an instant either. I don't believe that uh, that Michael had any. He's going with the conspiracy that Michelle Obama is. Again, trying. again, you just got to watch the Ellen video. Uh, what else is that other than a penis? That's my question. I'm I'm open to answers. What is that? other than a penis and her name is michael and i don't like it gets to the point where the the conspiracy i don't care about anything else i'll give you the name i don't know what the name is is it michael maybe i don't even care about that i have one question and one question only in that freeze frame in the ellen video what is that other than a penis we'll start from there that's where we have to start and then we'll figure the, figure the rest out, the name and the relationship and all that shit. What is that other than a penis? That's the question. Are totally asinine and gratuitous, right? Because, like, okay, even if that was true, what does that change? <laughs> like, it literally... Well, they're, they're, what do you mean? Their, their entire thing is a lie. What do you mean? It means everything related to the children and the Obamas as a family would be one huge lie. What do you mean? It changes nothing. It's not true. It would change who the mother of the daughters are. That would be one of the things. And if it was, what does it change? It's, it's just I like... I just told you. Believing it whack... It would be changing the gender of the first lady. They, it would mean that they incorrectly called Michael the first lady. ...things for the sake of believing Should have been wacky. the first tranny. ...things so that you Or can... the first known tranny. Virtue signal like, bro, I'm the most intelligent. I figured everything out, and you idiots don't see the plain truth in front of you, even though this is not at all the plain truth. Michael, who? One <laughs> that you call Michelle Obama. That's his wife. They were. Okay, okay, all right. I think we can suspend this conversation because I don't agree. I, uh, you don't agree with that's his wife? I, I agree that's his mate. No, I think they've been after him so long that all of this is just a witch hunt, like he described it. I don't think there's anything Trump's done wrong. Nothing. Nothing Trump's wrong. 91 criminal... Uh, 91 found liable for sexual assault. Charges. He's done nothing wrong. Tried nothing. to overthrow democracy. Nothing at all. Literally nothing. That the desperate opposition is just after him. I mean, they started out, you know, and they've been after him eight different ways, and they're going to keep after him until they can get him in jail, I think. People can't see beyond this politicalization of the Justice Department, then... Politicalization of the Justice Department. She they, means they, politicization. They, you know what she means, faggot. Who cares? I would say they suffer from Trump derangement syndrome. There are people that think that you suffer from <laughs> How could she have Trump derangement syndrome? That doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, but... They she likes Trump, idiot. ...have an argument. They just don't like Trump. And you just love Trump. It's so... Yeah, but she's not fucking with people. You're fucking with people. Watching people who are hyperpartisan. You're hyperpartisan. Besmirch partisanship, as if like they're the solution to it. But you're not. Uh, you're you're hyperpartisan. By being hyperpartisan in the other direction, you could see me do fourteen thousand critiques of Joe Biden on a daily basis. These people have no. You are a whore for the Democrat Party. You are a total shill.
nothing to critique Trump for. What would you think the reset would have to be for Republicans? I would say things would get so bad it'll be uh, almost in a communist type of zone to where we may not even be able to farm anymore. If Trump doesn't win, we're going to go full communist and the communists are going to ban farming. Yeah, they're already going after farmers. Because, you know, that's what communists do. They ban farming. You are a moron. You are a fucking moron. Communists ban f having food because they think having food is a dirty capitalist trick. What a dumb fucker. Holy shit. You don't actually have to eat to survive. That, that was brainwashed into you by the capitalist system. In reality, you can subsist off of uh, breathing oxygen and being in nature. No food necessary. This is what the communists believe. Have you read the Communist Manifesto? Are you familiar with Marx and yeah, Lenin? Yeah, I, I, you can, why don't you show me? I have one on this helicopter here. You can, you can show me what your favorite page is and then we'll get on the helicopter. Uh, this, this is what they say. Let's, let's go full communist and ban the farms and ban eating. Again, I reiterate, how am I supposed to get through to somebody like this? When I could just reiterate the literal point. Well, you're a liar. You're a fucking filthy, disgusting commie that's pretending that there's nothing with commies in farms. You could either, you could look at history if you want to, or you could just look at, and people are pointing at this out in the chat, you could just look at what's going on in Germany right now. It's totally ignored. Just completely ignoring. Completely ignoring. Was it the Netherlands? They were also fucking with the farmers. Canada, they're fucking with the farmers. They're like, oh, you're cows are farting you're gonna have to give up what did they want to get rid of 30 percent of the farms in the netherlands crazy they made and it sounds like satire in and of itself i don't know how to get through to somebody like like i would have to first uh, again you have no right uh, they're allowed to believe what they want convince him no joe biden is not a communist point number one point number two is they're not going to ban farming. But they already have done it in other countries, you bitch. You fucking bitch. So you're going to guess like this guy, and you're going to lie to his face, and then like a bitch, you're going to be like, I can't believe I didn't get through to him, because you're a liar. And he knows you're a liar. My God. Uh -huh. We're not talking about our worldview. Everybody's laughing at America because we have the weakest president we've ever had in the history. He likes everybody but America. He. So wait, which is it? They were Before they were saying... Oh my God, Biden's a warmonger. He's doing too many wars. Now he's like, oh, he's super weak. It can only be one or the other. Uh, both things can be true, retard. Pick one. By the way, the reality is he is kind of a warmonger. Backing Israel as they do a genocide of Gaza. Okay, so they're correct is what you mean. That's unacceptable. But they'll try to, just, literally any argument, even if it contradicts, it's just, I don't know, throw them both. I don't know, because I don't like Biden. Well, because he's crooked. He's gotten a lot of money, millions over the years with his son, Hunter. But the thing that is, Russia, China, everybody's laughing because we have no strength. We are not the America of 10 years ago. All right. Uh, the, uh, oh, my God, they're taking so much money. There was just the report that came out. Trump uh, took $7.8 million from foreign governments as president. Asshole. Even let's pretend that none of that went to the Treasury and that's all true. You understand? Where are we at with Ukraine? Like over $100 billion? You're going to compare seven million to a hundred billion? You fucking moron! Do you think this woman is going to be outraged about that? Do you think this woman is going to say he shouldn't be president because he's so corrupt? No, they're going to overlook that while they still talk about Hunter Biden. It's uh, what if she was just the greatest girl, the kindest, nicest, beautiful? Uh, you know, wanna... he asked this guy if he would date a Democrat. Uh, you know, had the same sort of social values as you. She voted for Democrat. 
maybe date her, but I couldn't marry her and live with her. It's too much. <laughs> now, I mean, look, try to convert. If you can convert, then everything's good. If you can't convert, oh well. You got to gotta, you gotta go There's for the conversion. There's plenty of people on, on the left who say the same thing. They're like, I, could, I couldn't date a Republican. You know, I, there's got to be some sort of connection in value system, right, and priorities. <clears throat> Gunfox uh, says in Rumble, HBM campaigning for glorious bastards. Vote today. Remember, glorious bastards. All right, so I'm putting a poll in the chat um, in, in Rumble, uh, uh, Entropy, and YouTube. Vote for the name for the audience. We're like seven years in, but... Uh, it is what it is, and uh, but I, I don't think for some. I just don't think it's appropriate that I come up with the name. I think you should come up with the name. So I think that I just said I think that works, and it looks like Glorious Bastards is very popular. Other names are getting votes too. Um, but uh, I will post the poll. I think the poll is 24 hours. So during tomorrow night's stream, I'll also uh, mention it. And like I said, tomorrow I'm doing a full stream, 6:30 Eastern, and then we'll do the call-in show after uh, tomorrow's stream. For a marriage to work so that's not it's not crazy to believe that i mean there are some relationships where there's total disagreement politically where they somehow worked out but i'd imagine most of them probably fail certainly more so than if it was two like-minded people so i don't i don't think that's crazy woke means to me it's like it's like policies and in the schools and companies that are forcing people basically to just go along with the tide when people are, a lot yeah. of people don't even want it, but they're just doing it because they don't want to fight. 100% accurate. Like LGBTQ rights, is that forcing people to... What you call LGBTQ rights, what you call rights. Not rights, I mean, like I said, everybody should have rights, but like I, it's really being forced upon children in schools, like the things that are being taught to them, like they're having, like parents don't have rights anymore, like they're, the rights of parents are being diminished and the rights of the government and the school system are being expanded. 100%. And so our kids are in danger. I mean, kids are getting mutilated and making choices. Like, would you let, if you had like a 10 year old kid, would you let them get a tattoo? Would you be like, yeah, you think you should get a tattoo? Yeah, sure, get a tattoo on, on both arms. No, you wouldn't do that. But we're, we're letting kids decide at, at like young teens and young, like 12 year olds that tr change your life forever, cut off your, your body parts. Gender reassignment, if that's what yeah, you're just all those things. Like those things should not be encouraged in kids. We're, uh, it's the old, you know, they're transing the kids. She's 100% correct. They have to stop transing the kids. That's why I support Republicans. Jesus Christ. You've got to be a Daily Wire viewer there, right? But I it's 100% accurate. I think she'd pass the physical to be a man. Or to be a woman, I'm sorry. Be a woman. What gives you that thought? Lots of reason to believe that. You think Melania Trump is a man? No. There's no video of Melania Trump having a penis. There's a video of Michelle Obama that I would argue shows an obvious penis. Obvious penis. What else could it be? Why, why, why would you think Michelle Obama's a man? Tell him. Tell him. It's okay. Tell him about the Ellen video. Come on. Um, I'm genuinely curious. Well, do a little research. There's no way he hasn't seen the Ellen video. Do a little research. Yeah. That's they go listen to Alex Jones. He'll give you the... No, you don't have to do any of that. Although his video with the commentary when she was coming out of the hotel is one of the all-time. That's one of my favorite Alex Jones uh, clips. No, Ellen video. You have to pause it just at the right moment. Penis head. Right there, penis head. I don't know what else it could be. Fact. It's like out there. What's out there is is the fact that uh, her walking out in a skirt and there's an obvious bulge where there shouldn't be one. <laughs> oh, and that's yeah, the not. green dress. The, uh, yeah, there's other ones. I'm not saying that it's only the Ellen video. I'm saying to me that's what I would use. Yeah, the green dress one. And then there's a meme, phenomenal meme. 
someone made on the internet where Obama's pointing to the bulge in the dress with this look on his face. It's fucking hilarious. What are the chances this guy beat his little meat? See, I told uh, you. Yeah, oh, you must be a homosexual. Michelle, Michelle Obama with a bulge. What are the chances? I think the chances are astronomically high. Pain. Uh, dancing on the stage with uh, Ellen DeGeneres. Yes! Uh, yes! Disparity in. Yes! <laughs> he called it disparity. Oh, that's a. That? I like that. There's an obvious disparity there. Yes! Yes, there is. There is an obvious disparity. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. That's. That's the best description. And, and, um, Here, hold on. We're uh, going. Degenerates. Uh, there's an obvious disparity in, in um, her gender. <laughs> they, they, they went after Richard Nixon. They went after Bill Clinton. And now the courts in See, several different if Kyle are- was actually trying to get to the bottom of this, he'd roll out that Ellen video and watch it and then commentate on it. But he's not going to do that. We're finding different things about Trump. Is there anything that could happen with him indictment-wise? that would say, all right, maybe this disqualifies him for president? Not for me. I'm with him to the finish. All right, thank he, you so much. He could stand on the front steps of the White House and, and commit murder, and I'm with him. <laughs> Explain that. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, look, uh, he's the only man we've ever had in my lifetime that stood for America as president. Now, I was a George Herbert Walker Bush man and all that, but... They don't anybody compare to Donald Trump. He loves this country, and that's why I love him. It's just, it's almost like Trump's ability to convince these people that he's, like, the Messiah, it's almost like wizardry. It's almost like magic. It's all emotional, right? He evokes a feeling from them. He just makes them feel good. I don't know if it's the charisma or the arrogance or the boss man persona. Right, but old white. Part of it is that your side is so evil uh, that uh, more and more people uh, hate your side every day and know that your side needs to be stopped by whatever means, again, politically, legally, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Um, That's also part of it. A lot of people like Trump because of his personality, absolutely. But a a, a part of it is a hatred, a, a hatred, a righteous hatred of arguably one of the most evil groups of people to ever exist that defend unconscionable shit. Uh, You know, double mastectomies on 12-year-olds, pedophiles, these pedophile men dressing up as women and reading sexually explicit books to children, in some instances exposing their genitals to children. That's happened multiple times. Drag shows for kids. I mean, this is like so over the top. Uh, The COVID shit, the vaccine. I mean, like the the, it's just it's uh, it's just never ending. It's never ending. So that's definitely part of it as well. White guy in a suit and tie who was an entertainer and a showman his whole life. Something about that. These guys just cream themselves over it. It's all emotional. It's all feel. None of it is actually, oh, he stands for America. What, well, what does that mean? What exactly has he done that makes you go, that's right? He gave us all health care. Wait, he didn't? He didn't give us all health care? Uh, he, he gave us all free college. Wait, he didn't, he didn't give us all free college? He, uh, he, he raised, tax, he raised uh, wages for everybody. Oh, wait, he, did, he didn't raise wages for everybody? 
Like, what is it? Well, give me something. Give me something. Usually with, oh, he cut taxes. He cut, it's overwhelmingly for the rich. That bill was over, 83% of the benefits of that tax bill went to the top 1%. It was not for regular people. It's just, he evokes, a, it's like, he's the, the old white man whisperer, right? He just, somehow. Yeah, it's only white people. It's only white people. Gets to all of them. They just fall for it immediately. And you're, I'm guessing, a couple of months older than me. But I'm going to say that, you know, looking back at some presidents like Eisenhower, like LBJ, uh, like Gerald Ford, like, um, you know, Reagan, Bush, who you mentioned. What, what about them didn't stand for America in the same way that Trump did? You know, uh, I think it's got to do with the times we're living in. We're, America's being assaulted. Open borders. Uh, Joe Biden deported more people. Faggot, than... 10 million goddamn illegals have been let into the country, you fucking bitch. See, this is the beautiful thing. People are, especially like if they're in your neighborhood, if you're in New York City, you're seeing it. So these people telling you, same with the economy, grocery store, you're going to the grocery store. So when they tell you there's no open border, they tell you uh, the economy's great, it, these are obvious lies that like that's the difference with this election like a lot of the <clears throat> a lot of these lies you don't have to look into you just have to go to the grocery store you have to go to the gas station or if you're in a place where the zerg is invaded it's right there so if you're undergoing any of that which most people are and then you hear this fucking guy or any of their people corporate media lie you just you, it's it's easy it's easy and i don't know if there's ever been an election season like this where the you don't really have to dig the, the issues are right in your face you, these issues are affecting you most people every day so, and they're choosing to talk about these issues although although a lot of it is they're they're pushing the Trump Washington DC masturbatory narrative but they know they're getting killed on the economy and they're getting killed on immigration so they do try to address it sometimes and then they just come up with this kind of shit like oh there's no open border and and uh, and and Biden is the same as Trump on immigration no who the fuck would possibly believe that who would believe that that's completely insane and uh then Donald Trump did and he kept in place a lot of Donald Trump's border policies so, yeah, open borders. Yeah, that's a that's a propaganda tactic. You're, you're just making talking point arguments. By Biden acting almost exactly like Trump with minor differences. Again, total bull it's just completely made up. You're just making that shit up. And now you want to hurt Trump supporters that don't believe your lie. Borders. You know all the issues. We all know the issues. And nobody stood under the attack that Trump stood under. And that's what it is. See, it's true. That's what it is. The more liberal elites and the establishment and the Democrats, the more they go after Trump, <coughs> even when it's totally legitimate. Sometimes it's not legitimate with Russiagate, but other times with, like, these criminal charges, it is legitimate. No, it's the same thing. The more they do that, these people just don't like the media and Democrats and elite. They just don't like them. They don't like Hollywood. And so they think, well, they're attacking Trump, which means Trump must be fighting for us. So that, that's how they think of it. But it's almost like it's this weird paradox, right? Because then you could never hold him accountable because then it just makes his base love him more. So what do you do? Look, the fact of the matter is, after the midterms, if there was just a total media blackout of discussing Trump at all, we would be past Trump and it'd be Ron DeSantis now. 
that would be the case. But no, I don't. Well, no, he. I think he would have. Well, the problem is, what do we in this hypothetical? Is he running the same campaign he did? If he ran a normal campaign and got competent people, I think he could have been more competitive. But I don't. I don't know if it was Trump's time. Uh, it certainly you got a boost with the indictments, and it lit the base on fire. If that hadn't happened, you might have had a closer primary, but I, I still think Trump wins it because uh, he's not done. And and I, I don't think DeSantis would have to have run a campaign convincing a good portion of Trump voters to vote for him. And I, I just don't know if he's capable of that. I don't think he's capable of that at all. They can't help themselves. They have to. It's like. They have to go after the shiny object, and Trump is the shiny object. He's the thing that makes the most noises. He's the thing that generates the most clicks. And so it's like they just can't help but go for it. But the media hates Trump, right? There's not that big of a difference media-wise between love and hate. Either way, it's a lot of press, right? The difference is between love and hate is on one side of the spectrum, on the other side of the spectrum is indifference. And they never could bring themselves to be indifferent <coughs> to him, even after he lost the election, after he was theoretically supposed to have gone away. They couldn't bring themselves to be indifferent. And that's why we are where we are now. You just said it. You just explained all that. What he's done, he's hanging in there. He's for us. He loves this country. And I'm going to support him to the end. I hope he wins. We need him. Last question for you, because then you got to go in. Um, what would he have done differently than President Biden that would have made you think that, it, that he would have been a better president? President Biden? Um, you know, Biden, to me, if he had not been a career politician, he might have been better, but he's lived in Washington all his life. I think we need term limits. I think we need to stop all these old people from running Washington, D.C. as corrupt. Well, the old people, I mean, Trump isn't, there's not a huge difference in age. Yeah, I, I should rephrase that. The old people that's been in Washington all their life. If you, if you said, look, here's- say, say one nice thing about Joe Biden to me. I can't. Fuck that. So you just Fuck. don't like Biden. Fuck oh. that. Because I, I've looked at Biden when he was, He's, he's just totally corrupt. How can you look beyond the corruption to say that this man could be a statesman representing the United States? Trump took $7.8 million from foreign governments as president. As and I believe gave it to the Treasury. But see, you're ignoring all the shit Biden did. Jared Kushner took $2 billion from Saudi Arabia. For what? What was the corruption there? You still haven't figured that part out. Oh, he sold secrets. All right, well, where's the evidence that he sold secrets? Donald Trump overlooked... And you know what? Notice what this fucker does, and I'll, I'll leave it here, and then I'll read these super chats. He just repeats headlines and talking points for everything. That's all they do. They just repeat They, they repeat headlines and talking points. All right, let's see. <clears throat> Michelle Kincaid says, I don't get the whole gym, don't look at me, please look at me thing. I considered it a bad day at work if I didn't get a bunch of stares back when I was in my 20s and 30s. It was a great time in my life. You did have to kind of do things to keep the haters from hating when you work in an office with a majority of women. So, like, depending on what your best asset is, you can show it off without looking like you are. So I'd wear, like, a cute top showing cleavage, but then add a blazer. Cute but classy, LOL. Yeah, well, I don't know, like, um, the dynamics of, like, if there's multiple attractive women at an office and then they all have their internal battles, That I know nothing about that. that that's probably... That could probably get kind of crazy, I would imagine. I'd know nothing about it, though. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, uh, it's the, the, the way society is with, like, TikTok and the, the attention economy is so 
destructive now. What's, what's good is I do think you're going to see more and more people do things like, well, first of all, some people make videos making fun of it. That's great. So the more that people make fun of it, the, the, the more chance you have of a person who's considering doing it, not do it. That's very powerful. That's something that I hope we can bring back uh, uh, in many areas. And um, so hopefully if like people, if, if it's widely mocked, women doing that in the gym, then you'll see it less. So that is one way that I do think that, that things are possibly changing. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Full Auto Mulatto. Thank you very much. That's very generous of you. Says, the bathhouse was a cesspool for gay merrymaking, but it was our cesspool. Hope this helps. Also, it does. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Also, you should consider making an Amazon wish list where viewers could buy you shit you want or need for life for the show. Love EHB. Never stop. Well, thank you. I have no plans to. Um, we have used it before um, f uh, the, um, the, uh, the whiteboard. We used it for the whiteboard uh, and some other stuff. And so, yeah. Uh, it, uh, oh, next whiteboard video will be out at the end of the month. By the end of the month, we'll have the next uh, whiteboard video out. <clears throat> also, just as, as he mentioned, yeah, YouTube has nuked the Soft Gentleman's Bathhouse, which uh, was the membership, one of the membership options, which is about 20, 25 percent of, uh, uh, of our income, depending on the month. So we're trying to rebuild the bathhouse through Subscribestar or Rumble. Uh, so if you want to help with that, uh, link in the description on Rumble to Subscribestar. It's also on the screen, subscribestar.com slash hard-bastard. <coughs> or you can go to Rumble, rumble.com slash user slash hardnewsnetwork and click on the red subscribe button. And I will update the, uh, the goal counter at the bottom manually. So if you sign up, you might not see it uh, updated immediately. Um, and uh, also, I guess I'll, I'll mention, uh, we have a new show coming out uh, uh, February 5th. So this show will air on off nights. So the regular stream will be Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, 6.30 Eastern. This will be Monday and Wednesday, probably 7 or 8 o'clock Eastern. Uh, different format, same subject matter. All the subject matter remains the same, politics, all this stuff. Um, but it's going to be off of YouTube on all of the other platforms. And uh, also, uh, you'll see in the chat, there's a poll. So what we're going to do, I think we just, we, we have to just go guns blazing. Uh, we just, I, I have to go guns blazing f from here on in. So we'll do this new show. And this new show will also have lots of different clips. And so if people want to help, what they can do is um, at the time, and, and like I said, when the clips come out, uh, I mean, feel free to share stuff now, but uh, I'll be putting out clips and then you, you can share them across uh, social media. And, uh, and also, so there's a poll in the chats related to um, the, what, you know how you have the Salty Army? Well, we need a name for our, our viewers. I think it's appropriate for the audience to decide. So there's a poll. Glorious Bastards seems to be in the lead. Um, it's a 24-hour poll. We'll also post it tomorrow uh, during the uh, live stream. I'm streaming tomorrow, 6.30 Eastern. And uh, so um, it, it, I think 
if we have a lot of people sharing the new show, I think that can also help. So yeah, we will uh, we will be doing those things. And uh, like I said, 6.30 Eastern tomorrow. Um, Silky Johnson says, HB, I'm not too knowledgeable of ancient history. I wonder, and I'm quoting, if the kikes uh, bribed the scholars to change history in their favor, being devious gold hoarders has its advantages. So you go from the de degenerate sodomites to God's chosen people and the biggest victims. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I do think that uh, given all of the things that have turned out to be lies, uh, uh, you know, I, I think anything's possible as far as that. I'm sure a lot of the narratives have been written by the winners. And they're probably their biased version of the narrative, and they're not the full story. Um, you've seen that with the Civil War, for example. So, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a lot of things. Um, Silky also says, HB, remember when the soft gentleman covered that New York Times or some other commie publication that wrote the article bashing Trump about doing well on the cognitive test? And the retarded faggot writer had trouble with the clock or something easy? Uh, yes. Yes, I do. There was a guy who wrote an article who was criticizing Trump for the cognitive test, and he, he was talking about the different parts of the test that he found challenging or failed. I think he, it was, like, ridiculous. And I'm like, what kind of article is this? You're, like, self-owning in the article. It's a very low IQ, very low IQ. Uh, but, yeah, I do recall that. That was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Okay, 2Supernova1 says, Listening to that guy reminded me of a conversation I had with my mom. She asked me what the people I listen to think of, quote-unquote, Michelle Obama's political prospects. It was my utter joy to explain to her that he's actually a man. Mom was dumbfounded, LOL. Well, I, I, show mom the, the Ellen tape. Show, show mom the Ellen video. And just ask one simple question. What is that? You got you to gotta pause it at the right moment. You don't have to pause it. Like, you do see it a few times if you just run it at regular speed. There is a frame. There is one frame, though. And you'll know it when you see it, when you pause it, where it's unmistakable. And, and just ask the person the question, what is that other than a penis? And I'd love to hear the answer. I'd love to hear answers. I would love, I wish there was some sort of way that you could get a lot of different answers because I would love it. I would love, what is that other than a penis? I have heard people say pleats. What the fuck are you talking about? Pleats? I've never seen pleats look like a penis head. Have you? Pleats aren't even on that part of the pants, are they? But again, even if they're pleats, aren't pleats on the outside of the pants? I've never seen a penis head pleat. So anyway, that's one of the answers. That's what, I find that such to be such a comical answer. That's what I am inviting. I'm inviting the most comical possible answers. Uh, like, what, what could that be other than a penis? So, yeah. By the way, also, I, I tell you this. The, now, the Allen video is genuine. What I'm about to mention m might not be real. I, I'm not 100% sure. But have you ever seen that picture of Michelle Obama, the, the back? He's in a dress, and you see his back, and it's like he's got the back of like a linebacker. Now, I don't know if that's been altered in any way, but if that hasn't, I mean, that's a, you could just be like, that's a, you could just point to that back and go, that's a woman? Is that a woman? Is that the back of a woman? So anyway, yeah, just, uh, 
fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Yeah, and there's still people that think Michelle might run, and that would really... Um, I would wonder if they would just embrace the tranny thing, thinking it would get them political points. I don't know. Um, but we'll see. Okay. Uh, all right, I'm going to end it there. I will be back uh, tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Thank you for all the people that signed up for the rebuilding project of the bathhouse that YouTube nuked. I sincerely appreciate the support. Thank you all the people that sent Super Chats, Streamlabs, and Breaking News. Sincerely appreciate your support. You can get an archive on Rumble, rumble.com slash user slash hardnewsnetwork, or on Podbean, hardnewsnetwork.podbean.com, or on Twitter, at LiveHNN. Again, February 5th, uh, a new show. Nothing changing with, with the regular stream, but a new show, uh, about an hour, um, Monday and Wednesday. And so we'll see what happens with that. And uh, I will be back uh, tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. I am the Hard Bastard. Thank you for watching.